Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. want to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that, uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is Hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. had a really big belch ready to go, and then, and then I swallowed it instead of letting it out. I really wanted to give you listeners a taste of how I've been living for the last week, which is all beer and belches in San Diego at the Craft Brewers Conference. So I got a report about that for you today. And we got an all-star cast here on the session. Doc's back in the studio. He always starts our all-star cast. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Doc. Thank you, man. Doc started early today, so I think uh, you guys are going to have a good time with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm already lit. <laughs> <laughs> Doc comes in with that big stupid smile on his face, and you know what he's been doing all day. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jamil Zanishev surprised us along with Sean Paxton. And they're in full uh, BN Army uniform. Yeah, I, I feel like slighted because I'm not wearing mine. Yeah. We could have been four as one. Easily. Where are you shopping? Same place. Same place. The <laughs> BN store. Same place. And uh, they're all here to hang out with us and Peter Hoey from Sack Brewing Company. You guys will remember Peter from Bison Brewing. That's when he was on the show with us last. But now he's with Sack. And uh, welcome back, my brother. Thanks again. It's good to have you. And uh, You said Sack. Yeah, I did. And we're going to be saying it all day. And that's yeah. the last time I want to hear he said Sack. Oh, all he said Hoey, too. So uh, let's not start that right now. And I'm fucking serious about that. <laughs> wow. The he said all day long. Between you and Doc, I can just feel oh, it coming. Come it's coming, baby. It's coming already. Can you turn my headphones up? No. <laughs> he said really? head. You really need them up? Yeah, I, I can't hear myself. Okay. Thank you. That's never good. Can't wet yourself? <laughs> all right, here you go. There you go. Better? Always. Don't forget to use your mute switch. Give JP a little oomph. J- poor JP. He's got like salmonella poisoning or something today. I don't know what he's got. He's had a loose ass for a couple of days. He comes, oh, yeah? in, here, comes in here today like, oh, it's not good. I'm going to have to leave early. I'm leaving. 
<laughs> Why do I sound like a uh, guy from Brooklyn who's been uh, smoking for 45 years? I'm leaving. <laughs> so On a me. jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Yeah. So, Coming out both ends, I don't know what to do. So Shat, the producer, may have to take over the chat room today because Beavis bailed on us real late. Sent me a sent me a text real late. Yeah, sh- yeah, you can. I'm sorry. How come you don't have a microphone, Chad? Check, check, check one. No, so I don't, you're not even plugged in anywhere. Why do I? Why do I not have that microphone plugged in? Might be a good thing. Uh, because it's Chad. <laughs> here we go. Try again. I think I just forgot how to use Hello. my studio. Yeah, yeah welcome there back. We I've been out of here for so long, I forgot where all these buttons do. All right, there you go. Now you can talk with us all day shit. I'm ready for the chat. So JP's in the chat room for you right now, and uh, no Bevo. Tasty's in the building. Tasty just showed up. It's going to be a full uh, show. Paxton, nice. Paxton already predicted seven hours. I'm saying no to that. <laughs> oh, come on. I've heard, hours, I've heard both of those things hours. before. It's a big fat no. <laughs> You've heard me say no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we do have a lot to talk about today. I'm real excited to have Peter in the studio with us. Um, we've got a couple of good topics. I'll tell you those in a second. But first, a little congratulations is in order for the Peter. He has a new baby. Last time we spoke to him, he was newly married, and now this time he got a new baby. He's so. getting on, Congrats. getting out of business. Yeah, you didn't. You waste no time, huh? Not at all. Is that I a remember, honeymoon baby? No, no, no. It was um, the last time that I talked with you about doing the show. You called me like last minute and said, "Hey, can you come in?" It was like a Friday night. Can you come in? And I said, "I really can't because I'm getting married." Yeah. And uh, I think you said that was the best excuse you'd ever heard for, for not being able to make it. Although, secretly, I was still offended. Oh, yeah. That you would choose that over doing the program. You're too soft. Come, you could have done both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who gets married on a Sunday night? No, that's right. I was actually... Why would you even get back to me on a, on a day like that? He gets back to me. No, I'd love to. I'm, I'm about to get married. I'm yeah. on the altar. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> actually, right now, do you want to talk to the priest? <laughs> yeah. So, do, you, and, can, and, do you have any objections? <laughs> that you're on the phone? I do. I object. I've got a show to do. Uh, how long ago the baby? I was like, uh, She's going to be three months on Tuesday. Three months. So. Still ugly or is she getting cute now? No, she's gorgeous. <laughs> That's good. She was always gorgeous. Sweet really? Thing. Come on. Right out of the womb? Get out right of Right out of the choot. No. Three- All slimy and stuff? <laughs> three months on Tuesday? Three is that what it is? Tuesday. My yeah. uh, my cat will be one year on Thursday. Shut. That's up, not the same at all. JP, no, but it's, it's kind of the same. It's not the same, and it's, it's creepy the that you know the day. That really freaks me out, man. I never cease to be freaked out by you and your catness. Look, man. Hey, know. they love him. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. My, my cat will be one on Tuesday. Yeah, May first. Are, are you having a party? Yeah. yeah. Are you, you gonna want to come? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to see the hats. Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have all your cats in hats? Hats for cat cats. Cat in a hat. No, no, no. That is so What's creepy. for dinner? You know, are you doing some soft? Are you doing some of the, uh, oh, the crispy? They've earned. He's earned Sheba. Oh. Sheba. Uh, French can. Yeah. I think a I, can? I, I'm going to have two cans of Sheba. I'll probably have my grandparents over and <laughs> give them one. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they're used to, you know. Yeah. It's hard it, being a senior citizen in this, in, this, in this kind of, you know, Now, what flavor are you market? going for? <laughs> a tuna fish. T- a tuna? It's not. A, oh, be serious, man. Sean. Come on. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's weird. This Come is on. why JP's fingers always smell like tuna. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's not because he ever has dates, that's for oh. sure. <laughs> it's the Sheba. You can neither, neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> All right. So also, uh, here's what we're doing today. We're going to cover single hop B 
beers, which I think is a, uh, not only a timely discussion because uh, the varieties are dwindling, but uh, we've kind of talked about this for a while, and uh, I think it's pretty interesting to do uh, an entire beer with just one hop. And Peter's done some experimenting with it, so that's why we kind of uh, have him in here to do this discussion. You started while you were with Bison doing that. Yeah, we took out, we, we still made our normal blended hop IPA for our six packs, and for all of our 22-ounce releases, we would brew the same, have the same malt base for the beer and then just change the hop variety and keep the IBUs the same, but keep the weights of the finishing hops the same so we could see how these different hops were playing. And we really focused on new and experimental varieties. Okay. So uh, I started it there and I've brewed a couple single hop beers since I've been at Sacramento Brewing, but we don't have quite as a, a regular program there. Okay. And this is great for homebrewers because we've talked about, uh, you know, only changing one ingredient to get to know your ingredients and things like that. If you change five things at once, you don't know which made the which made the effect on your beer. Yeah, so. it sucks first, and now it sucks again. Yeah, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know how. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, this is a cool way to keep the same malt bill and all that and uh, just change one ingredient. In this case, it's the hops. So we're going to cover that today. And then you guys have a brand-new uh, barrel program up at Sac Brew. Yeah, the uh, the brewery sold in February, so we got new owners. And I sat down with, uh, our, uh, with the new owners, their, uh, the Irwin family, and I was talking with them, and I said, I've never had – I've never been at a brewery where I had the space to do a barrel program program so i've never done uh any beer in barrel before and i said it's something i'd really like to do and literally the second and third checks that were written off of the new company were to purchase barrel racks and barrels great so uh we've got we went from zero to 24 barrels in like one week all right so we've got a bunch of different projects going on so you were you dancing around the brew house absolutely i'll bet yeah i (laughs) saw pictures there's proof yeah and then Sean Paxton has been giving you a hand with that, so we'll be talking to Paxton as we do the Barrel Edge program a little bit later to uh, help out and figure that out. Paxton's got his fingers in everything. What's going on with Sean Paxton? He's like every brewer's friend. I don't know. I'm bored. To say to <laughs> you got nothing else to do? You don't have time to be bored. Don't you have a baby at home to take care I of? I got a wonderful little nine-month-old. And but, but that's why I got a wife. It's fine. <laughs> I think he just brings the baby along. Last time we no, were no, brewing no, with no. Doc, there was baby there. Uh, Sean, Sean's Mr. Mom. I am. Oh, yeah. Mr. It, Mom. It allows me to do lots of other things. You don't look like Mr. Mom, i got to say. Uh, you'd be amazed. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he comes over. He's helping me brew. He's stirring with one hand. He's got the baby on the hip in the other hand. Yeah. It worked? It, it, oh, it did. He definitely looks like one of those guys that has free candy scrawled in the yeah. dirt in his van or something. He looks like Creepy Mom, not yeah. Mr. Mom. Yeah. But I saw Fidel you. Fidel Castro to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pax, i got to thank you. You've been, you know, all these different events you're doing, and uh, people are reporting on the events you've been doing, and Uh-oh. you're always sporting your uh, BN Army gear. I tell you. Yeah. You're, you know. uh, you're, you're a good soldier. Well, I try. That's good. The least I can do is try. Loyal soldier. Tasty, on the other hand, won't take off his Pliny hat. And, Put him in the uh, money. Every time. <laughs> he's got to get, he's gotta get paid to wear his BN Army gear. Boy, oh boy. He, he is he is wearing uh, uh he's what Sam Adams shirt and a piney hat. That guy he's like sponsored. They showed me yeah. the money. Did they both pay you? <laughs> no. Those bastards. He's gonna have Come like on. they gave him five large. He's gonna have like White <laughs> Labs true. shorts on soon and then maybe mobile one socks because yeah. you know no, we have red horse socks, we can sell them. <laughs> <Okay, good. laughs> All right, Tasty hanging out with us. You guys did a homebrew comp today, huh? Uh, Tasty and Jamil. Oh and, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we were uh working at the uh NHC West region competition. Oh, it was that homebrew comp. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. That, that little one. Where are my results? We just finished it up. Maybe you heard of it? Out in a few days. Huh? Right now. Let's go. Tell me. So you've passed on the beers that are going to pass on from this region. Yeah. 
Right. Wow. It's I'll a, be in Cincinnati at these beers. He's got all the info. It's a done deal. It's in his head. I know, but I cannot tell. Can wow. you uh, can you tell how many beers were that you guys had to evaluate? How many yeah, were we entered? had uh, 664. Oh, oh wow. Beers, wow. meats, and ciders. No kidding. Yeah. And how many of those were those? Oh, about 58%. <laughs> really? Of the, of the winners or of the of the entries? I can't talk about the winners. <laughs> but you had f- 58% were those? Yeah, right. How about, the, how about the Brewing Network? Did we have a percentage I didn't in there? have those up. You didn't? So was it, there a few? It was did a turn. Number one, sure I saw some. The other 58% were mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all JCs. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> probably true. He's not kidding. <laughs> it was 58% does, everything else Jamil. And 58% mine, yes. How come you're not just your own club? You ought to get out of co-op and just be the Jamil club. <laughs> a club of one. <laughs> what yeah. if you win as your own club, Jamil? <laughs> That'd be disgusting and probably The funny possible. thing is he's actually a does member. Yeah. But he enters on a quaff. Uh-oh. This is a whole no, show right no, here. He, he needs to enter his dose. Here he knows. really does. Here it out, right? It's your hometown. Just do it. You know what, Doc? You're lucky I let Chad enter his dose. I wanted to make him enter <laughs> as uh, the Brewing Network, but uh, I figured you'd, you'd be pissed oh, off at me then, oh, too. Oh, yeah. There would have been fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Traitor. Hey, man. What do you hey, mean? Doesn't matter. Yeah. It is. He shows up at the meetings, actually. And he pays his dues. <laughs> I, I show up to all the special events where there's free food, and I don't pay my dues. Yeah. So I'm not a, I'm not officially a member. I'm more of a leech. Yeah. No. <laughs> In do- the background. I'm a doze leech. Lurker. Yeah. I just show up at the once a year, like the awards party. Yeah. And Doc gives me an award every year, and I feel like such a jerk. I'm standing in front of all those people going, uh, I didn't even pay to be here, yeah. guys. They're all going, who is that guy? Yeah. I'm just hanging out. I'm just leeching off of what you guys have done all year. All right, so a lot of stuff to get to today, a couple of announcements. Uh, of course, the anniversary party is set. It's Saturday, June 14th. When? And uh, Saturday, June 14th, in Napa at Downtown Joe's. It's going to be one hell of a party. I think everybody in this room is going to be there, except uh, Peter. I haven't invited you yet. Uh, I don't know if you've got baby time going on that day, but at least it's closer to you, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. It's kind of in between. We'll try to get Peter to I'll be there, too. Uh, Saturday, June 14th in Napa, and uh, everybody here is going to be there, plus a bunch of other BNers flying in from all over the world to well, go to this party. Well, I haven't got a hall pass yet. Oh, come on. Get out of here. You're getting your hall pass if I have to go get it for you. Okay. <laughs> you got to be there. Uh, the, the question with you is whether or not you're coming with us on Friday or, or you can't make it till Saturday is really the Pretty deal. much, yeah. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Well, even if I go with you Friday, I'm going to be wrecked for Saturday. Yeah. Good. Jamil's going at Friday or Thursday even or so. Aren't you making a whole trip out of it? Yeah, I'll probably spend the whole week down there in preparation for this, you know. (laughs) Just getting ready. Adjusting the liver and, uh, you know, marking my trail (laughs) between my RV and uh, downtown (laughs) Joe's. So you can find your way back. Calibrating your liver. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You got to. It's going to be a hell of a party. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. All right, good. And Colin's being real good to us, the brewmaster there at Downtown Joe's, letting us do a bunch of good things like uh, serve our own homebrew for the first hour of the party. So if you're coming, bring homebrew, and we're going to get to do a tasting in the back there, which is real cool. And then we're going to have a bunch of guest beers, and then, of course, Colin's beers will be on tap all night. You know what we should do is the brewcasters should brew a beer specifically for this, like an anniversary beer. Well, we brewed it last anniversary party. It will be pouring there. No, like really? Yep. That's we right. brewed a what? What did we brew? Yeah, that's right. It was a strong scotch. Strong oh, scotch. Yeah, but I mean, I was wondering what happened count. to that thing. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, no, the, you oh. know, the, the listeners, like like us, yeah. make a beer specifically for. We all go in on a recipe. Like right now, of, yeah, I think it'd be cool. I don't know. All right. Mm. 
All right, Doc's let's in. go brew right now. I got All the right. keys. We'll let's see do you later. It. All right. Uh, we do have one. We have a year old Scotch ale that That's we brewed right. with the listeners last year, so we'll pour that. And if we get around to, I know that sounds like a great idea, but I know how we work around here, and that's probably not going to happen. But it does, well, that's why I was looking at Doc more than anything. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going it to happen. It'll happen. Yeah. All right. So lots of good stuff going on there, and you're going to want to be there. Don't miss it. It's the party of the year, you know, except for maybe the GABF and the N. NHC, NHC and uh, maybe the Oregon Brewers Festival. But uh, yeah. other than those three... And the SoCal Brewfest. Other than those and four... And NCHF. Five. And Boonville. Yeah. Or the Rayleigh Field Brewfest. Six. Other than those six... <laughs> My cat's birthday NCHF? party. NCHF? Come on. <laughs> My cat's oh, and birthday the, uh, party. Seven. Other than those seven... This Count it is twice. Once for the dinner and once for at. the fest. Eight. Cin- other than those eight... <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Nine. Um, if you're not doing anything else that day, <laughs> like if there's nothing good on television... And Tivo's empty, and you're bored. <laughs> the gardeners already came. Can't mow the lawn. Just go it's out the there. place to be. I'll tell you that right now. So downtown Joe's Saturday, June fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, AHA memberships available through our store. This is an announcement that's really important because if you're not a member of the American Homebrewers Association, you should be, and you can support us uh, by joining through the Brewing Network store. So you just sign up. I send you a card. You're a member. You get Zymergy Magazine. You get all the benefits. You get discounts on beers. You get discounts on uh, the National Homebrewers Conference. Justin gets off your back. I leave you alone for a week or so. Yeah. And um, it's just a great way to help us and help yourself and help home brewers in general because it's a really good organization. So make sure you do it through our our, uh, our store. store. If you're yeah. gonna sign, you can renew for uh, through us too. By the way, if you want to get the card through us, you just go there and you enter your existing member number, and uh, you'll be renewed, and and we'll get the credit for it. And by the way, uh, they're really liking the fact that you a lot of you are signing up for memberships, and I appreciate that. And so does the uh, AHA. So thank you for doing that already. You can also sign up for donations on the page. You've all been uh, really coming through with that, too, and I appreciate it. It keeps the electricity on so we could do this. And I have uh, our voicemail for the week now. It's uh, 888-401-BEER. It's our live number, and it's our listener line all week long. I had to weed through, like, a... 20 minutes of voicemails this week. That's crazy. But you liked it, didn't you? No. <laughs> Some of them were real creepy. Well, that's uh, what you get when you... No, you like you... that stuff. I like the final yeah. product. I, once it's weeded out and we have the good ones then, <laughs> then I like it. What did, Jay, what did Jay-Z just trip over? Everything. Yeah. No. The whole studio just Headphones got ripped. Headphones itself. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a nice montage for you of Good. our voicemails this week. If you want to leave voicemails to us, uh, leave us messages. 888-401-BEER. You can do it all week long, and it's also the live yeah. number. Well, I mean, when you invent a new medium of communication, um, it, you Might have, as well use it. You have to really, you know, it's a lot of work. It turns out Shat invented the telephone. Really? And, uh, J- this is true. J- In J- Connecticut. JP invented putting the telephone on the air. Alexander Shatbell. And then I invented <laughs> using the telephone on the air all week long. Yeah, well, I, I invented I- using the telephone in the bathroom. <laughs> oh! That's what Doc invented. <laughs> Which is kind of creepy. I saw you in the bathroom the other day, JP, on the telephone. Was I? At CBS, I walk in there to wash my oh, hands. Oh, yeah. I was in there. Yeah. You're uh, evacuating. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking to somebody on the telephone. I was. Hey, you look, don't do that. I, hey, come on. If he can drive and talk on the phone, he should be able to pee and talk on the phone. No, he well, wasn't peeing. No, I was peeing, but I was sitting down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's right. I think Plop. that's a mean thing to do with, to whoever's on the other line. Plop. <laughs> I, look, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think you should curb that behavior. Yeah. Hey, you can look, send- if they want to talk to you that bad, they shouldn't <laughs> care where you are. No. Time is money. It's true. Well, I was in there. I figured let's you know monopolize my time or you know whatever that consolidate. Mm-hmm. Almost like President Johnson, how he used to like to uh, 
make his aides come in there. You didn't want to waste any time. There were aides back then? Oh, so, they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, kind of... they all came in there. Oh, they, he made them. <laughs> they had to take notes while he's still talking to them uh, on the can. Uh, my dad made me do this that This is once. wrong. Read a book report to If we him. ever get an intern, I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> okay, come in here. Uh, right. Can you work Show on the notes. intern thing again? Chad's working on it. Yeah, talk right. To, oh, talk good. to Chad. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So no, apparently here. there's some hot chick in line. Where? And she's she's into, she's going to school for broadcasting right now. And uh, Shaq keeps dropping the ball on it. Yeah, I'm on it this so, week. Don't you drop said the you're on it for three months now. Well... A year and a half. Three three months? Three months, at least. <laughs> at least. See how fast time flies? Everyone needs a hot intern in here, I gotta say. Yeah, everyone. I need one. <laughs> JP especially. Yeah. So get to work on that. We have a stripper pool. So I can have our meetings while I'm on the shitter. <laughs> this is just really creepy. It could happen. Write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Take a memo. Yeah. I... No, right. don't put that in there. How about while you're in the weekly shower? <laughs> No, not then. No one wants to see that. Intern! All right, send your show ideas to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Don't send them to me. Send them to Chad. He's doing a good job of booking. We've got guests uh, lined up for quite a while now, so just send all those show ideas to Chad. He's doing a good job. A lot of great ideas, too. And you can send your feedback to feedback (laughs) at thebrewingnetwork.com. Thanks, Chad. Which uh, Chad can't be expected to come up with good ideas. Make sure email. Tasty does that. Email the ideas. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. He just does the booking. Feedback. All right, which brings us to. uh, Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. As always, I have a lot. Good. A lot of feedback. I like a lot. Give me more. The first one's short and sweet. Hey, how about a drunk of the week BN t shirt or even a hat? Which I think is a pretty good idea, actually. We should have puke on it or something. Yes, yeah, like a big puke stain. <laughs> just, just the hop grenade, but with chunky puke dripping off one oh, side. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. A guy passed out on the toilet. Yeah. Schumann and his brother yuking somewhere, <laughs> holding each other closely. <laughs> uh, maybe we ought to get a drunk of the week T-shirt. A lot of you guys are pretty creative out there in the BN Army, so why don't you come up with some designs and send them to Chad, Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, if you want to see a drunk of the week T-shirt. All right, here we go. Hey, I just had a thought. I was recalling Bub saying he was waiting for the anniversary show to finally shave his mustache. The guitarist in my favorite band grew a beard on the band's final tour, shaved it after the last show, uh, after which they broke up, and then auctioned the beard on eBay for charity and raised about $1,000. That's it? Australian. That's disgusting. So this guy says, can we encourage Bub to auction off his mo in the forum for charity? We need some sort of verification that there's no contamination with pubes or anything like that. Um, but he wants uh, Bub to come out here, shave it at the anniversary show, and then auction it off in the forum, which I'm all for. Yeah. <laughs> if you great. guys want to pay for that, then that's this, fine. This must be a suggestion by Bub. <laughs> it might be Bub writing in under <laughs> Anyone a in the right name. mind wants Bub's... I know. Face pube? I think we should have more Bub on the show. Love Bub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'll ask Bub. Hey, I'm up for it. I'm pretty sure Bub will be up for it. He likes that sort of thing. And then he goes on to say, thanks for the advice on getting Wes Vleteran into the country. Uh, It didn't have to go near my friend's colon at all, at least that he's telling me. Thanks again, guys. Great shows this year. Keep it up. I I was just about to ask where the shoebies were. 
Are they just showing up now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're hugging you right now. We have Shoemi sign. Shoemi hey, and Shoe Light. Just look, look at Shoe Light. He's already a rock star with the glasses on indoors. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and his last comment here, Doc, is that um, you are a Dave Faulkner lookalike. Does anybody know who Dave Faulkner is? I can look it up on Google. Must be some Australian I, dude. I need to see that. All right, here's another one. Uh, well, you guys... Oh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This is from an old dude who's writing into us, and he's kind of proud of being an old dude in the Army. He says, you guys really went and done it now. Oh, I'm going to read it exactly how he wrote it, too, because it's, it's kind of like it rambles. Well, you guys have really went and done it now. I'd like you to know you might all be charged with elderly abuse. It was good enough sitting on my train commute home laughing like, well, an old fart fool to your shows because no one sits around me and I get a choice of seats because if I sit down by anyone, they all move. (laughs) (laughs) That does look like Doc Dave Faulkner. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Whoever that is, that's Doc. JP's showing us the picture. We'll have to post that on yeah, the forum. Yeah. I always Everyone seem to look like somebody. Yeah. But today I found out that sitting at the doctor's office and listening to yet another show is a way to pass the time. And that's why I finally got to see my doctor. I called him a douchebag when he asked if I had anything to drink that day. And the answer was, hell no. I've been sitting in your waiting room, you douchebag. Oh. So I like that they're learning lingo from us. Douchebag doctor kept me waiting an extra 45 minutes. And hey, at least Dr. Scott taught me how to say douchebag. And (laughs) had my doctor send him my bill for my time sitting when I could have been brewing. Say doctor, give discounts to seniors. I need implants done with an option, opener, attachment, douchebag, keeping patents, waiting while you brew or have a cold one. Patents? That's what he wrote. (laughs) I filed this patent six months ago. Well, people get ugly on me if if they gotta wait like ten minutes. Yeah, and I go to the MD and I'm sitting. I get in one waiting room and I wait for forty five, and they call my name. Oh, cool! And I go sit in the other room for another half an hour. Then they weigh you and put you back out. It's right. a magazine. Oh, I bring my own damn magazine. All teasing aside, a card-carrying AARP member, uh, now I am also a BN Army member, having bought one of the last six-box dual-signed books set by Jay-Z and JP, and my subscription for American Homebrewers, which means I'm not a douchebag, just an old fart brewer. Anyway, the show, the books have improved my brewing, and beers keep up the great work. And keep in mind, I come from a time when homebrew was made in a wash tub hidden in the barn. I forgot my name in the forums, having made only a couple posts, so I suppose I'll have to get a new one. So now it's Pa Kettle. Don't tell Mom. <laughs> P.S. This fangled iPod is pretty fun, too. Pa. I like the old dudes listening. That's kind of cool. I'm surprised JP hasn't seen How old's old? Yeah. How old is old? Well, he's yeah. a double A. He's an AARP member. That's old. <laughs> so I don't care what the age is. If you're an AARP member, you're old. Right? Yeah. Well, it's 55, I think. Yeah, it's real low. It's, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> it's not yeah. Cool. yeah, that's real low. 55. If I was 55 and I was showing my AARP card, mm-hmm. I'd be embarrassed. You'd feel old, right? I get up in the morning and I'm 19. <laughs> I'm sorry. By the time I go to bed, I'm 50. No, till I look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't know what old is. Old is uh, as soon as you start acting old, I suppose. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Why did Why did Doc just look at me when you said that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. So I gotta let something out. I've been an Uh-oh. avid fan for a year now. Although the transition from Johnny Boy to JP was brief and unexpected, for a while he provided an adequate substitute. I must protest, however, that recently JP has been dropping the ball, as they say, with his rendition of the famed ACDC song TNT. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know. Also, Blobberglob shares my sentiments. Have a good evening, ladies. Oh, well, Blobberglob's Brant from St. Louis. You have been dropping the ball a little well, bit. Well, I figured it was kind of old. I well, mean, I, I got to say one thing. When JP's not What's having that? a man... Uh, the chat room. When I'm not having a man. He's not having a man. We're not having a man. I'm just the chat not myself. Room. Yeah. Uh, he, he's 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 different. Yeah. And he, actually, I saw him once. He came in. He just sat down, and his city lights. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, right on cue. He just yeah. sat down. Barely got the headphones on. Yeah. So I got to give him props for that. Yeah. One. See, there you go. They're yeah. blopper gloppers. And when he's not peeing out of his ass, he's different too. Oh God. You know what? Hey. Whew, shooting mud. What the hell? Oh, it was Niagara Falls. It wasn't mud. At All that right, point. that's enough. <laughs> the old colon blow. Uh, I've gotten several of these over the last two weeks. Uh, most of them from the same dude, but Little some blisters from other the, people. Oh, sorry. Justin, what the F and good noon. Uh, is lunch meat finished? Finito? Please let me know if it is, and I'll bury my MP3 player in some rue shit. Without lunch meat, it's fucking useless anyway. So just send me an email and give me the bad news. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Look, all I got to say is you just don't get it, man. <laughs> all right? Lunch meat will never, ever, 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 ever occur on a regular basis. What? It is so secondary to everything else I have to do, including showering. It's like and I just don't have time. I have so much to do around here. It's just last on the list. No, so it's, it's like waiting for that pitch. over it already. Waiting for the pitch, waiting for the pitch, and, and you get thrown a ball. Oh, it's high. It's outside. Yeah. Oh, next, so, w- next week. Yeah, have you so, ever listened to an episode of Lunch Meat and you're still asking me where it yeah. is? So ju- just using Doc's analogy, uh, Lunch Meat is like getting balls. It's like getting balls. Yeah. Sometimes Get some fun. balls. Sometimes life just gives you balls. So stop sending me angry emails and just get over it, all right? Lunch Meat well, will appear you know when what? it if, appears. If you just email Bub, he'll let you in on the yeah. inside secret. We, we do have like three shows in the archive that haven't been posted yet. So what? I don't care. They'll get there when they get there. That's the way it goes. Hey, what are you, man. one of these guys No, now? look, I was just saying that that's, you think that, I I think that's what they're talking about. I don't care. Look. He's I, trying to help, man. I and you're not. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Last thing. Cha-cha-cha. What is this here? Um, no, no. This one's all like nice and stuff. So forget Oh, wait. Is it about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just. A, right, then skip it. Yeah, it's just nice in general, I think. Let's see. Yeah, it's a dude who wants to send us beer, so I'll just get back to him. Uh, right, no, that's it. Okay. The yeah. answer is yes. You can still send us beer. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, just it. yes. Yeah. All right. Everybody si, do- senor. Everybody doing all right? Sweet. Si. <laughs> that's Spanish. Okay. We got a lot to get to. Was that and, it for uh, feedback? The that's feedback it? was brought to you today by Wordomatic.com, the homebrewing gadget website. You can go to Wordomatic.com and uh, all your gadget needs right there. Oh, nice. How do you spell that? It's W-O-R-T-O-M-A-T-I-C, Wordomatic.com, brought to you your feedback. Thanks Don't spell that. the dot. Just put the period in. Thank you. I learned that just the other day. Just recently. Lots to get to. When we come back, we're going to cover the Craft Brewers Conference in San Diego and the World Beer Cup, which only happens every two years. And World it was, Cup of Beer? Yes. World Beer World Beer Cup. No, it's the World Beer Cup. I had it right the first Cup time. of Beer, Beer Cup. When we come back, all of that and more. You're Stick with us. listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. 
Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the more beer, beer deal, deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com.
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. You were close. You're sick, oh, so it's all right. Sorry. Your time's a little off. You're forgiven today just because you're a little sick. Wow. Yeah. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. Well, don't get used to it. No, I want to hug you. Can, no. can we just hug Go home and hug your fucking cat. There. there. There's your acceptance right there. Thank you. <laughs> All right, JP too. and I got to cover a couple of yeah. things for you because we spent the last uh, week or so at the Craft Brewers Conference in San Diego. Yeah, I forgot that list. Oh. Oh, well. Uh, we'll cover that later. I got a couple of things to cover for you. It really was an uh, amazing time. And um, more brewers in one place uh, than than ever before. That's what this conference is. It's really just an industry conference. And uh, it's a trade show as well. And people are there to mingle and show off their wares, and uh, there's a lot of seminars and a lot of education. I did attempt to record seminars for you guys, but I got shut down. Oh. Yeah, well... Seminars? They like to... They want to record their own versions. You know, they have their own CD happening, and... They do? Yes. They just haven't heard of us. You can buy a CD from the event. They had stopped doing it for a little while. I guess they used to do it, Mm -hmm. and then they stopped. So last year, I got to record some stuff. This year, uh, they're back to doing the CD that they can sell. They probably thought, oh, it's a good idea. They shut you down. Well, I did do it all espionage-like, though. I tried, guys. Don't get me wrong. I went in there... And I plugged into one of the mixing boards because the because the board op was cool. He's like, "Yeah, man, go for it." He didn't know. He he had no idea. He said, "Sure." Somebody else had come and plugged in, but apparently that was the official people. Pretty <laughs> yeah. so good soundboard too. So he just thought I was another recorder, you know. And so he let me plug in. And then a um, little bit later, uh, I plug in. I leave. I come back at the end of the seminar and and my stuff's all unplugged. And, and oh. I, I I can see that they unplug it. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, what happened? Did I run out of batteries or something? And he said, no, nah, I'm sorry, man. They they came in and yelled at me and said, you should know better. We have exclusive rights to this. And, uh, so I had, the, so they ripped it right out. So I don't have seminars for you, but I did get some good information about the whole thing. And it's kind of a lot of uh, the current state of the craft beer industry, which, by the way, is healthy as a horse, as you might already well know. And How about you? I, I did get a couple of, no, I'm, especially after that week, I am not healthy as a horse. But, okay. I'm, but I'm still... Uh, I'm still on the horse. I'll say that. You're mounted? I haven't stopped. I mean, I'm. That's a good thing. Sometimes you just got to plow right through. You have a heroin problem? (laughs) No. JP was surprised that he was still thirsty after a week of drinking beer down there. Yeah, I really was. You know, until today. I was a little scared. Yeah. Uh, because there was really a lot of uh, amazing and free beer, which are two of my favorite things, <laughs> yeah. amazing and free. Not necessarily in that order, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it really, it was, a, uh, I went for the first time last year when it was in Austin, and I had a really good time, and it was really impressive to see how the industry comes together and, and organizes, and they get down to business at this thing. Of course, there's a lot of social events, but, but they really get down to business, and yeah. it's good to see. What business did they actually get down to? It, it's... It's uh, the professional brewers, yeah, mm-hmm. 
a whole gig. They're in there for a week. Yeah, it's just like NHC, but uh, it's, it's not like a showcase commercial. Yeah, they have equipment and it's a whole seminar, or you know, not a seminar, but a, what do they call it? Trade show. It's a right. showcase if yeah. you're in the trade show. Um, for I think the brewers, it's just a way to come together, and then they they really put on fantastic seminars. A lot of them we wouldn't have been too interested in. Uh, a lot of them were, you know, how to increase sales at the brew pub, how to market your brew pub. So it's just some very industry specific things, yeah. which would be fantastic if, if you're in the industry and and i think that's why so many people attend um but a lot of it is just is also networking and um and then of course showcasing their beers uh because as part of the craft brewers conference every other year they also have the world beer cup and that was this year it fell uh, uh this year and this is interesting because it's an international competition it's the world beer cup and they're not messing around with that either uh, you know how we call like a, a the world series right right it's not really a world series it's, it's us we just call it that yeah. <laughs> but this really is the world yeah, i checked out a lot of the uh the, the final uh, entries and who's in it and mm-hmm. yeah it is pretty much the world there were 2891 beers entered in this competition which is an amazing amount of beers imagine having to uh, judge i think it was a four-day judging process to get through all at once to get through 2891 beers um 91 different beer categories. They've in, they added a couple of categories this year. They got some funky categories too. They yeah. do. They, they added 90, uh, yeah, 91 with with each has a subcategory, at least one or two subcategories. Yeah. Right. They added a couple of barrel and sour barrel type of categories. Which, you know, they they should because there's some awesome beers that just don't fit somewhere. Yeah. And they need a home. Yeah. And they should they should be judged with the same kind of beers. And people are really developing new styles that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like when uh, the double IPA was invented uh, not too long ago, uh, they they had to make a category for that too. Well, you know, it, otherwise people wouldn't be inventing new things. Yeah. They don't want to go into that experimental category. Yeah, which you just lump everything in one. One and, category experimental. Yeah. The other guys. Six hundred and forty-four breweries from fifty-eight countries. And that was really cool. And then the most impressive thing to me is that among the judging panel, and this part's important to me because I think that with judging beers, it it, it can get easily biased pretty quickly if you're not careful about how things are done. Um, 70% of the judges were international judges. They were from other countries. I was actually wondering about that one yeah. because uh, a lot of the winners were American. They were U.S. There were a lot, yeah. But... If, if all the judges were American, you'd question that. I'd question that, but if if you say that they were well represented from all the other uh, uh, countries all over the place, yeah, awesome. And they were 129 judges, and uh, they say roughly 70 percent of them were from outside the U.S. So I like to see that. It's a pretty good representation, and a lot of different palates that are used to a lot of different beers. So I think it was judged pretty uh, fairly. There were 1,500 attendees at the uh, awards banquet dinner. So just a massive, massive dinner that they did there, uh, which I didn't go to. I went. Oh, so say, how are you feeling? No, nah, I didn't go. Uh, you know, I, I like to hear about the awards after the fact. I don't want to sit through all that. If I was if I was with a brewery, if I worked for a brewery, sure, you want to get excited for for your team and and, and see what happens. But I don't want to sit through all that. You know, I went. 
Yeah. And I, uh, um, I, I thought it was great, you know, because we know a lot of people in the industry. You know, Sully had five beers in there, and a couple other people were actually we were hanging out with their with Sully's partner brewing, like he likes to call the people who are doing his watermelon wheat and all that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. Hanging out with them, and it was fast. It was like an hour and a half or something. I mean, oh, well, they that's were just, not bad. They were just cranking through, and it, it was interesting to see, you know, who won all the you know the weird funky categories, and you know which you know what what metal old Milwaukee light took, and all this kind of weird. Crap! I thought it was great. It really. What did PBR got... do? Nothing. Okay. But Paps, Paps Brewing did uh, a few things. Yeah, Paps Brewing did get some awards. Um, it, it tell you what, it got me pumped for the nationals. Good. Yeah. Just seeing people winning awards. You mean just the whole award thing? Yeah, you know, just the award dinner. It's like, yeah, all right, this is going to be happening to me soon. <laughs> and then I, you could be walking up there. Up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. To demand a recount. All right, a couple of recognition awards are also given out the World Beer Cup. Of course, you can go to uh, beertown.org and look Org. up, uh, just clip, uh, click the World Beer Cup logo, and you'll be able to see all the breweries that won from all over the world. But there are also some recognition awards uh, given, and I wanted to mention them because two of the three that were given um, were given to local people uh, for us here in the Bay Area. Uh, first of all, the recognition award went to Dr. Michael Lewis. Who was oh. the uh, professor? Was oh, I, I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, he was. He's he's now retired, although he still works with the program. He was the professor of brewing science at the University of California, Davis, for over thirty years. Um, many I've, of uh, Dr. Lewis's students are in every brewery in the country. You name it. I've heard nothing but good things about him. Well, I got a good story for you about him. Let me read you uh, his award here, and then I'll tell you a little something that was pretty uh, amazing to me. Um, But Dick Cantwell, the head brewer at Elysian Brewing Company and Brewers Association Board of Directors member, said that as one of the seminal educators of craft brewers, Dr. Lewis has taken our movement from improvisation to awareness of what it is that we do. It's high time his patience, wit, and knowledge is celebrated by those who owe him so much. So um, I think that's right. He's been doing this since 1962, I think is when he came to, to Davis. And they're giving him the recognition award, which I think is just awesome. The other one, the Russell Shearer Award for Innovation in Brewing, went to Vinny Chalurzo, a Russian river, of course. And if anybody's innovating brewing, it's definitely yeah. Vinny. And he's been doing it for years now. And he received this year's award for demonstrating creativity, excellence in brewing, and substantial contributions to the craft brewing community, which I think is the other part of what Vinny does. It's not just that he's making amazing beers and doing different things with them, but he sits on the board. Uh, he's at... Uh, Several home brewing events and craft brewing events, uh, a lot of lectures he gives. He's involved in everything. He's everywhere. So, uh, pretty. I'm proud to know Vinny. Proud to have had him on the program, and and happy that he got the Russell Shearer Award for innovation. You want to hear uh, something interesting, though? Yeah. Since he's on the board, he doesn't qualify to actually win the award. Uh, is he still on the board, or was he only on the board last year? No, he's still on the board. Oh. And so the thing was is that actually even though he wasn't technically on the ballot, everybody still voted for him. And oh, is that right? The people who vote for it are actually the the past winners. I see. So that really does say something. So it was like the pencil-in nominee, like if you go vote for Bang. president, you can... Yep. Really? And he still won as the pencil-in nominee. That's pretty great. Yes. So they actually awesome. changed the whole thing because, mm. you know, since he sits on the board, he shouldn't be, you know, winning the award, but yet they... Well, it makes sense, I guess, in terms of voting, but come on, if one yeah. one guy votes for himself, big deal. That's not going to do anything, <laughs> is it? Uh, wow, that's that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Well, good for Vinny. He deserves it. He does. H- how about if we try to get Dr. Lewis in here? Well, here's my story for you, Dr. Scott. Chad? I had this... Um, exactly. I had an amazing week, I have to say. Uh, amazing? Down, it was amazing. 
down at the Craft Brewers Conference and, and kind of meeting the people I got to meet, seeing the things I got to see. I got to go to the Stone, the new Stone Brewery, and they gave, us, they gave us all carte blanche to just wander around and do whatever. Um, I, and just really kind of seeing all that, um, it, it kind of blew me away. And it's, uh, it was very impressive, uh, very humbling. Well, to cap it all off, uh, I was doing some work uh, with with uh, one of our great sponsors, White Labs, uh, doing some mm-hmm. recording for them, and I was doing it up at UC Davis here at the end of the week, and uh, Chris White was giving a lecture for Dr. Lewis, and I ended up getting to sit down and have dinner with Dr. Lewis and Chris White and Mike White, and we're all sitting there, and Dr. Lewis is telling me these amazing stories about 30 years in, in this business and the people that he's taught, and he's telling me where his alumni are and the different... I mean, they're everywhere. They're in Anheuser-Busch. They're in Miller. They're in Sam Adams. They're in Pyramid. They're in everything, you know? Oh, yeah. And he's telling me these stories. He's telling me how he comes out here. He come out here in the 60s uh, to New York, and he moves here in 1962. And I'm just... I'm in awe. I'm hanging off of every word of this man. I mean, he's a legend in this industry. He so much is. And I'm sitting there, and not for one second am I taking my life for granted at this moment. I am sitting there going, you know, in... in You're hoping you don't have a heart attack at any second and and lose all the rest of that. Well, in the brewing world, uh, in terms of of, uh, the very short time I've had in in the brewing industry... I live a charmed life. I mean, I'm sitting next to Dr. Lewis thinking I'm living a charmed life. I'm sitting next to a guy that uh, any one of our listeners would love to be sitting here at this moment and listening to what this guy has to say. And it blew me away. I left that dinner just kind of speechless. I thanked Chris White for, for bringing me along to do some recording, and uh, it was really amazing. Uh, I wanted to tell that story because I, uh, I was really humbled, and it was very impressive. And he's an amazing dude, and he's going to come on the show. He's he's in. He's not even going to call. He's coming down here. He's going to do the oh program. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, I've got all his information. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but he's coming down. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm gonna. Uh, it's going to be one of the best shows we've ever done, if not the best. But you'll have Dr. Lewis sitting right there. Yeah. He's and just Dr. Scott hang out sitting right, right here. <laughs> Two doctors. <right laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, it, the, the thing is, Duck obviously, squared. he could teach us any number of things about brewing, right? But... Even before we get to that, it's going to be a great show. Just the stories that this guy well, has. Well, Paxton's talking about a seven-hour show. That could be a seven-hour show. <laughs> if he can make it. Now, keep in mind, he's retired. He's, uh, he's up in years. Oh, but he's a, he's a healthy dude. And he's out, the, he's out there drinking and uh, having a good time. And Physical or mental? <laughs> Both. Retired. Borat, anyone know? Okay, great. All right. Good, good work, night. though. Good night. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> so... The show oh. is going to be great, even before we get to his brewing knowledge. Now, Peter, you went through the program, didn't you? Did no, you? I went to the American Brewers Guild. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I thought you went through, because he knows you, Dr. Yeah. Lewis. I did mention him to you. We were talking about that. I told him, I told him you are going to be on the show. On the Come on, he's Peter. Uh, Everybody yeah. knows Peter. <laughs> he, kn- he knows my folks, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I do. Uh, my, my degree is actually in economics and math, and I did some research for a textbook company that is based out of UC Davis, and they all know each other, so I run into him periodically. Okay. Outside of, like, at brewing events right so <laughs> uh, but he's just a, a great dude he so comes he's, over to your house for dinner yeah i told him that, that listeners have been asking me to get him on the show for two years and, and he was excited about that he's very flattered he said that that's very flattered Hell, i'm flattered yeah so he's oh gonna do it god he's gonna do it he's gonna come on the program so uh very cool end to the week for me uh getting to have uh, dinner with dr Lewis. i'm glad so. i sent you down there yeah it was great <laughs> <laughs> apparently doc's like the master around here now. and i am 
All right. Oh. How about we do a little contest in terms of uh, the craft beer world to wrap up our CBC segment? Uh, Peter brought some things to give away from Sacramento Brewing Company. Beer Jeopardy? And, uh, no, what I no. got here is, uh, JP, you can't participate because we did this yesterday on the CBS show. And if anyone was tuned into CBS, yeah. you can't participate. You know, either. I was thinking about this. I forgot it. I forgot the number already. Yeah. I'm going to have fun. to give more hints, I think, this time because the number is insane. Um, okay. What I have in front of me is the U.S. total craft industry retail dollar sales. You want to get someone on the phone? For 2007. And I'll take a caller. Yeah, let's do all callers. Okay. 888-401-BEER. Guess the number. The U.S. total craft industry dollar sales for retail um, in 2007. And I'll tell you this right now. The number is obscene. It is uh, a lot more. It is significantly more than you would think it is. Um, so Google and call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't Google. Just give us a good, uh, give us a good guess. Come on. And we got some cool stuff to give away that Chad will send out to you, uh, courtesy of Sacramento Brewing Company and Peter Hoey. Is that true, so, Chad? Eight 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 four zero one beer. The U.S. total craft industry sales. While we're uh, waiting Said on Peter. phone calls for that, so in the past and for years now, the number one selling beer in craft beer has always been pale ales. Yeah, right. It's kind of been the American thing in craft beer for a long time now. Well. For the first time in 2007, Pale Ales got beat by something, mm. by a segment of the beer. Now, it's not a, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away. They not got a big beat jump. by something. Paxton, what do you think it was that beat out Pale Ales? It's a good question. I would uh, think, especially with the hop crisis, that an IPA probably wouldn't be it, but okay, I'm, I'm probably going to say an IPA. Tasty, you were waving your hand. What do you think? Uh, Blue Moon. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a, like a style. Style. Oh, style. Although it's not right. a specific style. I got, I guess well, I'll give you I that. Say Belgian. Yeah. Okay, you say Belgians. Peter, do you know this? You're a smart guy about this stuff. Uh, I read it and I forgot it. I want to say it was wheat beers. Doc, what do you think? Amber. Seasonals. Oh, that's they right. They put seasonals into their own seasonals. segment. That, that's yeah. a category? And yeah, it is. I would never think that that's a category. They had to put it as a category, I guess, uh, Autumn. because of the way <laughs> yeah. they because of the way they Spring sold. Beers. Spring People putting out their seasonal beers outsold pale ales this year, which I think is great because it yeah. shows that craft uh, the craft beer drinkers are really getting more experimental. They want to try new stuff. Want to try something new. Educated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So pale ale was number two. Seasonal was number one. Um, the year before, it was the opposite, so it reversed. Um, number three, Ambers. Number four, Amber Lager, which I think is interesting. I have not had a lot of Amber Lagers, but it's a it's a, a high selling. Uh, the Oktoberfest kind of. But this beers. is the world, though, right? Samuel just Samuel US. Adams Boston yeah, Lager. Boston Lager. Boston Lager. Mm, there you go. True. That has a big impact, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. They want, uh, they want to stretch out a little bit and get a dark beer. Number five was wheat. Number six, IPA. Number seven, variety packs, which, again, I think Sam Adams has a lot to do with. That's a uh, style. Uh, being in there. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll tell you, just locally in Sacramento, we sell a ton of variety packs. Really? I mean, two, three pallets a day, and then wow. summer will kick in. Or, excuse me, two, three pallets a week, and then summer will kick in, and it'll just go through the roof. People love the party packs. Yeah. Selling a lot. Number eight, Bach. Number Hard nine. Uh, number nine was light, light beer, light, light something. The style of light. It just has light, light. So everything so still light. made the top ten. Bummer. In craft, though, this is the craft beer. So whatever the craft beer light was, and number ten was uh, fruit. <laughs> what is craft beer? Fruit like? beers. I guess there's there's Sam Adams light. There's GB light. Um, Chew light. There's Chew light. <laughs> All right, let's take our first caller to guess uh, the retail dollar sales. Who are we talking to? 
Richards. 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 You got, Richards. You got a guess for us? What was the question again? <laughs> All right, I hung up on Britchards. 888-401-BEER. If you want to call in to win a little prize, uh, we got some gear from Sacramento Brewing Company, courtesy of Peter Hoey and Sac Brew. Uh, you are guessing what is the U.S. total craft industry retail dollar sales in 2007. And I'll tell you that the, the number's pretty intense. I'll just pick it up, JP. It's all right. Caller, who are we talking to? Brew Tattoo. All right. You got a guess for us, brother? Uh, I'm going to guess $5.9 billion. (laughs) Somebody's on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it to you. What the hell? $5.7 billion in the... Here's $0.2 billion off. (laughs) Well, everyone else was Googling the same thing, so it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? Can you, does, does that not surprise anybody? $5.7 billion in craft beer retail sales? That's a huge number. And you know, that's, Think about that's, the other number. That's still a small number yeah. compared to the big number yeah, of, yeah, of sure. beer in general. Yeah, you're right. Well, what, Come on, Justin. I spend like thousands of dollars a year on craft beer. Come yeah. on, think about it. <laughs> I, I bet you do right. too. I probably, well, I used to. Now it gets brought to me by guys like Peter Hoey. So I don't have to spend money anymore. All right, Brew Tattoo, send an email to Chad, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get you your gear from Sacramento Brewing Company. You might get something. You got it. Thanks, brother. Bye, Cole. All right, uh, here's another, just a couple more interesting numbers, and we'll move on. Um, but this, I, I like these numbers, too, because they show how much uh, craft beer is doing um, for the country. Uh, so this is the economic impact in the U.S. $36 billion in taxes paid by the craft beer industry. That's a lot of money. Um, 1.7 million jobs in the beer industry. So those of you thinking of going into the industry, there you go. That's a, a, a we're employing a lot of people. Fifty-four billion dollars in wages, so we're paying some rent, and a hundred and eighty-nine billion dollar economic impact overall. You know, if you count all that stuff together. So uh, the craft beer uh, industry and movement is no tiny thing anymore, so, is it? So think about that when people are going to try to tax us. Yeah, yeah exactly. On just I'm the just beer. Bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's still happening, by it, the way. It is. So some students did a nice protest there on uh, Friday, right out. Uh, out front of uh, Assemblyman Jim Bell's office in San Jose. So people still protesting that, and you should too. Uh, what even, was that number? Even I don't have the number in front of me. Just look up your Jim Bell Assemblyman. It's not too. It's on the. To do. It's on the web or on, on the forum. Google and it is. That's right. It's still posted in our forum. So even though those numbers are so uh, impressive to me, uh, Anheuser-Busch still owns 48.2% of the entire beer market in the U.S. Augie's doing good. The only good news is that's down a few percent, isn't it? Uh, uh, only a couple of years ago, they were at 52% uh, of the beer market. So they're they're losing a little bit of market share. And you can be sure they're a little concerned about that. Oh, I'll bet. You know they're sweating. Miller's a little over 18%. Coors is a little over 11%. And then it kind of goes down from there. So... Um, AB still the big guy, uh, but even still, I don't want to so rain on the craft beer parade. Augie will never do this program. I can. There's not a lot of things I can guarantee you. That's probably one of them. <laughs> that he will. You know what? But what happens if you were to ask? All you got to do is ask. Yes. We've asked, but it was like in the beginning. It was a long time ago that we asked, and we got kind of far. Plissé got us pretty far. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. Like, it turned cold quick. They kept passing us along to the next person, which was all progress. Oh, this sounds good. We'll get you to the next level. And we got to a certain level, and then it just shut down. It was like they did. They, hurt, they probably went on. Be right. who? Oh, yeah. Let me listen. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> 
So, all right. There's your craft brew industry wrap-up and the conference. You can go to Beertown.org and check out all the award winners. Did you guys enter some beer uh, from Sac Brew there, Peter? We did. You did? How many did you send down there? Uh, we sent four beers down. Okay. It was the first time Sacramento Brewing ever entered the World Beer Cup. Really? Especially for uh, for being around for so many years. It's our 13th year now that the breweries have been open. Okay. And uh, this, the owners never had an interest in, in entering. The previous owners never had an interest in, in entering these big competitions. Okay. And we did, and uh, we actually took home a bronze in the American Amber Red category. Yeah. Nice. Red Horse Ale. Now, here's what you got to think about uh, when you think of these awards. You're, you're literally, you know, one of the best in the world. Your bronze is the third best in the world because this is the it's the World Cup. All of these different countries entering this thing. That's a big deal. Or certainly the best of those who entered. Or third best. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, there's obviously a lot of entries in every category, just given the amount of beers I told you are, are in That was there, a fat so. category, too. There are 53 entries in there. Good work. So uh, I, was, I was real happy that was but You could have been fourth. Yeah. Could have happened. And, and then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Well, and that's the other thing I love about these bigger ones. Like, GABF does it, and World Beer Cup does it. I'll get tasting notes back, and we'll actually mm-hmm. find out if the other beers went to the medal round, we'll find out what the judges had to, to say about them. And, uh, you know, it's it's just like getting your, your, your BJCP sheets back. You can yeah. look at it and, you know, take it for what it's worth. And sometimes it's obvious when one judge said something, it kind of trickled onto the other pages. And other times it's some really constructive criticism or uh, or critiques of your yeah. beer. Now, same as, like you said, as we get from our homebrew sheets. They're actually, I'm going to try to put it together for you. I don't know how the audio came out, but they gave us in the media um, kind of a mock judging panel. And they talked to us about how that went, and they went through the whole process with it. And uh, one of the things Ray Daniels, who uh, is one of the guys in charge down there, was saying, uh, it, it was talking about the notes that you brewers get back and talking about how important they are and saying that one of the things that will keep you from getting invited back as a judge is poor tasting notes. Mm-hmm. They'll, if you're making inappropriate comments or if you're not making... you know, Or no a, comments. Yeah, if you're not making comments, they'll actually not invite you to judge any of their events anymore. So they take it pretty seriously, the feedback they get too well they're real good too especially in the big categories they'll go through it'll go through you know like three scrutinies and you'll have three sets of notes from sometimes six judges at a panel wow so you get lots of feedback and you know some of the brewers i know kind of like ah they don't know what they're talking about especially if they didn't win well and maybe that happens (laughs) maybe there are some that don't know but you got to figure overall you're getting some pretty accurate feedback yeah so we take it really seriously and we'll take that stuff in and we'll look at it we'll look at our process and our ingredients and kind of say well are we tasting these things and if we are okay they didn't like that so maybe we should try a different hop or you know we're we're all we're always trying to make the beer better so Uh, it's a good event and they're doing a lot of good things so i'll try to put that audio together for you like i said i don't know how it came out i had to just put a mic in the room and that never uh, works out too well so i'll see what i can do all right uh one last thing we got to cover before uh the break no you know what Uh, let me take a break we'll cover it when i get back chat don't let me forget i got to do this when we come back homebrew competition information for you that you're going to need to know about so a quick break we're going to come back with that and uh peter hoey talking about single hot beers from sacramento brewing company so stick with us 888-401-BEER that's the number or join jp in the chat to ask questions we'll see you in a second hang in there You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Valley Brewing Company is Stockton's premier microbrewery and family restaurant in the heart of Stockton, California, just off the Miracle Mile. Brewmaster Steve Altamari crafts a full array of award-winning ales and specialty beers, from their Hitman Gold American Pale Ale to their Black Cat Stout, or any one of their monthly specialty brews, like Valley's Uber Hoppy Imperial IPA. And the best part is, you can now purchase kegs of Valley Brew to take with you from their all-new 30-barrel brewery, now open in Stockton. So pick up a keg and get a taste of one of California's oldest brewing traditions. To find out more about Valley Brewing's historic past, their selection of beers, or family-friendly restaurant, visit them online at valleybrew.com. Or stop by and sample the beer at 157 West Adams Street in Stockton, California, where pitchers are just $5 all day on Sundays. Swimming down, the time of drinking and 
Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hop bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, everybody. A lot to get to today. It's going to be one of those shows. We're here with Peter Hoey from Sacramento Brewing Company, and you can check them out at sacbrew.com, or just go to our homepage and click on the link right there. It's uh, it's available. Oh, Doc must need a beer. I do. <laughs> Doc's got a new bell on his uh, glass. It's, it's funny. My wife gets me this stuff. Yeah. She hates the whole brewing, beer drinking, blah, blah, blah. But she gets you that stuff. She gives stuff. me this cool thing. Doc needs a beer. Yeah, and now we know. Here, here. I thought you were just ringing the bell for the plug. Beer right there. You gotta drink that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would like you to what ring the, every time I give a plug, so that we can go back and calculate how many plugs were given, so that when we contact the new owners of Sacramento Print Company, we can <laughs> add up our bells. How about that? All right, we're going to talk single hop beers here with Peter in just a second. But the first thing i got to cover is, for the third year in a row, uh, the Brewing Network is involved in a homebrew competition. We're proud to be involved in this, and I want to talk to you about it here just for a second. It's the 21st Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. It's held on June 22nd, and uh, if you've been a listener for a while, you know that we do this every year. And we really like this uh, particular event because it's very well organized. You get some fantastic feedback out of it. Because of, of how well organized it is. And because the people who put it on are huge fans of the BN. And we like that too. And they really love oh my God. other listeners of the BN and want uh, to see you guys enter this competition. And they want to see you enter under the Brewing Network. Now, if you remember, back at year one, this is where Daniela won her silver medal with, like, the first beer she ever brewed or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so if you tune in back then or if you've been a listener for that long, then you know that. Um, you know that I got a certificate because ev- everybody, I think, gets a certificate, which is kind of retarded. Is that like the trophy uh, you get when you're playing, my, like, under-12 soccer? I still have it on the wall, though, my stupid certificate. <laughs> everyone did playing. great. Yeah. 
Everyone's a winner. You're a wiener. Teamwork. I'm still pretty bitter about my stupid certificate. But everybody gets a certificate. Nobody loses. But there are medals given out, of course. And what's good about this is if you didn't enter into the national competition, uh, for whatever reason you did then, um, or if you don't advance from the first round, this is kind of right around the same time frame, and you can enter some of those uh, same beers or other beers you may have brewed and still get some great feedback right. out of out of what you've done. Some of you, I think, are intimidated by the national homebrew competition because you're new brewers like me and... You don't enter that. No. Well, and every year it seems like uh, the the uh, number of entries goes up and up and up, and sure. it seems impossible to win. But it's and, not. and you might feel that way, so you go, ah, why enter if I'm not going to do something? But yeah. this is kind of, uh, and, and, and by the way, you, you shouldn't feel that way about the national competition either. But this is a good uh, a good secondary for you exactly. to, to enter. And a lot of you have entered in the past. I'd like to see you do it again. Maybe even some of those beers that are going to do well in the first round, enter them in this one too, and uh, let's see what we can do here. Here. So uh, you can go to hopheads.com slash competition. It's hopheads.com slash competition, and you can get all the information that you need. And uh, Doc is going to enter this year. I don't think we had Doc enter last year, but he's going to do it this year. Yeah. And are you going to do it with one of the beers that, that we brewed together? I, I think I've got enough of our Doppelbock to... Cool. To work it in. Let's do it. It's an awesome doppelbock. It is. Are you all right, Doc? I, I'm sneezing for some reason. It's, I think uh, Peter's giving me too many organic things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like the organic stuff. Uh, JP, are you yeah. going to enter this year? Yes. You are? Yeah, sure. I have enough. Uh, uh, Plissé uh, uh, came over the other day and, and helped me bottle, actually bottled for me to enter the Nationals, and I have enough. Of those bottles to uh, to send some more out. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll probably have four yeah. beers in. All right. And then I know I already spoke to Shat. Shat's going to enter uh, also on behalf of, of the BN. So nice. Shat's, uh, he did pretty well in his first one. He could take it. He could take another gold in this one. <laughs> and he could. Bum, bum, bum. Couldn't he, Tasty? Well, he could. <laughs> I better not enter just so I won't finish behind him. <laughs> no. yeah, twice in a row. You'll be I'd be dead. safe, wouldn't I, if I didn't yeah. enter? You know what? Imagine sitting at that awards banquet in Cincinnati, Tasty. Oh. If the same thing happens, I'd be big. You're going to cry. You're hungover. And you, well, I'm always hungover at that, the national conference. Oh, me yeah. and you were like hurting. Oh, yeah. We were hurting puppies. Right. So, Shat, you're going to enter this thing, too, right? Why would you, you hurt little, for us? Why okay. would you hurt puppies, Doc? That's weird. <laughs> we were hurting puppies. Yeah, why would we you We were that? puppies that were hurting. Oh, okay. There you go. I didn't get it before. All right, so once again, you can go to hopheads.com slash competition, or just go to hopheads.com. You can click around, whatever you got to do. And uh, you can download the form there, and they've told me that uh, they're actually being really cool about it. If you want to get points for your own club as you enter, that's fine, too. You can put down your regular club and then just put the BN down as a secondary thing. Or they does. just want to know where you came from, too. So if you guys want to oh. enter under Doze, that's, they're totally cool with that. Just put the BN so that they know you came from over here and cool. that's how you found out. That's how we'll do competition. it. So uh, you don't even have don't to Don't leave take, it blank by yeah, any means. Don't leave it blank. Uh, if you don't have a club, just put down the Brewing Network. If you do, go ahead, put down your own club, and then just put the BN next to it. And, uh, and then they'll know where it came from, and, and you'll, you, you'll get to give the points to your own club. So here is the, the information you need to know, hopheads.com, and the entry due date is June 14th. So you got some time. All right. We get to the uh, anniversary party. <clears throat> it's the day of the anniversary party is when they're due. So before you leave, 
for whatever other event you're going to, uh, go ahead and send your entries down uh, uh, to there. And there's a couple of drop-off points, too. I know if you're in Southern California, you can go to the Beer Beer and More Beer in Riverside, and you can drop them off there. You can go to the Beer, Wine, and Cheese Making Shop in Woodland Hills, or you can go to the Culver City Homebrew Supply Shop. If you're in the uh, Northern California like we are, you can go to Beer, Beer, and More Beer right here in Concord and drop it off there. That's also a drop-off point. Or just send it in to them, and you can find all that shipping info on hopheads.com. All right, so that's your comp info. I'll be reminding you about this because I want you guys to enter. And uh, I actually told them if I get a chance to brew a beer between now and June 14th, not likely to happen. But uh, if I do, it could. I'll enter it. It could. It could happen. It could very well happen. And if I do, I'll enter that beer too. So then we'll all be in on you, it. I noticed this. And I'll like, get another certificate. At least four carboys out there that are empty. Yeah, Chet just emptied all his carboys today and uh, kegged up a bunch of good stuff. So There's what'd, like- you, what'd you keg today? Hellas and a Dortmunder. Isn't it Schumann's Hellas? Yeah, sure, if you want to call it that. He helped me, yes. What What is Schumann name his Hellas? Uh, I have no idea. He oh, yeah, the Harry Hamburger Hellas. <laughs> Schumann's Harry Hamburger Hellas. <laughs> if you've work. never... If, okay, listen. If you come to the anniversary party this year and you've never been before, you'll learn what a Harry Hamburger is. I promise yeah. you that. <laughs> All right, I'll make that commitment yeah. to tell, you right tell now. Tell Schumann you I want, want a hamburger in a dark you, alley. And you want to know what time it is. Yeah, you want to know what time it is. spotlight this time. Go, uh, go right up to Schumann and say, hey, Schumann, Where's that her? You know what time it is? Yeah. I don't care where you are. Just then, ask him. And then you go, uh, hey, do you know any place I can get a really good hamburger? And he'll show you both. Yeah. Here we he'll give you answers to both of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is Hop it too late to get a big hairy hamburger? Where is she? He's out. I think he's got company right now. He's not even yeah, here. Yeah, he's got guests. So. Yeah, he does. Okay, let's move on because we got a lot to get to. Uh, Peter Hoey from Sacramento Brewing Company with us, uh, formerly uh, the artist known as the brewer at Bison Brewery. Correct. I already have a question about that. People want to know why you left Bison for Sac. Uh, I actually, as I told you earlier, I had my, my degree in economics, and I got offered a, or I was living in Sacramento and commuting to Berkeley to brew. Mm. And if our hours weren't long enough already, just tag on an extra three to six hours, depending on traffic. Oh. Yeah, uh, if you're not from here, yeah. that's a long, uh, just so you know. Not, it's not just a distance. It's a reverse commute. Distance-wise, it's an yeah. hour and a half, but then you add the traffic, and it, and it suck is what it is. Yeah. It doesn't take a degree in economics to know that. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. I'm a slow you. learner, though. <laughs> yeah, right. But you, didn't you brew with Sacramento before Bison as well? I did. I got okay. my first job. I was the assistant brewer out at uh, the Oasis location uh, when I was 19 years old. Oh, okay. 19, so, look at you. Yeah. Even before you could taste it. Yeah. I didn't have a drop until I turned my turn really? 21. How did you get that gig at that age? I was just a mad home brewer. Oh, I'd been okay. like, I got the bug early, and uh, I just, I literally, I lived in a house with a bunch of guys, and we would go through 5 to 10, 15 gallons of beer a week. So I was like brewing yeah. two, three, four times a week, oh. and I was just brewing like crazy, brewing like crazy, and I uh, went into the homebrew store. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was shopping at, and the uh, the owner just said, "Hey, you know these guys are looking for an assistant brewer. You should go apply." Okay, and I did, and I worked there for about a year and a half. Then I went to the American Brewers Guild and uh, been doing it pretty much my whole adult uh, my whole adult life. Yeah. See, this is another one of those guys. I, I know I say this every time we get these smart guys in here, but a guy who's a mathematics and engineering major, and I know you've done some work with environmental engineering and things like that too. You have you've had have that other gig. That's Dan, uh, the owner of Bison, was an environmental engineer. Oh, I thought you were telling me that you also were doing some things up in Sacramento there. I, I was, okay. uh, but it was economic research. Ah, okay. And the firm I was working for, to, to finish the story I started, the uh, the firm yeah. I was working for, or they offered me a full-time job. Ah. And uh, I went and I did that for about two months, and it was the first desk job I've ever had. Okay. 
and uh, I just at one point I was I just caught myself calling my wife every day, like at four o'clock, like one more hour to go mm-hmm. until I get to go home. I and see. I've never once done that in a brewery. And about that time, Sacramento Brewing Company was looking for a new brewmaster, and uh, they called me in. And I was doing I was doing some consulting for them. They needed uh, they needed some help, so I was doing some brews at the brew pub for them. And they sat down. They said, "We really need someone." To, to run run the business, we really need someone to take over the brewing side, mm. and you know you know the people here, you know the system, you you know you're a good brewer, you're a good fit. And yeah. I looked at the desk and I looked at the brew house and I said I gotta go for the brew house. Done deal. Okay. So, yeah. So you're like director of brewing operations at Sac Brew, not just yeah, you know, just a brewer. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I, I oversee everything at both breweries. Okay. So great. All right, so that's what you're doing now, and uh, you, you were at Bison, so that answers that question for everybody. Uh, you've now you've moved from organic brewing at Bison to um, I don't know inorganic brewing, whatever you call it, regular brewing. At yeah. does that uh, make a difference to you? It does in the sense that when I was with Bison, I couldn't really use a lot of the boutique malts that I like to use. Oh, yeah. For for most of our pub specials, I'll bring in you know Weirman Pilsner malt for our lagers, or uh, you know a, a Maris Otter for our English uh, beers, and I couldn't do that at bison because you can't get those malts organic um so uh, we did get some very nice organic malt from gambrinus and could make some killer beers but you know you want to brew that ordinary bitter you got to have your you know i think you have to have the marisotter malt to Mm. make it taste right i remember you saying that when you were in here that uh the only drawback you felt was limited ingredients yeah 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 so um you know, I really like that. I kind of went nuts when I first got back. Like, every beer had some kind of, like, special bag malt. Like, we didn't, like, draw from the silo for, like, a month. <laughs> Very nice. And, There's you know, no baseball in this beer. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did I forget that? Oops. So um, We don't need that. But, I've, you know, I'm back in an even keel now. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I really like that. I mean, I like, I love my hoppy beers, but they've got to have something behind it. And, you know, you need a good substantial malt backbone to support all of that. And if you use crap malt you're going to end up with with yeah. crap and not that organic is it just doesn't give you the the variety that that these other malts do okay but you guys were doing pretty well at bison too i mean you, you were no stranger to awards with your bison bruce no i won my my first jbf medal was with bison okay and uh so we were doing no it was doing fine dan's still doing well i mean he's he's pumping it out uh and uh he still makes the uh he still you know he calls me when he makes the uh, the farmhouse ale every year like, uh, remind good. me how we did this yeah. okay <laughs> how did that go <laughs> all right so yeah okay and then you said you guys are under new ownership so you've gotten to kind of break loose with the beers you get to brew also along with that yeah it's just it's a fresh look at everything i mean really the lineup at sacramento brewing had been eight eight year-round beers and one seasonal a month for as long as i can remember brewing there and with the new when when I first got when I was first asked to come back, that kind of shook it up and said we need to have some fresher new takes on stuff. We can we have the tank space to do two seasonals in addition to our our eight regular beers, mm-hmm. and so we started doing that. And then the new owners came in, and it was just not just with the beers with everything. It's kind of like just a fresh set of eyes. Like, well, how can we brew a golden ale and not a pilsner? Well, just because we always have. So now we make a Pilsner. Great. So, I mean, it's little things, little tweaks and changes like that that uh, have really kind of let us shake up our beer lineup. And a lot of our patrons have said that they're glad for it. They're getting to try a lot of new styles and a lot of different beers. So Good. See, I like that, too. You go in, Especially when you go into a place that you're used to uh, seeing what their lineup is, and all of a sudden they've got uh, five new beers. I always hate it when uh, you've got a new 
management going on. A lot of times they make it simpler. I think of the opposite. Yeah. They go the opposite way. It's like, oh, they dumbed it down. Yeah. And, and instead of going, oh, let's open it up and it give me more. Yeah. And that's what I I love to see that. Yeah, the 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 Irwins or the the family that that purchased the uh, the business, they're really enthusiastic. They you know they love beer and they love what what we're doing, and they really encourage um, creativity and encourage us to, to go out and just make the best beer that we possibly can. And Good. and they're doing it in the kitchen too. I mean, they're really kind of just lighting a fire under everybody and saying, you know, we need to be, you know, we're here and we need to just dial it up and we need to really uh, take it to the next level. Good. What's that point otherwise, right? Why get into the business if you're not just going to go nuts for it, you know? Go do something else. And that's no slight against the previous owners. I mean, they kept two restaurants and two breweries and one packaging brewery open for 13 years. That's That's no small feat. Impressive. So they did, they had their formula and it worked really well for them. And it's just, it's fun for me because I like the seasonals and I like to to change it up and I like to have different stuff and variety. So, um, you know, it's just... I think it's I think it's good. Okay. Either way. All right, we're going to talk about the new barrel program that you've been able to do since the new ownership too. We're going to do that a little bit later and 888-401-BEER is our phone number if you have questions or join JP in the chat uh, while he's still here. How you doing JP? You he's angry. Yeah. I'm not angry. You're I'm, angry. I'm good. I'm uh, you know, little, you feeling okay? A little gurgling, but uh, I think I'm all right. I think I'll be able to make it. If you <laughs> shit yourself will you tell us oh yeah <laughs> you'll see me you'll see me i will get up and and i'll probably hurdle over all of these guys right over paxton's big head okay right through that door good yeah so you might want to put a raincoat on just paxton. watch the boot yeah <laughs> careful or, don't break the boot i won't all right that's all i'm worried about okay all right, let's start talking about single hop beers, and then uh, let me do the whole dumb question thing, because, you know, <laughs> I'd hate to not surprise you. Don't be dumb. When we say single hop beer, are we talking about you're only going to hop this beer one time, or is there just one variety of hops in this beer? We're talking about one variety of hops. Okay. And really, this grew out of more... I'm always really curious, and I'm always trying to do things that help me grow as a brewer, and whether it results in... It, 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 I'll be honest. Sometimes it doesn't turn out, mm. and it really sucks. I mean, you guys can you know picture your homebrew and you're brewing five, ten gallons, and it doesn't turn out. No, it's five, ten gallons. You know, I'm brewing four hundred gallons at a time, and you're yeah. like, hope somebody likes it in the then pub. You don't want to suck at four hundred gallons. Yeah. So nothing is really nothing's been a been a real stinker, but you know, you go through and you try these hops, and you uh, you know, with the single hop program. I wanted to know what kind of bitterness these different varieties provide because different hops will. You can have the same IBUs, but it can be perceived differently. Yeah. I wanted to know what kind of flavors they had. Um, so we picked uh, at Bison, we picked uh, to do it with our IPA. And what we did that was a little different than other breweries I've known who've done a similar program is we've kept the weights the same for the finish, for the flavor, and the dry hop additions, and then just adjusted the first edition or bittering edition to keep the IBUs the same. Okay. Um, a lot of breweries have just completely adjusted the weights across the board to keep the same IBUs. But I'd like to know, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you brew, you know that two ounces of East Kent Goldings for your finish tastes totally different, is not as pungent as two ounces of Columbus. Mm-hmm. They just have, there's, there's different oil contents in these hops. So doing this experiment allowed me to find out about the bittering, what the bitterness profile, I suppose, was like, how potent the hops were. And also what they tasted like. Okay. Because, like I said, same grain bill for every recipe. So you go through and you can taste these different hops and see how they'll play together. Yeah. 
which, I mean, for our IPA we brew now, we're blending, uh, I think, six different varieties. And it's just because that that's the flavor profile that we want to have. I think that's a ballsy beer to start your experiments with. Your, like, you could have easily done your, uh, like, a, a lighthearted pale ale. But you said, no, let's let's do this with our IPA. Yeah. And it, people have been really receptive to it. And, um, you know, you go on the various rating websites. And, the, you know, they're not burning up the charts. But people, the people who are tuned in, the people who get it, really get it. They're like, okay, the first one we released was 100% Summit Hop. And that hop is really interesting because if you use it with a light hand, it can just impart this really nice grapefruit and kind of earthy character. Mm-hmm. If you go real heavy, it can get oniony really fast. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that too. It doesn't is it? That, I guess onion. It's spicy, it, almost peppery. Too. It smells like almost dried dank. onion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Just out of curiosity, is that beer that you did it with? The, did you guys win a, 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 a the Summit Hop thing that Drake's did? Yeah, is that the, be, the that's the beer you won a, a medal there with? Yeah, okay. So we brewed that beer. Drake's does a single hop festival every year, or they call it the Replicale Festival, where they send it out to our you know thirty, forty, fifty breweries. They send out this recipe and they say everybody brew this recipe and then come to the festival and pour this beer and it'll be judged. And the only constraints I think you get to like pick your mash temperature and you can use your house yeast. Okay. And the first year they did that was the single hop summit, which is what kind of kicked this off. Okay. So we brewed a small batch for that and then we brewed a production batch for us to kick off our single hop project. So you're always now when you're doing these experiments you're doing these 400 gallon batches to experiment with a, a single yeah. hot, to experiment with a single hot beer right yeah okay you can get an idea i always say it's like it's like chefs know how ingredients are going to play together mm-hmm. i mean it's not that risky because we've already got an established um malt bill and then we can rub the hops and you know you can give them a smell and you get an idea of what they're going to taste like when you put them in the kettle so Really, the only complaint we've ever had is is the um, the profile is not assertive enough for an IPA. Okay, but like I said, a lot of the reviewers they get it and they go, "Okay, this is really interesting. Um, I could use this hop as a blending hop now. Now I know what this hop tastes like, and it's more of an exercise than trying to like because we ne- we never entered the single hop IPAs in a competition. Mm. We use our blended, uh, just our regular, the ones that went went into six packs. Okay, so it was like I said, it was more of an exercise, almost a teaching tool that we could just send out and it was fun when they would overlap a little bit you know we'd get like emails and phone calls people saying like oh i'm tasting these two side by side and it's totally different beer yeah so so where do we start as homebrewers i mean it sounds like what you've done is you have this recipe that you'd already done and you're going down to a single hop you want to keep the same amount of ibus Mm -hmm. and what you did was only uh mess with the bittering edition in terms of getting the ibus yeah right so if it's what is the, what are the IBUs on this beer that we're talking about? Uh, I think this one roughly. was sixty five. Okay, so it was pretty it was pretty hefty when you get especially when you get with some of the harsher bittering hops up into sixty five IBUs they'll uh, they'll uh, they'll hammer you right. But you know that's what we wanted to find out. So your other additions, which were what? Uh, uh, we did a thirty, a fifteen, and a zero. Okay. And you kept their weight exactly the same. So yeah. if you were doing 10 ounces, uh, you know, whatever it was on zero, uh, you kept it at 10 ounces. Yep. And then just calculated the bittering units across the board and only added ounces to the bittering addition. 
Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that would change. So that would be really the only variance. Like higher alpha hops would have a smaller 60-minute edition, where lower alpha it would be really high because you're not getting as much from the whirlpool. Yeah. And that's really how I formulate my recipes for our IPA or even our Red Horse as a, as a hoppier ale. Um, I work backwards. I know what you know pounds per barrel of a specific hop I want to finish or for flavor, and then whatever IBUs are left over, it just gets picked up with the beginning. Okay. I mean... Your, uh, I think in the little glass there is our, the Red Horse Ale is the one that just won at, at World Beer Cup. Oh. And this beer, in, in, in I think we brew 430 gallons at a time, uh, only gets uh, 10 ounces for the, for the first edition. Okay. I've put oh. that much in homebrew before. Yeah. And it's almost just so kind of ceremonial. Tasty I mean, puts that in every homebrew, I think. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? Well, IPAs or something, sure. <laughs> so it gets, it gets all of its IBUs from late editions. It doesn't get, it doesn't see hops again until 20 minutes. Really? In, in, uh, 20 minutes left in the boil. I would have given this beer a, a medal, Doc. Well, I was thinking sea hops the whole way through. Mm. Yeah. So with this one, you can taste, it's got more of that kind of earthiness and that kind of resinous. This has a lot of summit in it. Resin, yeah, definitely. And definitely. this this beer came from that single hop summit ale that I did at Bison. Mm. We got I got into the brewery and they said we really want to get this back to what it used to be. It used to be this really aggressively dry hopped beer, and I think it's getting it's getting back into that now. And they said we want this really just kind of sticky hop presence. And I said I have the hop for you. Okay. <laughs> is this a hop that you can still get uh, in abundance, or is it? I a- think so. I think yeah. Summit is one of the ones that's still pretty widely available. Okay. And I mean, I would look with with the hop situation now. Um, I don't know. I don't know how hard it's it's trickling down to to homebrew shops and and things like that. I mean, I've heard of homebrew shops rationing and yeah, and really not awesome. selling you hops unless you buy grain. And it's getting down there. So, I mean, really, I would look at it as an opportunity to try hops you haven't used before. Yeah. Just find your solid pale ale recipe or, you know, have Jamil make you one and yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just switch out the hops well, for and that's that what one I variety. Was, that's what I was going to say because you're starting with an established recipe for yourselves. And a lot of us homebrewers, maybe we don't have established recipes. Jamil's recipes, I think, are a great place to start. Here's an established recipe. Yeah. And you could use the same method that you're talking about where you're – just the your your bittering addition you can go ahead and mess with that and the other ones you keep the same you're just yeah. changing the hop right yep. and that'd be a good place to start because these are proven recipes yeah for a, a lot of guys have their their house recipe too they got their pale ale recipe yeah. they, whatever their house is exactly. and they can't get those hops anymore yeah I, it's a good time to, to start messing with the uh, the hop additions uh, try to keep the IBUs the same yeah and uh, it, and like you're saying, the aroma hops and the flavor hops. Just try to try, try to dial those in, mm-hmm. uh, and the bittering hops is the big the big thing to change yeah. at first. Yeah. yeah. How do you you know you chose Summit because mm-hmm. you had I think it sounds like you had used it a little before and you liked it. Other than that, how do we choose a hop? If we want to do a single hop beer, uh, where do we begin? Really, at this point, I think I would take what your shop's got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> make it easy, right? I mean, oh, really, you got Palisade. What, yeah. I'd be happy to use them. What well, we but do, not all of those are going to be good for a single hot beer, are they? Will any hop work for a single hot beer? I think some would be better than others, okay. but you know, I'd be hard pressed. I, th- I don't think it'd be better or worse. I mean, it could be. You could find a hop like I had a single hop pale ale that Sierra Nevada made from 100 percent Magnum hops. Okay, and I'd never thought about finishing with Magnum. No, I wouldn't before. either. No, yeah, it's a, not at it, all. Yeah, it was. It was interesting, okay. and that's part of the exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's you go and you taste it, and it was actually really woody tasting. And it was something that I thought, you know what? If I can't get Northern Brewer, this might work work really well in a steam beer. 
Okay. So, I mean, you can start, you start doing that and you taste it and you go, oh, this tastes like we actually found a hop that I think tastes more noble than the noble German hops that we'll use and we use it in our Pilsner now. Really? So, I mean, do you want you to just, tell us what that, what hop that was, or well, is that a secret? Well, it's a blend of two now. No, we I've got no secrets in the brewery. All of our hops and ingredients and everything are on my blog. So oh, okay. If, you know, you can all they're they're out there for everyone to see. No, it's a blend of uh, German Spalt Select, which is a hop that I had never used before, and uh, uh, Mount Hood. Okay. And, and that tasted more noble. It has, than- yeah. I just we get it, and everyone's like, "Wow, you must have used a ton of Hallertal." I'm like, "Yeah, no, yeah, not, not an ounce." Mount ah. Hood has that. Okay, it does. One of the best things to do is look at your uh, parentage from what your hops are. Yeah. Where do they come from? And the Mount Hood comes from Hollertal. It's yeah. one of the. Uh, it's called a triploid variety. It's neither male nor female. It's got three chromosomes, so they don't have to worry about growing male plants in the field. So, and if you've got a good solid recipe, you brewed a good beer to start with. You start changing out the, uh, the hops. You're not going to brew a bad beer. You're going to brew a different beer. Yeah. So don't worry about, oh, I, I don't want to brew five gallons of crap. Yeah. You're going to come up with something that's going to be awesome. I never worry about brewing five gallons of crap. Because you always do? <laughs> I, just keep, I just keep plugging away. No, because he makes ten gallons. More yeah, of a sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but don't worry about um, coming up with something that's just so awful that you're not going to want to drink it. It's only five gallons, too. I mean, it's not yeah, like but, but still, if you, if someone I, will drink that. If you've had a, a, a good recipe and it's balanced and your original recipe was good, yeah. uh, changing out the hops is just going to make it different. Yeah. It's not going to make it bad. Okay. So it's a good experiment. It is. And one thing that we do, too, is you know we'll get calls from hop brokers and they'll say, like, we have a new experimental variety. Would you like to try it? And sometimes they'll give it to us, and sometimes we'll buy it. Um, not so much this year with the hop situation. Um, I had to beg a supplier for a little bit of a, a new hop that's coming out. Uh, well, it'll be coming out in like three years, and they only sent me two pounds. Is that because <laughs> other people are trying to scoop it up too? I don't know. I offered yeah. to buy it. I said, I'll buy it at, at market price. I just okay. want to try a new hop. Yeah. And that was really how we selected a lot of the, the hops at Bison. We used... Um, they weren't they weren't like new experimental varieties, but they were fairly new. We used uh, Amarillo, we mm-hmm. used Simcoe. I think Dan did a Glacier when I left. So, you know, we try and get these new hops that we haven't used before. Like most people know, we tried to pick hops that weren't widely available. You want to taste Cascade? Go buy a Sierra Nevada. Yeah, you know. So we didn't use. We're not going to do a single hop Cascade. Beer. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So we tried to pick kind of lesser known varieties or even. You know, the Simcoe was one that we were really happy. Like, you couldn't get it the year that we did it. And I told, you know, I called Hop Union and told them what we were doing. And they're like, yeah, okay, we can send you send you enough for that. We, okay. we can find that. Good. So that's kind of how I select them now is I'll get these experimental varieties. Uh, last year at Sacramento Brewing, we did a, uh, we used the Bravo Hop. Um, and that's a, a newer variety that's out. And that was for the Drake's Duplicale Festival. Okay. And that one was, you know, everybody brewed an IPA. And I think that hop would be probably better suited for almost like an american wheat beer or possibly even an american americanized lager do you make that decision after you've brewed it and you realize that or or can you look at it and look at its profile it's 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 alpha acids and decide that ahead of time you can kind of tell i mean you can look at it and and rub it and give it a nose and and figure out kind of okay this is smelling more spicy instead of all citrus so you know maybe we should go more of a, a a a 
you know, like I said, like a lager root with it or do something something different, maybe a golden ale. But, uh, no, I mean, that's part of the fun in doing it. Like, you put it together, and it was still, the beers were still plenty hoppy. I mean, they were <laughs> finished with, like, a pound per barrel or something. Wow. So, so they're just throwing them in. Yeah, it was just a ton of hops. So it still got up there, but it's, you know, it's just, it's like I said, it's, it's an exercise. See, that's almost a fun part, too, I think. If you don't want to be sort of moderate about it and figure out the intricacies of the hop, it's almost fun just to figure out how to still make it a really green, hoppy beer just by throwing a ton of hops in there. The first double AP, the first double IPA I ever brewed, I used uh, Mount Hood and Liberty hops, and I just used tons and tons and tons of them because they're delicate hops. Yeah, uh, I love Liberty. Yeah, and it turned out it turned out really nice. It's certainly not what we're experiencing now on the West Coast mm-hmm. in terms of just these hop bombs, um, but it was uh, it was you know it was really interesting. And we took that recipe, and our double IPA still has some Mount Hood in it. And, you know, now it gets a lot more yeah. Columbus and Centennial, but... Sure. <laughs> well, and I want to talk... See, now, I want to talk about what you've learned from, from doing this. And, and one of the things you, you you said just very briefly, that you, you end up kind of with the outcome, and you go, okay, now this character that, I'm, that, that this beer has, I was really looking for in my other beer. So mm-hmm. now I know to use this hop, to add this hop to my other beer. Absolutely. Great I think example. that's really yeah. interesting. No, it's, you, maybe awesome. you get a spice character that you felt your, your, uh, your, your IPA was missing or, or your lager or your was missing. Or... Uh, any of the, and so you go, okay, now I know how this one works. I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and put it in my other beer. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, and it works other ways too, and especially, again, being short on hops, you may not be able to get the bittering hop that you want. Yeah. So aroma aside, you know, like, the other day I went in and we didn't have our normal bittering hop in the cooler, and I was mashed in and going. And I was able to look at the selection of hops we had and go, nope, we're not going to use that. It's going to be too harsh. Then, you know, some of them were obvious. All right, I'm not going to use that because the alpha is too low. But this one will do just fine for a substitute on this one batch. Yeah. Because... It happens. Like we, <laughs> you're trying to brew, and and it doesn't. Uh, you don't always have everything you want. Uh, right. Either it's not out of the ground yet, or they can't ship it to you in time, or you know the containers coming in from England. So I guess we're going to use you know Golden Promise instead of Marisotter in this batch. And yeah, it's uh, you know it's fun. It keeps you on your toes, but it's a matter of knowing your ingredients and knowing what you can ask what you can ask your ingredients to do. You know, you get you get these lighter, more delicate hops, and like I said, I, I brewed a double IPA with fairly delicate hops, and uh, it was like I said, it was a good beer, but it didn't have the impact that I wanted. And you know, you just learn that okay, that didn't work out, so next time I'm going to use this instead. Right. Were so, there any uh, big surprises in the brewing that you did? Yeah. I didn't like the single hop Amarillo as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I would think that'd be a good choice. Yeah, I was really and you I. What's that? You just kept it the exact same? You didn't do anything different? No, it's totally the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that it may not have been, just because it's a little lo- lower oil content mm-hmm. than the Columbus and the Summit that we had done, I think maybe it just didn't have enough in it. But yeah. it just it was just really delicate and kind of nondescript. And, um, kind of one-dimensional? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't there for me. But that being said, it still had a real subtle kind of nice grapefruit character to it. And we use it. It's the other hop in the Red Horse that you guys just mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we do use it there. We're talking about using it in our IPA um, as actually as a substitute for the little bit of uh, Cascade that are in there. See, the hop head in me thinks that almost any of your single hop beers will lack complexity. Oh, they do. Okay. 
They do. And and that's why, I mean, like I said, that's why we blend. But it's those pieces. You've got to know. It's kind of like um, when, you know, a winemaker is, is blending barrels. He's going, or, or a beer maker in the case of Matt. But <laughs> <laughs> he's picking these barrels, and they all have different flavor profiles. And you're trying to put them together in such a way that it the creates, puzzle. yeah, a finished, complete product. And it's it's part of that. You're tasting the pieces. Yeah. And then it's up to you as the, the brewer to put them together. And and that's the thing that I really love about making beer is that these are all intentional decisions that we make as as brewers, as home brewers. You chose to put four ounces of Amarillo versus four ounces of Centennial, or you chose your base malt. It was all intentional, um, deliberate you know, beer making. Yeah, but honestly, I chose because someone told me to do it that way. You're thinking of it, and now you're able to do it even better from this perspective of, like, knowing why you're choosing those. Uh, and, and, and that's different. I'm going to do it again if it works out well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. think of it like an R&D lab. I mean, you know, you're going to start with these base ingredients, and now you have a reference point. You have a control. Yeah. And then with that, you're looking at whether it's a summit, a palisade, a sterling, whatever new hop you're basically forced to use because there's nothing else out there and sure. as a home brewer you can actually look at it as a positive instead of a negative and say hey wait a minute i can actually learn a lot about this hop and maybe it, it will be great in this beer or i now know a, a lot more about this hop than i knew before and i can actually use it in a different style or say now i can add it to this and it's going to be really interesting because you now can add that to your repertoire of of just information that you know yeah I much I, I know you you must relate it to being a chef where totally. you add all these flavors to your it's repertoire a of yeah. yeah I mean it's a layering idea and and to understand that one simple flavor and then to be able to layer the different other flavors with it it's like a curry yeah I mean, you know sure you can buy the generic curry powder but if you can make your own curry for each individual dish now not all your dishes when you do curry all taste the same because but see, you can adjust it. I think what I find elusive about the hot part of this, all right, with malt, and we've talked about doing this. With malt, we go to our homebrew shop, and, and we're looking for a flavor. We've said, go ahead and, and, and grab a, a small handful and chew on that malt. And you can you, you can be pretty damn sure that that's close to the flavor you're going to get, right? True. Well, with hops, we're not necess- we can smell them. I know mm-hmm. you've talked about that kind of rubbing them in your hands and getting that definitely getting the aroma. We're not going to chew on hops and get the flavor that we're going to get in our beer, are you we? You can make a hop tea. Ah, and get a bit of the flavor that way? Yep. Oh, that's a good idea. So if we just go ahead and boil up a little hop tea and drink that, you can... Just pour, you know, like hot water over some hops and let it steep five, ten minutes. Taste that. And you'll get an idea of both the bittering and the characteristics, like the spice or the citrus or the... That's so probably much the bittering. Yeah, that's probably more for the aroma and flavor yeah, profile. Just the flavor profile. I mean, I think, I think the answer that will will just answer this this question you're you're driving at okay is to no. brew a lot yeah yeah <laughs> no don't yeah. make me do it no you're right and and i know that although we're always looking for shortcuts aren't we but yeah. uh, <laughs> but also too just but yeah to that look makes at, sense and you know but do some research whether it's on the web or a hot book and really start to really look at the aroma the flavor and the bittering components of each hop and once you really start to understand that you know i mean that's really going to be helpful later on in all your brewing because can't Peter just write it all down as he goes through it for us and he then should we add this as a segment <laughs> on be his nice, blog. wouldn't it? <laughs> and then we just go read all the Thanks, different Peter. characteristics. He's that got Peter nothing found. going on. No. The baby sleeps through the night. Yeah, eats great, no problem. Yeah, I would, no uh, commute. I would prefer all of that. Yeah, come on, you got all that extra time, dude. 
Uh, a couple questions from the chat for you, Peter. Need help for that? Yeah. Have you done any single malt and single hop beers? I have not, and I love, uh, I love, I, like I mentioned, I love playing with these different malts. I mean, Maris Otter is one of my favorite malts. I brewed a couple beers with Golden Promise last year. I'd love to take probably like an English bitter style would be probably the best, maybe an amber ale, and just change out the malts in it and keep the hops the same. Mm. And be another good experiment. I can do some of that. I can do some of that in the pub. Um, in terms of just taking, like, say, our amber ale uh-huh. and then, you know, just putting different base malt in it. Um, but that's not something I've done at any kind of, not that what we do is totally structured, but in any kind of structured experimental sense, I've kind of said. Like, I tried brewing our amber with Golden Promise uh, this uh, last fall, and it was good, but uh, Golden Promise is, like, twice as much as our base yeah. malt. Oh. And we already buy a, a fairly expensive base malt, so. Did it make the beer better? It was better. Okay. Um, but then... Twice as good? Yeah. It's it's not even like a calculation that way. You start you start thinking about, is it better? And you walk this fine line as a commercial brewer of, you need to make really good beer, but you need to keep the lights on. And I would love to use these you know exotic malts in every single beer. And uh, we can do it with some of them. Um, some beers either we just charge more for, or, uh, they just kind of get washed into the average pint price. Right. Um, but, uh, it would be, uh, you'd have to be that kind of special boutique brewery to be able to do that. That's always been my wish is to be that special boutique kind of place where it doesn't matter if you make money or don't make money. I get to do whatever I want Yeah, and people will come and yep. Hang out with me and drink my beer. Someday you'll do that, Doc. You keep filling enough teeth, and uh, I predict I will that retire, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Whatever the f and you want to do there, in that brewery at that bar stool, yeah, like Norm, just hanging out. Paxton, Paxton. All right, here's another uh, question from the chat room I think is a good one. Um, have you ever used uh, New Zealand hops, like uh, they uh, specifically like Pacific Gem? I have not. Those were on the schedule at Bison. Okay. Um, because organic. Of, yeah, organic, yeah. exactly. I thought maybe you would have because of that. Yeah. Um, right now, they're kind of uh, – right now, Dan told me Bison's kind of in a loop. They just re-released another batch of the Single Hop Summit. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I found for for our brewery, we're having a tough time getting hop brokers to to send us something interesting. And uh, like I said, we're not even we're not looking for charity. I'd I'd pay for them, yeah. but uh, they're just really tight fisted because supply is so tight. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll pay for that. <laughs> JP has some files in his computer that are about tight fisting. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. And turn yourself. Yeah, up. I do. That's good timing. <laughs> tied in the corner trying to hold himself together. <laughs> See, nodding that's, off over there. That's what good comedy is all about. <laughs> we were timing. talking about timing. <laughs> Thank you, JP. You're welcome. All right. Made my joke uh, sound ridiculous. Oh, well. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. What's this beer you just poured me here? It's awesome. That everybody's drinking. Uh, that's my Brussels Blonde. It's nice. And that is all uh, German. Uh, I couldn't get my Styrian Golding in time, which was normally my go-to for my Belgian-style ales. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all uh, those German Spalt Select hops in the finish. And it's it was hopped pretty pretty highly. I was going for more of an American-style Belgian Golden. It goes along yeah. well with the it's high nice. carbonation. Yeah. yeah. It is bottle-conditioned. 
It's there's a lot happening there too. It's um, for a blonde. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's strong. Yeah, it's yeah. a little hot, not in a bad way at all. Actually, that really adds to the flavor. I think it has a great deal Spicy. of uh, sugar in it. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about Duval, and they said what was twenty percent or something like that of the uh, between uh, twenty and thirty percent. Yeah. So I think I shot like twenty five percent. It's it's very dry, like a Duval. Yeah. Is Sac Brew only available hint. in this area? Right now, we are only available in um, Sacramento and the surrounding counties. Okay. Um, but we're actually negotiating with distributors in L.A., Orange County, and San Diego. Okay. It'll be our first expansion. Good. And That's then, the Bay Area. Uh, that is that where we're going next. Oh. So, and it's only because we, I think the the reason just has to do because that's, we knew the distributor down there and he said, have you guys thought about sending beer down here? Yeah. So that conversation was started Uh first. Good. But again, Sacramento Brewing Company, between what we sell across the bar and what we sell in our distribution, we do a little over, we were, we were recalculating it based on last year's, uh, our taxable quantity of beer produced we do about 5500 barrels a year wow and it's all in sacramento i know a lot of my friends who have breweries do that much but they do it in like 12 states yeah and does that mean that your beers are real popular or there's a lot of alcoholics in sacramento maybe a little column a little column b <laughs> yeah good hey whatever works right? so there's a lot of goodwill in in our backyard and we've got a lot of really just fiercely loyal fans yeah. and uh it's you know they're uh it's just a really good beer market. I mean, if you look at it, you know, Dogfish is coming to Sacramento mm-hmm. is one of the cities they're coming into. Okay. Avery came to Sacramento. I mean, yeah. if you look at the, you can actually get um, craft beer sale uh, information by city. Oh. And Sacramento is one of the high growth markets for it. Is it? And it's, I'm still waiting for us to get, uh, you know, we've got one good, we've got one good beer bar, uh, but where I'm still waiting for us to get, you know, our answer to, you know, Monks or the Tornado or sure. Browers. Or, Your Sacramento beer bar. Well, you bar. guys are doing some really cool stuff, though. I mean, I really applaud any brewer or brewery, for that matter, to bring in guest apps. And you guys have been bringing in some pretty awesome beers. We've been more we've been more aggressive about that, trying to. Um, well, one reason because we like to drink them, yeah. And our friends make great beer, Good so choice. we've got no problem bringing in our you know our buddies, you know, fantastic brew yeah. and serving it through our taps. Um, and the other thing is, we're trying to educate our drinkers because for so long they only kind of drank American slash uh, English style beers with the occasional German lager, yeah. And the first thing that I did when I got there is I brewed a Saison. And no one had really, like, I was told by the owners, they're like, no. What what the hell's that? Yeah, they're like, don't brew Uh a Belgian beer. It's going to sit in the tanks for four months. It's not going to sell. And I said, well, just try it. Yeah. See, you know. Give it a shot. See what we can do. And it it sold just as fast as any of our other specials. And it actually sold faster because our Belgian beers we put into a a 13 ounce glass instead of a full pint. Well, I've had your Saison. It's. Awesome. That's rocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you bring any of that in that cooler? No, I did not. I have a batch that I brewed. I have that one batch that I brewed, and when I bottle conditioned it, I added a little bit of Brett to the bottle. Mm-hmm. And I opened one last night because I know you like your sour beers, yeah. Justin. Yeah. Did you bring us a sour? I did not because I didn't think it was quite there yet. Oh, I might have uh, I might have bashed yet. you. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I appreciate it's the... Starting, uh, it's, it's certainly more sour than it was a few... like. I don't know, probably a few months ago was the last time I opened one, but it's still just kind of 
it's still got that nice spicy saison nose, but then it's just kind of tart. Okay. Look at look at you, Jay. You're getting the, How about uh, that? You're getting you know people are guarding their their beers. They're not giving them to you until they're just right because uh, you actually sound like you know what you're talking about. Can you imagine if I become a connoisseur of anything? Like people go, oh, you ought to give that to uh, Justin so he could tell you. Yeah. Uh, it, man, it's not ready yet for Justin. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Justin's Corner. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Well, I just didn't want anyone to do a spit take on Mike. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. You might have your own, <laughs> you might have your own show on the Bring Note. I might. <laughs> It'll be a cold day on Earth when that ever happens. I have to say. So well, you want maybe with global that's climate nice, change. It's real. It's real nice. <laughs> it's a hint of horse blanket. Well, yeah. it's, it Fun might be a good idea because I was going to say actually, Peter, I haven't had a bad beer from you yet. You're not fucking around at either of the breweries you've been at Whoa. that I've tasted your beers. They're uh, they're they're always good. You said around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's always good stuff. So, well, well it cracked you. me up when I was over brewing with Doc with my baby on my hip and happened to bring out this little bottle. And right away, both Justin and Doc looked at that bottle and they're like, "I know what that is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a saison, and mm-hmm. they were they were busted out. It, it, it was it was consumed very quickly. So All right, we'll it's really good. We got to take ourselves a uh, quick break here. We're going to finish up with single hop beers when we come back, and then we're also going to start talking about the Barrel Age program you guys going got going on at Sack Brew. You can go to sackbrew.com or just click on the link on our homepage to check it out. And uh, Peter's got a blog there. I'll ask him about that when we come back. You can click right. It's from the homepage. You can even click on it. And it says uh, Peter's blog, I think, right there. So yeah. you can check it out. We'll talk about that and a lot more when we come back. Uh, I got to pee and get another beer. So stick in with that us. order. <laughs> Pretty much in that order. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second. Hang in there, kids. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Did you know that every day a Brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that Brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. I was down the local pub the other night A pint of mine were there in my sides Up approached the southern geezer and says Up a Bacardi Boiser I said, I hope you were joking, son that's not right Singing bitter lager cider ale stouts Designer drinks, I'd rather drink those You can keep your white wine spritzer, baby sham That's for your sister, order that In Lancashire, son and your owns I took Jean to pick an elder for us too And some bloke ordered WKD 
Well, I didn't know what to do when Big Frank ordered Malibu. I tried to explain to Jean, she just couldn't see. She's uh, partially sighted, registered disabled. Singing bitter lager, cider, rail stout. Designer drinks, I'd rather drink nose. You can keep your white wine spritzer, baby sham, that's for your sister. Order that in Lancashire sun and your oats. Everywhere I turn, I see these alcohol pops. All the kids are drinking and manging round the shops. I should be the babysitter, I could get them on to bitter. No more asballs, it's just barley, wheat and hops. A singing bitter lager, cider, ale, stout. Designer drinks, I'd rather drink those. You can keep your white wine spritzer, baby sham, that's for your sister. All of that in Lancashire sun and your house. Singing bitter lager, cider, ale, stout. Designer drinks, I'd rather drink those. You can keep your white wine spritzer, baby sham, that's for your sister. All of that in Lancashire sun and your house. Please drink in moderation. <laughs> oh, crap. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic free-range oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi. Away off your wee hop shortage. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. back to the program, everybody. Still a bunch to get to. I just realized I forgot to do a couple of my CBC interviews when we did our CBC segment, too. So, uh, JP or Chad, don't let me forget to give you those at the end of the program, uh, the, what I just said. Never mind, then. I do have a couple of good interviews, uh, one from Ray Daniels about the Cicerone program that the Brewers Association just started, which is pretty interesting, and then a great comment. In fact, uh, we were just talking about this at the break, uh, a great comment from Julia Hers. Uh, I'll play this for you later, and she's with the Brewers Association, about how home brewers impact the craft beer industry and how working together with your local craft brewer can really be uh, kind of a positive impact on the, on the thing. But I do want you to know also... So I talked to, a, obviously I talked to a lot of home brewers. I also talked to a lot of professional brewers. 
Some of you homebrewers, you can be real dickheads to professional brewers. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to say it for you, Peter. Okay, you don't have to say it. I would and never it's say because that. Because you just you can't go into a professional. They, need, they as, needle them. Now I know that <clears throat> some of you homebrewers, you guys, you know what you're doing, and I know that, and I know that some of you know what you're doing in some cases even more than those brewmasters at the pro places. And I'm not taking that away from you. What I am saying is. You got to have a little tact, and you can never go into these places with your constructive criticisms. You can't go in there like you own the place, and you can't go in there and talk to somebody who, uh, like Peter, who's been through a, a guild program and, and and just presume to know everything. So, just uh, I think that craft brewers they do want to hear what you have to say, but just you know, be a little tactful about it. That's all. Be careful. Right. Don't there, go in like a. There's so many you know, things that. As a craft brewer, you can't do as a home brewer. Home brewers, we can dial it in. We can do whatever we want. In small batches, it, sure. You're right. And you're dealing with so many other things. You were talking about, I can't, get, I can't use this malt. I can't use the crystal malt that I want to use. I can't do this, this, or this. It's probably not dialed in the way you would want it to be, but it's the best you can do for yeah. what you got. Yeah. And uh, as a as a crapper, we can come in. We could just needle you. It's like, you know what? I can I can hit this every time. And you can't do that. You, you just can't. And there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I do my best to always make sure for our regular beers that I have the same malts or at least the malts that I want to use that time yeah. in stock. And sometimes stuff just happens and you can't get it. I mean, there was uh, you know you call your your malt supplier and you go, I'd like to order some special B. No, well, we don't have that. Okay, uh, I'll take some dark crystal then so (laughs) yeah Yeah. my hat hat is off to you because you can just go on the fly because oh i can't have that you know what if i get twice as much of this or half as much of that i'll make it work it'll make it work yeah Uh, i can have half as much aromatic would make it work yeah instead and you know, working on the fly like that, I think half as much beer tonight for Doc would not have made it work. No, yeah. it wouldn't have made it work. <laughs> but uh, you know, actually, he's empty. Yeah, I'm, I, like wait, wait. Uh oh. Uh oh. he needs. This is the most. But just I've heard Doc. Like if you hear it in his voice, oh, he's into it. He's super oh, I am. Like, intense. Well, I think this. Is, uh, you I, just you, can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but the the fact that like he says he, he can't get this. Yeah. Well, I can make what we have. And work. what they're expecting us to have hmm. by doing twice as much of this instead of half as much of that. And that's knowing what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And that happened to us this fall. And it's happening to a lot of breweries that, I mean, the breweries can't get hops. It's not just the home brewers. Right. And it's not even like you can get them, but they're really expensive. Like, you can't get I, some. Exactly. Yeah. And we went and we have, we had a contract in place for the 2007 hop crop. And we, uh, Simcoe is one of the predominant hops in our, uh, in our IPA. And my contract for the 2006 crop, we ran out of Simcoe in like November. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. That's when the, that's when it comes in. We might yeah. have to brew one batch without it. We didn't get Simcoe until like the end of January. Wow. And why, why is that? They just, it was behind. They had to pelletize all the cascade first. Yeah. And it's just, it's in line. And, you know, you call every week and you're like, okay, you know, where is it? And Come on, 20 green. Well, it, ta- it takes you, you like a month. They're going to they're gonna harvest it in uh, September, October. How long? You think gonna, you'd have it. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Well, it, well it they takes, dry it. Yeah. It takes like a month to actually pelletize, but then there's, then they have hops in order. So there might be, you know, Newports or Amarillo before that. Right. So they're still processing hops that yeah. were harvested already. Yeah. So there's all these other 
little things that you run into, all these other little hurdles that impede you from doing the same thing. And it's your, you have to be agile. Well, the bottom line is you still have to have beer on the tap for your regulars. How are you going to do that? You have yeah, to know that they expect ha- to taste the same. You have to know exactly. what you're going to do. Uh, half of this, twice they of that. They tell you when it doesn't taste right. Yeah. Right. What's this beer you just poured me here? Shatty. Sack Squatch? Is that what you call it? Sack Squatch? Sack Squatch. You just asked for trouble with that one. What are you asking for? What kind of beer? I haven't tasted it yet, but it smells great. It's a Scotch Ale. It smells really grainy. This does really well in the in BJCP competitions yeah. as a ninety shilling. Okay, and it doesn't do well in, in GABF or World Beer Cup because it doesn't fit anywhere. There's a strong peated Scotch Ale category, mm. and it's not that strong of a beer. I mean, seven mm. percent. It's not that peated either. Yeah, and it's not that peated either. But there's enough peat if it went in as a non-peated beer, they'd kick it out. And then they have the Scottish export category. Oh, that's a good beer. Which is actually closer to our, you know, American amber, if you ask me. And this has got too much, too much roast, too much smoke going yeah. on for it. Yeah. So this one we're actually considering just not entering in JBF this year. We're just like, we'll put something else in. Yeah, I could, <laughs> just see, here. I could see in comparison yeah, to other ones judging it a little too much, a little too here. rich. But you know what? I really, I'm liking the rich character of it. Uh, you're, you're right. right. Alaskan it's, amber, it's along those lines. But smokier. But but mm. smokier, maltier, mm. more. Can we change the crazy bitch's name to Sacksquatch? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that'd be a good... As of today. Absolutely. I want to make a beer called Sack, and then just make it raw oniony and use, like, cheesy hops. And, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Just cheesy. And a uh, bunch of peat malt. Sack. Yeah. Sack. Yeah. You're you a poet. Just a big <laughs> oniony... Did you want to say hi to your family at home yeah, now, um, Peter? I just want to say hi to my wife, uh, <laughs> who's listening right now with my three-month-old. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, hi, wife. They almost shared the birthday with my cat. That's true. <laughs> and what's your cat's name? Uh, the one that's turning one is Wesley Mr. Willis. Wiggles. Wesley? Wesley? Is it a boy or a girl? Wesley Willis. It's a boy. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Mr. 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 third. It's a eunuch Mr. now, but... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a clip club. What's its name? Wesley Willis. Is it like the third? No. Esquire. No, because that would be stupid, Paxton. Yeah, Sean. Okay. You know what? Wesley, Obviously, Wesley Willis works. If, if Wesley can't, Willis the third would be actually you can't pretty be, good. If you can't be serious, Sean, you can't talk about it. <laughs> Don't talk to me anymore, Sean. Yeah. You're not serious enough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Let's move I'll on to on uh, barrel okay, aging beer. 888-401-BEER. That's our number. Beer. I know that some of you drunks of the week are getting uh, riled up out there. Hang in there. Give me another 45 minutes or so. We'll be through this, and then you can dial in. you got to beat some, me. I've got interviews to play at the end of the program. Plus, I have our uh, voicemail feedback. Yeah. Seven hours. That's also the other thing you wanted me to tell you is, is uh, supposedly the whole chat room is going for Drunk of the Week. <laughs> How is it that they're really tame and peaceful tonight, and they're all going for Drunk of the Week? Uh, they're all pussies. Occupied drinks. It's not going to happen. Is that a new... Uh, <laughs> what is that? I'm just trying to whisper so they don't hear me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the chat room can't hear you. All right, we got to move on. Let's get All through right. this. Uh, we'll take your calls at the end of the program. Don't start dialing in now. We'll get to that. Um, all right, so you guys uh, have been able to start a new barrel age program there at Sac Brew since uh, your new owners kind of went said, go for it, do what you want. Something you've been wanting to do for a while, I assume. Well, really, it started. We were down in, uh, we were down in San Diego, and I think the name of the place was uh, Beachwood Barbecue. 
and uh, or it wasn't really San Diego, it was Orange County, I think. But uh, we were there, and we were just kind of feeling out some accounts, meeting with the distributor I told you about we're looking at hooking up with. And um, we were talking with him, and he had just gotten a bottle of Angel Share from Pizza Port. Ah. And he you know, he popped it open, and he poured it, and our new owner, George, was, it was, uh, was there, and he tried it. And he looks at me, and he says, uh, is this what you're talking about doing? And I said, well... Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, I said, nobody really does it like Pizza Port, but, you know, that's <laughs> sure. That's the concept. It's Let's, a good start. So that was yeah. his first barrel-aged beer ever. Oh. And yeah. so, <laughs> good, good start. So, yeah. so the bar set kind of high. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh-oh. But you know yeah. what? It got no you your foot there. in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So we were only talking about Note buying... To self. Give them yeah. a good beer to try first. Yeah. yeah that's right. We were we were only talking and that's that's part of our bourbon barrel age program. And we we're only talking, I think, about getting two barrels or four barrels at that time. And so what uh, was it? I think it was two. And then all of a sudden you're like I'll take six. Yeah, let me back up. Uh, Sean Paxton is the one who helped us uh, find these barrels. How is it that you're the barrel connection, Paxton? Because he knows everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everybody. There's somebody. He knows the barrel guy. guys. Like two it's, guys. It's, it's he an ugly backstreet thing. The industry, but where do you go to get your barrels? I know where you go. Kentucky. I'm just bored, and 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 I just call up random distillers and say, "Hey, Hi. I really like your bourbon, and uh, is there any way I could get a barrel?" And uh, I found out, actually, a lot of very interesting things were some of my favorite bourbons, one of which I don't know if you've opened yet. but uh, Yes, I have. And? It's good, isn't it? I opened it this morning. (laughs) Yeah. But the problem is, is that depending... Depending on where your bourbon comes from, some of it is actually sold to a second-hand packager, and they mm-hmm. package it with their own label. Ah. And hence, they will not sell you a barrel because they don't actually have a barrel. And that was very frustrating right off the bat because uh, I was really looking for flavor. I was really looking for different barrels than just your Jack Daniels or your Jim Beam barrels. So you had to go to the second-hand packager? Uh, no, actually, I had to go directly to the distilleries and uh, actually do a pretty intense bourbon tasting, which really sucked. <laughs> I'm sure that was a tough day. Well, uh, it's a horrible thing. A friend of mine actually had a really nice uh, bourbon tasting party, and, and we went through 12 different bourbons, and uh, we really went through 12 bourbons. I haven't been that trash in a long time. Oh, hey, that next morning must have sucked. But actually, uh, I did learn a lot of stuff, and so what was kind of cool is, is that uh, to take... The knowledge from that bourbon tasting and taste those different bourbons. And one of the ones that we tried was the Van Winkle, which is a 23-year-old product. Um, and it's a wheat, wheat whiskey going into the barrel. Mm. And uh, it's about 100 bucks a bottle. And um, it wasn't the complete standout of the evening, but it was very, very high out of the 12 that we tried. And I went uh, directly to the distillery. And sure enough, boom, uh, they had just emptied some. And, uh, well, actually, it, it took about three months to get the barrels, so you have to be patient. And then also you have to line up uh, your freight, because let me tell you, even though it's a wooden barrel, they treat it like it's uh, eggs, because it's so yeah. fragile. Hmm. And um, so that was a little expensive. And I helped, I helped track that if down. If you can get uh, yeah. a Van Winkle bourbon, you're in there. You're in there. Do they sell it at Trader Joe's? Because uh. <laughs> if they don't, I'm not getting it. Yeah, it's uh, no. Okay. But it's very nice. and uh, uh, It's an awesome, 
awesome bourbon. Hmm. So to really stop and think about, okay, you know, crap going in the barrel versus crap coming out of the barrel and thinking about doing a really nice beer to go into the barrel and then to really take it even further than just your standard generic barrel oh, with a bourbon barrel. Well, what kind of bourbon barrel? Because just like we source out, you know, special, you know, vegetables or something from the special farm and, you know, I wanted to take that same philosophy into the the program and it was kind of neat because to really look at you know american oak and you know those flavors that will come from the bourbon and that will influence the beer Hmm. and especially being you know a brand new barrel that was just emptied because you know to talk to the guy and let me tell you his (laughs) his accent was so thick i could barely even understand him and he couldn't really understand me what was his accent french uh no he was (laughs) kentucky oh Oh, I would like that. I love it. Oh, a, good a southern, southern accent. accent. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're talking very. I know the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, it's like all of a sudden, yeah. If you're talking about um, a high wheat, yeah, or, or standard uh, bourbon or a high rye, yeah, it's three different things. So Completely. you ended up with like 25 barrels, and they're all different. Is that what you're saying? No, we actually. Um, I ordered eight barrels, and six of which went to the sack brewing. Um, and are they all the same type of a barrel? Okay, yeah. so those yeah. and six they were are just one. emptied. So that was the other okay. thing is to really see about you know it's not just some barrel that's been sitting in some warehouse and yeah. it's all dried up and shriveled. It's fresh. I mean these were even when was Peter was filling the bottom. Them, they did not always. Yeah, they did not leak at all when you, you fill them. What'd you do with the bourbon in the bottom of them? Uh, it's in the beer. You left it there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to mess with it <gasps> Don't at all. Do it. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah. How much are we talking? Like a uh, half a gallon? I mean, they no, don't leave I, a no, ton I there, do they? It's not even that much, no. right? But the thing splash. is, is that to really stop and think you, about a twenty-three-year-old barrel, it was so, filled in nineteen eighty-four, is what the stamp says. So I mean, we're talking <laughs> soaked barrels. What are you doing? I mean, we're talking. How is a twenty-three-year-old barrel compared to like a twenty-three-year-old girl? Like the same? We talking the same kind of more experience. Same kind of quality here. <laughs> okay, just checking. Do they so, don't give any lip? Just trying do, to just do, trying to relate. Do the staves leak on a twenty three year old girl too? Or? It happens. No, <laughs> no leakage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So now though, you've got uh, you got a heap of barrels in your place. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got all those bourbon barrels. Look at the smile on his face. He's good. <laughs> He's this good. is fun, man. This yeah. is like yeah. You know, we've we've got our production days where we've just got to fill fermenters, and then this is like this is almost a vacation to go and play with the barrels. Yeah, but well, it's uh, a whole other thing too. Now, are you I mean, having to treat different. these? Uh, you know, it sounds like they're in good condition. They weren't leaking. Uh, they're they're treated the barrels delicately. Now. So uh, when you get them, Peter, and you're about to throw beer in them. Are you just throwing beer in them, or do you have to do something? Pulled the bung, filled them up. Really? Yeah. So well, I purged no them. I, I did. I did pur- uh, purge them with CO two. Was okay. the only thing that I did just to prevent any kind of oxidation. Yeah. But think about bit. bourbon. I mean, you know, it's. Let me think about bourbon. It's well, it's pretty high in alcohol. Yeah. And if there's anything going to grow in bourbon, maybe you want it in there. The old <laughs> bourbon barrels uh, are going to have a lot of bourbon left in them. So oh yeah, uh, because you, the staves really, are soaked. You really don't have to worry about. Things growing inside there, and whatever you do, so do not clean. put a sulfur stick yeah, burning in those barrels. Yeah, <laughs> and they're also flammable. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. Really flammable. So you're just throwing beer right in there, just yeah, going for it. So what? Sean, Sean and I got together, and he's uh, you know he procured the barrels for us, and we've been collaborating on this project. And we said, well, it was a wheat bourbon that was in there, so we were talking barley wine or imperial stout. And I said, you know, we've got all the average, you know, you know beers. We've got to we got to brew a wheat wine and put a wheat wine in there because it was a wheat whiskey that was originally in the barrel. 
Uh, so you are looking at what was there previously and deciding yeah. which style well, it's a component. will go. It's yeah. a component that we want to have ultimately come through in the final product. Okay. And if nothing else, it's a it's a homage to the uh, original contents. Mm-hmm. Van Pappy? <laughs> yeah. Little Van Pappy. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably a little guy. How long are you expecting these uh, beers to sit in there? Um, this one, because they're wet barrels, right. they uh, Sean and I uh, dipped into one of them last time he was in town. Oops. And it is, uh, they were in there for three About weeks. weeks no, three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. And it was already quite bourbony. Really? So, I mean, these are wet, soaked barrels. I mean, they're just full. The staves in any barrel hold about two liters of liquid when the, the wow. actual liquid is emptied. That's a lot. So, so, if you take, say, like a wine barrel, which we'll, we can get to later, two liters of wine into 60 gallons of beer, there'll be some perceptions, but maybe in lighter styles. But, um, Two liters alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Two liters of uh, two liters of bourbon yeah. into a beer, you're gonna taste. And it's like a cup for Doc. Yeah, works for me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and we've all had a bourbon aged beer that's just too. Uh, it's like Oprah drinking a bourbon. bourbon. And if it's gonna be a beer, I want it to taste like beer, and then I'm okay with the, kind of the woody. And we're really that's one thing that we're really committed to that we really we don't want it to taste like you put a shot of bourbon into yeah, your beer. Yeah. It's to add new or ones. all bourbon because yeah. I've had some barrel aged beers that were in a bourbon cask, yeah. and you really didn't taste the beer outside of that it was liquid. Yeah, that's. Bad. I mean, and it was bourbon and vanilla. I've had some of those, and it's, it's just awful. It just tastes bad. It's well, like it's a, not that it's bad, but it's too overpowering, and now you lost the essence of what went into it. No, it's bad. Is what it is. Okay. <laughs> I'll just sit again. Here you you wouldn't, you wouldn't sit down to appetizers. Let's have this barrel aged beer. You know, it tastes like a bourbon. Yeah, your first beer. course. It tastes like a port. Yeah. 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 And uh, at the end of the meal. You know, maybe, maybe you want so. to do it. So you you have your dessert, and oh, let's have one of these. And it, it tastes like a bourbon-aged beer. Now, yeah. isn't bourbon one of those characteristics that if you kind of overdo it in that barrel, and you take it out of that barrel and age it in a different vessel, you know, something stainless steel, will that characteristic kind of fade away? Will it uh, no. age out? No, no, it's there, huh? It's there. It's That's there. it. So if you F up, Peter. Yeah. Not necessarily, though, because this is where you can blend back. Okay. So you can make another beer, maybe age it in stainless at the same time that beer is aging in uh, yep. the barrel. And then actually, because the other thing, too, is is that the barrel itself is a porous material. So there is that angel share, not necessarily referring to the pizza port beer, but there's that portion that just evaporates out of the barrel. Okay. And so sometimes you want to top it off, and so you can do that as well. And then you also have, like, let's say, a keg or two on the side that you can actually use for topping off. And then also, ultimately blending in the final blend okay yeah so we'll have i mean we'll have another batch that will you know we'll sit down and we'll do these different blending trials of you know all the barrels together because each barrel will taste different so we'll taste the blend of the barrels together we'll taste the blend of the barrels with some unoaked version and and just kind of play and see what what tastes what ratio, the best what proportion. Yeah. okay and we'll we'll dial it in um but, you know, like I said, we're planning on releasing the first bourbon barrel in November, maybe December, just depending on how things go. It doesn't need to be in there long. Like I said, those barrels are wet. It's already it's already swimming in bourbon character. And that will change over time, I assume. You'll reuse those barrels, I imagine. Yes. And yeah, then and have to, they'll have to be in there a bit longer the next time and a exactly. bit longer yeah. after that. Yep. So I know, like, Alan at Hair of the Dog, he has some bourbon barrels that he put his Adam beer in. And he's actually letting it sit in those barrels for eight years before he releases it. Eight years. I don't know if that's going to be good. Is that going to be good? Knowing his beers, I have no doubt that it's going to be good. It'd be good for you. 
Yeah? You forget about that. Because it'll be sour? Yeah, well, no. No? You just forget about them. No. Oh, it'd be good to leave them there, yeah. He's calling you dumb. I gotcha. Thank you. I'm so dumb I didn't even get that. Forget how dumb I am. It'd be good because you're dumb. I don't get it. But that is a really interesting point, though, to talk about what Peter mentioned was, is that each barrel really is different, even though it all came from the same thing. When you think about, like, a single-cast bourbon versus a blended bourbon (laughs) versus Doc's glass being empty. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Very different. Okay. Well, these are good things to know because, uh, especially as home brewers, uh, we're going to end up picking up random barrels, aren't we? Uh, we're not going to well, have this like, fantastic selection. It's unless you like, know not Sean. Necessarily. Unless you know Paxton. But also, it's do- doing your homework, and it's also like taking the care that we do to source our grains, our hops, grow our hops, whatever yeah. it is. It's, so. It, so what you did was just call around to distilleries and ask? I spent quite a while spending a lot of time researching one the bourbons that i liked mm-hmm. and then how can i get those barrels okay and then calling distributors calling the distilleries and yes <laughs> when you call do you tell them i'm a home brewer i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that what are you telling them uh one i just wanted to see if they have recently emptied barrels mm-hmm. that they're willing to sell that are still watertight okay and that i could use for another application great okay so you just go right to it this is what i need do you have it because you don't want to give them too much information, but at the same no. time, too, which is interesting, is is that most of the bourbon barrels actually end up in Scotland for scotch. Hmm. Because all that heavy, you know, American oak has already been leached out into what, you know, our bourbon lovers love. Okay. And then it goes right in for scotch after that. So there's not, like, this huge plethora. And actually, the cost of barrels in the last... I think three years has almost tripled. Yeah, it's, it's my brother's a winemaker, and he every time he's got to buy more barrels, I just I can hear it in his voice. He's just oh, dying. Oh, really? And these bourbon barrels, I mean, bourbon barrels have to be a heavy, heavy toast. I mean, the inside of the barrel is charred. Okay, I mean, it looks and, like charcoal. Yeah, as we were filling them, these bits of charcoal were like floating out of them. I mean, you can go to if yeah. you go to our blog, there's pictures of it, and it's just chunks of charcoal like coming out of the top of the barrel. Okay, as like kind of the beer lifted it out as we were filling them. Wow. So. And also the whole room apparently smelled like bourbon. So. Yes. Not a bad thing. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Tasty, are you a bourbon beer guy? A uh, little bit. Uh, yeah? It's done right, sure. Have you ever done one? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. How did you do it? Did you do like the soaking the chips kind of thing? Yeah, I soaked the chips in uh, bourbon and uh, add them to the beer. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, it's always uh, just the, the bourbon characteristic to me is such a, it's a delicate thing, man. It's the, very delicate. Now, the and barrel, see, mm. I think two different things here. Now, 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 the barrel flavor is one thing and the bourbon flavor is another. The barrel flavor I can, I can deal with in, 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 in pretty large proportion, as long as it's not too oaky. Um, too much but, tannin. But a, a, a lot of woody flavor, a lot of that charred kind of flavor that's that can be fantastic in a beer uh, and i think you have a, a little more leeway with that in, in terms of my palate anyway but the bourbon man it's a it's delicate. it's a and fine that's, line that's why we're going to be prepared to blend yeah. if need be yeah that's um, a good and homebrewers can do that too so you just brew a, especially if we're doing it in 10 gallons chad uh we could keep five in a, in, a, in a corny and five if, if we happen to have a smaller barrel um and then be able to blend them but you, you should get a careful. bigger barrel. You really should because it's really? all about surface area. Don't the, worry about uh, the small barrel. No, see, small barrel is more more bad. Okay. And they also actually cost almost the same. Yeah, but it's about surface area. That's what you're saying. It's oxidation. I mean, you can look at um, if you just Google like I think Vinny's Vinny has a, a barrel aging uh, uh, 
presentation that's out there on the web somewhere where he actually lists the different oxygenation levels of the different size barrels versus oh. plastic containers versus because you well, do Raj get talks about that too raj update yeah he talked about that the uh the barrel does have uh, some macro oxygenation that's taking place that's contributing to the flavor. You know, you get those barrel-aged barley wines, and they've got that sherry character. I mean, it's, it's oxidation. Mm, yeah. And it's limited, and it's controlled. But, I mean, it's there. I mean, if, you know, in, in brewing, you think about oxidation as a bad thing. Yeah. But it's there. And what, you've, what you do is if you go into a smaller... You go into a smaller barrel, you've just dramatically increased the amount of surface area that's available to the porous wood and to oxygen. And it will, I mean, the, I can't remember the numbers offhand, but they are just dramatic. It happens a lot faster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you'll have more oxidation, but less contact time with the wood that you want. So okay. it's, you can do it, but it's a different, you're, it's a different beast. You're going to get more sherry and less that port wine yeah. kind of flavor to it. Sherry can get bad quick too. That uh, that flavor is a uh, yeah. when it's overwhelming, it's overwhelming. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. oxidation is sherry that that, that yeah. kind of flavor or cardboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is just awful however you look at it, that cardboard. You look in mm, some newspaper. Good cardboard. Ugh. But yeah. the, the other thing that we got going on is uh, I was brewing, uh, like I said, my, my, my daughter was just born, and uh, I had brewed a Belgian quadruple with tart cherries. And it was actually the reason why I brewed the uh, the the, uh, the strong blonde you just tasted. I had to grow up the yeast because I was going to put it in an even stronger beer. Oh, okay. And I needed a big, healthy pitch to get in there. And uh, I brewed this beer, and it's sitting in stainless, and it's there, and I was going to just serve it on the day that my daughter was born. And my brother calls me, and he's a winemaker in Santa Cruz. He's the the winemaker at Santa Cruz Mountain Vineyards, and he owns uh, Dragonfly Cellars. And he calls me, and he says, I've got five uh, 12-year-old port barrels. And he goes, they're yours if you want them. And I said, I happen to have the perfect beer to go into a port barrel right now that I've already brewed. It's already been aging for three months in stainless. Yeah. And... uh, so I drove up to the winery in our big old delivery truck and loaded up his barrels. And then we got to talking, and he says, well, he goes, these are different than other port barrels you're going to find because we actually use an alambic brandy to fortify our port. We don't just use a neutral grain spirit. So he goes, you know, tell me if you can pull that out in your finished beer. Mm. And uh, so we got those going in there, and the port character is really starting to come out and really starting to play well with Very that nice. that cherry and those nice spicy Belgian notes. And and uh, it's, uh, it's a whole other layer on your palate. Yeah. See, yeah, that's really. the barrel-aged stuff that I really enjoy. Not the, not the kind of single-dimensional alcohol bourbon flavor, but the uh, I like the wine barrels. I like the uh, any kind of where you're getting kind of cherry, dark fruit notes. Yeah. Those are the those are the best barrel aged beers I've ever had. And those and those barrels are not sour beers. Those are just we're we're keeping those clean. I'm plating them to make sure that nothing goes awry. Oh well, you are even. Yeah. yeah. No, I would those are those are they're living with the bourbon barrels. We don't want any bugs in those. Completely um, separate room. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got a caller who wants to ask a question. It's uh no. Nate Nate's on the line here and he's he said his club's doing a barrel brew and he wants to talk a little bit about that and, and ask a question. Nate, what's happening, brother? Um, not much. Nate. I, uh, I, how you doing? Good. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I know you. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. What are you wearing? How's that uh, Flanders doing? Uh, the Flanders? Yeah. What? what? Huh? Maybe this is a different Nate. Could be a different Nate. There's two guys. Nate. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. No, no. Yeah, it doesn't no, I'm matter. I'm PA. I'm 
Philly Beer Geek in the chat. Okay. Oh, okay. Different cool. Nate. Well, then Sorry. get a Flanders and answer Sean's question. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nate. So you guys are doing a barrel age program at your club? Yeah, we do it every uh, six months, and it, it's the greatest thing for a club to do. It's a, it's the big brew. So, I mean, we got like 30 homebrewers that get together on this farm out in uh, Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and we all get as many barrels as we need, and then we brew five gallons of beer and then rack them in the barrels. Great. So, yeah, it's always fun, and you get to see all these different setups. And but I think uh, it's it's accessible to small clubs and stuff. If you get together, it's fifty-five gallons of beer. That's eleven homebrewers. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way. We've talked about that clubs doing that before, and it's it's really a great thing I think to do because you get a giant barrel and you get a good amount of of the people in your club to to fill up that barrel. That's really, get, what we're trying to do with those too. Yeah, you yep. get it. You know, I think uh, if you do it right, you end up with a great blend. Do you guys find yourself having to weed out the bad brewers? Um, <laughs> you know what I no, mean? No, no. We we just usually we have uh, this guy who has this sixty gallon kettle from some sort of food industry. So he usually <laughs> enough to cap off all the uh, barrels. Hmm. So it, it kind of makes up for everything else. But usually there's, like, a lot of bourbon left in the bottom of the barrels. We get them from some sort of PA distillery. Hmm. And uh, so we all drink the bourbon, and then we, we rack into the barrels, and then we have a ton of homebrew. And this year we're doing a pig roast. So uh, nice. There we go. I like that. Unless That's you're pretty, the pig. It makes it even better, by the, the way. Eye. We all drink the bourbon. They can dry hop with bacon. Eat the eye. I see you. Uh, you got a you got a question for uh, Peter? Yeah, I was just wondering, um, how do you handle oxidation, like when you're aging for a long time one of the smaller barrels? I haven't used the smaller barrels. That's kind of why I was I was discouraging uh, Justin's thought about using those. And like I said, there's going to be some. It's it's inevitable. Uh, but you just you have to control it by having your your 55 gallon bourbon barrel or 60 gallon bourbon barrel, and you just kind of limit the amount of surface area of the beer that's in contact with with the wood and therefore the air. Um, and like I said, when I filled mine, when I filled mine, I actually just while I was I purged I purged one, started filling it, and then I moved over to the second one and literally just left the CO2 blowing into there into the second barrel while the first one was filling. So each barrel got a ton of CO2 purged out of it. I got to I gotta get what you mean by surface area to CO2. Because so, what I'm picturing is what you'd want to do is is fill that barrel till it's overflowing. You purge it and then overflow it and then put the bung in, like, literally on top of liquid. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Yeah. But the surface as area... As you can. The surface area I'm talking about is the actual surface area of the barrel. What's touching How the much wood? wood? How much wood is touching <laughs> the, wood. The, the beer? And you want it to be a larger amount. Picture a, a bigger barrel. Like go go crazy. Picture like a like a five thousand gallon barrel. Wow. There's going to be a ton of like the ones at Rodenbach. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of beer in the middle and not a lot on the edges touching. I see. You okay. know, so if it's you get smaller volume, and smaller, it's volume to size. I always imagine um, that makes sense. Uh, you you build a uh, a barrel around an elephant. Or you b- build a barrel around a, a mouse. Okay. And how much how much per volume is going to touch the wood? Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And, That's and a great example, Doc, in yeah. your state. You I was wondering sorry. where I was going with <laughs> that. That was fantastic. Yeah. You said I get touch that. the wood. I get that. That makes sense. Stop how, what the he says, everybody. Yeah. But if, how, much, <laughs> how, how much elephant is touching the wood? He said yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or don't. Or keep right on going. Yeah, Chad. Either stop. way. Chad. <laughs> 
All right. So that makes sense to me then. Okay. So that's what you're looking at. Nate, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that does. Um, would I be able to plug my homebrew club? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Uh, it's it's Lehigh Valley Homebrewers, so it's lvhb.org, and uh, it's coming this week. If you want to come up, hang out, just uh, brew, we're open to everyone joining in. So You guys got a website? Yeah, lvhb.org, like Lehigh Valley Homebrewers. Do you guys have a website? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just fucking with you, Nate. (laughs) All right, brother. Thank you very much. I'm drunk of the week, too, so I'm trying. No, you're way sober. You're no drunk of the week, dude. You're You're not. No. No. Doc's getting close. Exactly. Yeah. You haven't seen Doc. All right. All right. (laughs) Thanks for the call, brother. See you. All right. There you go. That's Nate. Uh, Okay. Good questions right there. Yeah, and really, like all of our projects, they're all on the uh, on the blog. You can link to from our from our website. I mean, the primary reason the blog was created was to document the barrel project. Okay, and we've just had some some other odds and ends, some brewers dinners that we've done, and things like that that have gone on there. But uh, and it's right there on the homepage, right? You can link to it right from the homepage. What does it say? What's the link? Click here for Peter's blog. There you go. I think that is what it says. Yeah, it's Peter's blog right there. All right, cool. Peter's a tech guy, too. He's very tech-savvy. So and I, he is. I knew you were going to have a blog sooner or later. So, good. You can. Uh, I like that you're it really kind of opening up about all your ingredients and what's happening there, too. So that's, that'll be very cool. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's something I... I've always I've always thought that everyone making better be- better beer, home brewers included. If another professional brewer looks at my page and goes, "Oh, he uses this hop in his IPA, and I really like his IPA. I'm going to do that too." Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, everyone making better beer is better for beer. So I I try and just be I'm like I said I'm totally transparent in the brew house. I mean I've given home brewers my recipes for our commercial beers. I mean it's just all. Do you share your yeast? Yeah, I'll share my yeast with them. I mean it's. It second runnings, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean's taking home second runnings from uh, when he's coming brewed with me. Come on, it's eight plate of work just going right down the drain. <laughs> we brewed really big beer. So. Oh, we, um, you know, it's just it's something that's better for the industry because I I have this I have a theory that the casual consumer doesn't do really differentiate between breweries or at least not from the small breweries. It's all just kind of micro brewed beer it's beer okay it's and if they reach for one and it's no good it doesn't do anyone any good because the next time he's going further down the line he's going to get a 12 pack of bud or whatever. i couldn't agree with you more so yeah i think you're i think you're really right about that yeah. and in fact i think that's part of why the craft beer community uh, works so well together because they know that they know that if you sell more beer, so is the guy next door. He's going to sell more beer. And they know that if you put out a piece of crap, that uh, that's good. that's no good for anybody. This barrel, I mean, this barrel stuff has really done it. It's always been there before. I've always been able to call other brewers and get yeast if I needed yeast or or get advice on, on whatever process we're dealing with at the time. Yeah. But, I mean, the barrel project, like I said, is something I've never done before. And I've been able to call other brewers who've done it and have them be totally helpful and welcoming and you know we've got uh you know we were mentioning one of the rooms we have is a sour room and uh sean and i sean and i had dinner at at russian river and you know i've been talking to Vinny about it and how he does it and what he does and we're not trying to do what he does but we're trying to you know make our own way in that same road and uh he was kind enough to actually give us some of his culture Ah. 
So his house, sour culture. I mean, that, he, he that's blends. That's awesome. That is very nice. He blends different stuff around, but we've got one barrel in our sour room. That's Russian River culture. Great. Well, you know what's cool? But he did that to, at the homebrew conference last yeah. year. He yeah. gave out uh, the dime, chips. dime bag yeah, chips yeah, dime that bag. he yeah, soaked in his yeah. culture. Vinny's dime bag. And that, you know what? That's a cool thing. He, he's just, uh, guys like you, guys like him, you're guys that get it. Because you know that this is a non-competitive thing when it comes to ingredients like that. And when it comes to secrets, it's uh, it's sharing the wealth. And you're going to come up with something completely different. I dig that. You guys get it. So well, It also good. comes up to the next wave. Uh, the, it's underground. It's like, oh, uh, we like sour beers. Yeah. Underground, again, it's like sour beers. And you know what it is. And, and Benny's going to give you his little thing to get you up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. But uh, but uh, the, but you know if we can get us all onto sour beers. You did make me a bit gone. Yeah. Roop and Mick. Roop and Mick. I gotta fuck with you, Doc. I know you do. <laughs> but this is what's been really neat for me is is that you know as a home brewer to work with a professional brewer, it's really an interesting process because not only is it thinking about the commercial element of brewing which as home brewers we don't have to worry about but as a commercial brewer he does have to worry about and also my garage is only so big so I can't do all the things. You have a really big garage and a lot of stuff in there. I have way too much stuff and my wife's like you're not putting any more barrels in the garage (laughs) and so to be able to work with Peter and actually you know as a home brewer offer up suggestions and ideas and then it was interesting the dialogue that transpired from that really was um kind of neat not only from a friendship standpoint but also looking at concepts in brewing that haven't been developed or those roads have not been even discovered and that's been what has been so neat about this whole project and i encourage all you the guys were high the whole time weren't you i'm listening to this thinking you I guys was co- totally sober you and guys this is ate so a cool. bunch of mushrooms and bought a bunch <laughs> of barrels it and, wasn't uh, burning man it was not like burning. Them. Oh, because I'm listening to you. Uh, roads that aren't traveled, and now you talk about. You know, you were talking about collaboration with professionals and home brewers. Yeah, and Sean has done a lot of stuff that I've never done as a home brewer or as a as a professional brewer. Yeah, and you know, I can pick his brain about that stuff. I mean, I've never done a Brett fermentation until three weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> and you know, I put the stuff in there, and it was you know, I I knew it should work. I don't see why not. And I like go, and I came in the next day, and the airlock's bubbling. And you're like, look at it go. Yeah. You know? And smell it. Yeah. There's nothing left in there for, the, for them to ferment. <laughs> and the bloop, 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 bloop. Still going. But see, this is what's also been neat, is, is that the whole concept of this program, and to just derive a whole, like, procedure and where we want to go with it, and then to make it work and actually to help out to brew on his system and to see the limitations of his system, which, you know, for me, it's really different where, you know, I could just take out a couple quarts and boil it. For him, you know, he <laughs> that's his kettle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a real learning experience for me as well, where I'm able to ask him questions or thoughts or propose an idea. And we get in this whole discussion about, Hey, well, we could do this or this would work. And the whole concept of how to make that beer as best as we can make it so that when it goes into the barrels and it takes on this whole nother layer of flavors and, and 
to make that even go beyond, it's really been a great experience. We may have to change your name from the homebrew chef to the collaborator. Like you've yeah, over the last year or so, you've really become the collaborator. I mean, really working yeah. with a lot of people. I, yeah. I think you're right, and good for you. I mean, well, I never, I never, that. I don't think I ever would have tried doing a real turbid mash mm-hmm. until Paxton approached me with with this idea. Oh, we can make it work. Let's yeah. do this. I was like, <laughs> come on. Started asking me all these questions, like. Can you run off into your kettle, boil, and then go back into the back into the mash tun? I'm like, yeah, I guess I could do that. I've never done that, but I don't see why not. Yeah, and and we did it, and it took for freaking ever, and it was hotter than hell. And you got too much yeah. time on your hands, you Paxton. Know. You're just thinking about this stuff. But it was, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit it. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It put you on the map, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But this is what was fun too, though, is because to really look and rethink his system. And we did a whole thing that really, from an elementary standpoint, you never even want to attempt on his system and to make it work. We and have, then, yeah. Our, our system, a lot of people think that we have these, like, fancy automated systems. We have a nice system, especially. I've seen a lot worse in the industry, but it's it's an infusion mash tun. There are no jackets. It's uh-huh. not easy to remove and put back. and No decoction. No, no decoction. Not- I mean, it's it's set up for making English ales. Okay. And I guess American ales, too. Yeah. But, it's uh, it was Some really work to be done. Really interesting working with raw wheat in that system. <laughs> well, even oh, it bet. says a lot about Peter because I mean he sourced and he kept sourcing Peter. the raw wheat. I mean it was pretty awesome because <laughs> he said raw. <laughs> he said our guest's name. <laughs> yeah. What the? But the whole I concept of really looking back historically and forgetting oh. everything that we know as modern day brewers and looking from that standpoint of you know. That style and really trying to reproduce it in Sacramento yeah. the best we can do without the ambient fermentation. It was pretty close. Well, I'm looking forward to trying some of these beers. None of them are on the market yet. So. See, you in a years. See you in a couple years for couple the Lambic. Couple years, yeah. yeah okay. But some of your other your regular Belgians, what are we looking at? Six months? I'll release, uh, I'm going to release uh, Rory's Ale is the name of the uh, quadruple. It's named after my daughter. Okay. Um, we'll release the quadruple on her birthday. So batch nice. one will be out on her first birthday. Nine months. Wanna, I want to continue that. I'll brew it again. JP, you can go celebrate your cat's birthday, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys can all have some of that beer. That'd be great. With Wesley? Yeah. I think it'd be great. Wesley's Ale. Yeah. yeah. You and Mr. Jiggles. See? Peter knows. <laughs> Mr. Jiggle Tangles. Hunger. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jigglehanger Jamers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't hang anymore. I, I, say, I don't think he jingles either. <laughs> he didn't hang her. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to trying some of those. That'll be a, that'll be a good time. Uh, let's wrap this up. I'm gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we still have some more things to get to. So, if you have any more barrel edge questions, it's eight 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 four zero one beer or join JP in the chat room, who has uh, delightfully stuck it out the whole show. Oh. Still, uh, still with yeah. you boys in there. Yeah. Good job, baby. Good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm firing blanks at this point. It's just all gas right now. So I'm, <laughs> I think I'm in the clear. Like I'm still, I'm still Not waiting much. for that one though. You haven't sold uh, yourself. Put you over no. the limit, you know. The kind of oh god. Again, want to say hi to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we come back, a couple of interviews I did. They're short and interesting from the Craft Brewers Conference. Plus, I've got your voicemail feedback for the week. We'll wrap up our barrel discussion, and I think I had something else to get to that I'll see if Shaq can remind me of at the break. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Cheers. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby! 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale! Cal Common, WLP 810, 
It's gonna be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs, it's all in the vial. Another ball on the inside, waiting for a ride on the outside. She broke my heart in the trailer park. So I checked the keys to our ugly car and crashed that piece of junk and then stepped away. Bartender really did it this time. Broke my parole to have a good time. When I got home, it was 6 a.m. The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bills. I think she was high on some bills. She threw my shit out into the yard. Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard. And in my drunken stupor, I did what I should have never done. Now I'm sitting here talking to you, drunk and on the run.
Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Backed by popular demand. I wasn't going to play it, but everyone was asking, I guess. Oh, they love it. Hi, I'm Hi, I'm Hi, I'm Hi. Tasty can. I think this is going to be our Burning Man theme, Doc. Oh, I hope so. This is awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Look at all the beginners out there. Hey, I know that song. Part. Just go to the music. I still think we need a stripper pole out there. For you to say that. It's tough. They can be hazardous stuff. Chat room's going nuts, by the way. Tasty, that's right, that's well, oh boy, it's a crack can. Couple of things left to get to. Still, stick with us here. Hi, It's not like you have something better to do. It is a great song. Can we just play this for like the next three hours? We might. We need to get the push on stage, you know, mixing this live. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, throwing, we're throwing out glow sticks. At Bernie Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't. There you go. Wow. 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> Ali. 
few things to get to, and uh, one of them that we wanted to get to was the that we tried to get to last week and it didn't happen, or the week before, whenever we were on last, was the Mayfair competition, which is a big competition. Yes, sir. Big, big, big. big. And the BN Army had some uh, uh, some good results, uh, particularly with one dude who happens to be on the telephone with us right now. Uh, Cuda in the forums. Mike Mraz, what's happening, brother? Cuda, baby. Oh, hey. How you doing? Good. Good to have you on the show with us, man. Dude, what's going on? So, um... Nothing. How you doing? Good. You kicked some ass at the Mayfair for us, didn't you? Yeah. I'm a little stoked, actually. You should be. Come on. I I had no doubt, man. You've been brewing for, what, a year and a half? And and you just thought, well, uh, I think I'm going to do some barrel stuff. (laughs) Yeah, he just smokes. Ended up kicking ass. Oh, he just smokes. Yeah. Well, you, it know, looks... you know, what's funny is, is, is all the ones that I really like didn't do so well. You know, they're, I, I think they're because they're out of the park, you know, the barrel-aged stuff and the, I, the Chardonnay one, um, the, the Chardonnay barrel. You, those don't do so well in competition, but, you know, hey, that's all right with me. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? Doc, ring that bell for me once, too, will okay, you? Because I'm, I'm empty <laughs> over here also. Well, of, of 13 uh, BN medals... Mike Moraz took twelve of them in the in the yeah. uh, Mayfair competition. Unbelievable! So, uh, great job! You know Let's get a big round of applause for Mike uh, kicking ass as a thank young you, brewer. Thank you. Yeah, you should be stoked, man. I had your sour beer at the uh, Northern California Homebrewers comp- uh, Conference up here, and uh, it was you already were kicking ass back then. So. No, Mike's a, a new brewer, and he freaking. But he's an old brewer. he knows he's an old brewer. He knows what I've, he's doing. I've, I've I've had the palate, you know, cause, but I just didn't. I thought beer was like a, you know, some black magic, some fine art that you couldn't make. Uh-huh. But once foodie. I started making it, I just, I just ran with it, you know. So, good. a good example so of to, uh, it, it's not so far fetched to be making amazing uh, complex beers as a new brewer, you know. Mike no, is, no, yeah. Mike well, likes likes to put a cork in it. Hey, you must. <laughs> you, t- there's got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I, I had to go by the Belgian corker, you know, because the presentation is, you know, half the beer. Did yeah. you have a midlife crisis too and have to get a Ferrari? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe later. Now, uh, one, one of the things Mike said to me was, "You know what? I really like my carbonation." And, 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 well, yeah. and, and, and then, coming from anybody else, that might seem a little off. Yeah, but he, he pops that cork. He pops the thing. Uh, it's like I'm, I know I'm going to have something really, really good. One time, JP said to me, yeah. I, "I had a goldfish when I was a kid," <laughs> and it, it was. I thought it was a pretty powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done some swaps with Mike, and let me tell you, he, the guy makes some awesome beer. <laughs> All right, yeah. Mike. So, tell us, gotta, there's got to be some couple. secret. Like, are, are you just brewing a ton? Do you brew a couple times a week, or what? Um, I do brew a ton. I have uh, one of the 2050 systems, but um, I don't necessarily use that all the time. You know, sometimes I'll do batch barges because I don't necessarily want to make. You know, it's kind of hard to do a five gallon batch on the, the 20 gallon system. So, but but I've been lucky to have the 20 gallon system because I can split it off. And you know, it's, for instance, you make like a. American brown or a brown or a pale ale or something, and you can dry hop it with a couple different dry hops. You can not dry hop it, you know. So instead of fine tuning your beers over, you know, three or four or five or eight batches, however, that you know, until you get it where you want it, you know, with one or two batches, I'm, I've got it dialed in exactly where I want it. No, that's a great I've point. I've experimented with all the dry hopping, you know, and um, I've experimented with the different yeasts. So it, it, it that definitely has helped me as far as um, being able to. 
make good beers right away because you know i'll try three or four different yeasts well no especially like the belgian stuff that works out really well because like you know you can kind of get the flavors and, and how you want okay this is what i want okay we'll move on to the next you know what's my grain bill going to be and yeah and so on and so forth so yeah that's so, you know, a good point it definitely helps um so you know but like i said i, I still do batch parking sometimes too it's like you know kind of just i, I just want to make five gallons but as far as experimentation, you know, 20 gallons, you know, I don't mind dumping a couple. <laughs> I don't mind dumping 15 gallons if I can get really good five-gallon beer out of it. So, that, oh, See, that would be tough for me, but uh, then again, I'm not making a word <laughs> well, beer, am I? <laughs> I got a brother that's in a band, so I kind of just dump it off on him. So, oh, there you uh, go. So you're not <laughs> dumping it down the drain. That's a different. Yeah, dumping no. it off on people like us, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Good. So I can uh, pawn it off on him, and he, you know, they consume it, and then they just give me back empty cake. So they don't clean it for me, but you know, hey, that's too bad. All right, while we got Mike on the line here, Chad, why don't you give us a little rundown of uh, how the brother did in, in the Mayfair? Absolutely. I mean, just basically starting from the top here in the Mayfair. Um, yeah, is that <laughs> is, is that not what I said? Did he say Mayfair? Uh, right from the get-go, American Pale Lager, second place. Um, Nathan Smith, Doe's member, came first. Arlen Johns, third there. Um, but just getting back to Mike. European Pale Loggers, <laughs> North German Pills, third Mayfair, place. Mayfair, Chad, Mayfair. Um, what else we got here? We've got first place, American Pale. Uh, let's see. First place, West Coast Extra Pale. Wow. Third place, California Common. Okay. Second place, American Brown. Did anybody else enter this competition? For- <laughs> hey, Jay-Z got first in that one. Oh, okay. Uh, and third. <laughs> um, let's see. Second place, English-style barley wine. Uh, third place, Doppelbach. Uh, Who was our other BNer that won uh, the the other medal? Oh, uh, where did that get Steve go? Kirby. Steve Kirby. Steve Kirby. Good for you, too, Steve. Thanks you for putting Kirby. us down, brother. <clears throat> Congratulations. Mraz, let's see. Golden Strong, third place. McDole, second. Oh, Doe. <laughs> oh, oh, look at Tasty in there, oh. number two. It didn't happen that no, way today. That, that was a really good... Is that the same one you had over the Doe's? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a really good beer. Yeah. Mike, you know that Doe's is pissed you entered under the BN instead of Doe's, right? But me... But don't worry, they got... They me, got I'm me proud of you. Yeah. Oh, they've got you in NHC. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah. you guys, that's a fair trade. He put you guys down yeah. for Nationals and me oh, down yeah. for, for Mayfair. So that's and, a fair trade. And believe me, he represented. Yeah? He did well at Nationals, <laughs> oh, too? Did, did I say that? Oh, oh wow. Hey. Oh, Mike. Oh, oh, oh. you hey. jerk. <laughs> Mike Mraz, are you going to go to Cincinnati? What did 58%. I do? I, don't, I haven't had any plans to go to Cincinnati. Nah, you Should might have a reason to go. You might Come have on, a... Mikey. See, this is news to me. I don't know anything about this. So uh, nobody knows anything I about seen it. Any score sheets? N- well, neither has so. anybody else. But uh, I'm just yeah. saying, it sounds like maybe you want to get a flight to Cincinnati. Come, Mikey. Possibly could be. Yeah, Mike. Do I need to go too? <laughs> JP, don't, don't push him. Leave him alone. What Look, do you want? You him? stay out of this. What do you want him to this cheat? Is between me and the big guy. <laughs> yeah. Big tasty we'll over here. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, yeah. his cold storage, Mike. Can you tell us about that? We're g- I'm going to build one in the We're- backyard. What's he got? Which one? The, the, the uh, walk-in? Storage? The Which walk-in. One? Which one? I don't have a walk-in. <laughs> I thought you actually. did. No, I wanted to build one, but, you know, it, it just never came about because I filled up with barrels and everything else, so I decided, you know what, I got enough other projects going on that I really don't need to fill a walk-in because all I'm going to do is fill it with wall-to-wall with beer. You've got, got quite a I bit of room, though. It. And that's a problem? Yeah, I got a, I got a 
uh, cubic chest freezer. It holds 15 kegs and it's full. And then I got a stand-up freezer and it's full, and two mini fridges and it's full. So if I build a walk-in, it's going to be full too. So I think I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds or, like, uh, like my house. save on electricity. It sounds yeah, like my exactly. house. Build a walk-in. It's, yeah, you just got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So. But he rides around on a moped, so that's where he saves his <laughs> energy uh, usage. Mike Morales oh, hey. is actually Captain Moped. Yeah, hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Priorities. That's right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm not giving him and Sully shit. exactly. <laughs> Where is Sully tonight? They're Vespa friends. <laughs> Sully's in yeah. uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. He's in the chat somewhere lurking. Is he? Yeah. What's his name? Lurking. Give away his name. No, I can't. You can't. He told you, you not to. Well, you can't. It's one he uses every time, and it's his incognito one. And oh, he uses the same one every time. Yeah. What is it? Hey. I don't know if I should do it. Let's have Sully come out. He can make up another come one. Come out with everybody. Yeah. Come on, come out. <laughs> come out of the closet, Sean. Come, come on. on, come out. Look at JP with his morals. Well, I feel kind of bad. I, you know. Anyway. Calling him out. He's the, he's the moderator. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I is the moderator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Shitty Pants. Well, <laughs> Captain Shitty Pants. <laughs> What kind of look at Shadow, I know, man. Hey, good on you. Wow. Hey, I still have some awards to talk about here. All right, go ahead, Chad. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. Oh, wait. Yeah. Hey, Chad. some awards. This is the Mayfair, by yeah, the way. 12. Yes. Yeah. Mike Moraz, second place, Abby Double. Nice. Uh, first place, Goose. Oh. Belgian Style Sour. Second place, Flanders, Mike Moraz. Wow. First and second. Wow. That's and I've had that Flanders. beer. Go ahead. The Flanders took best to show at Celebration up here in uh, the Gold Country Brewers Club. Yeah. So that yeah, that I really like the Flanders. The Flanders, you guys, I and you I do a great job. Things. That's a great beer. Can can you come down here and can we do just like a flight of of Mike's award winning? We're going to have him on the show. He's going to talk about his barrel tastings and all the different yeah. experiments with the yeasts and the wine barrels and oh yeah, oh shats all over. Look I, at that. I, I got a oh, yeah. whole. I've done a presentation for the Gold Country Brewers on. Um, uh, bottle conditioning with different yeast besides beer yeast, um, wine yeast, and if you want to play around with Brett too, I've, I've done a few Brett experiments, and Sean knows about that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would love to come down there and talk to you guys about that and, and uh, enlighten everybody else about the complexities of some extra yeast. Done uh, deal, as long as you bring yeah. the beer with you. Um, yeah, I think I can. I oh, yeah. Gotta, You'll bring him. You just got Justin's here. attention with the sour You'll bring him. Cork yeah, cork I'm ready. Up over there. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. like, uh, hey, uh, I, I can kick Peter out of that seat right now if you want it. <laughs> I'll be back in two years. <laughs> yeah. How fast can you be here? Is, is Peter there in the studio? Yeah, he's hanging yeah. with us, man. Okay. Hey, hey Peter, this is Mike. I, w- I met you over at um, Mike Moore's, Big Mike Moore's house. It's a dinner. That dinner he did? I sat. The dinner, yeah, I sat right next to you. I, I think I was talking to. I'm the one that brought the homebrew uh, to the to the dinner. He's the one who's who's so handy. You were one you of the, you were one of the people that leg. brought your own beer to the eight course dinner with two or three beers per course. That's how he rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there were a couple know, of you I, there. I'm the guy who had two ears and some hair, had a couple fingers. Yeah. You know that guy? I don't remember much of anything at the end of that one. Actually. He had a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Mike. I would have done the same if yeah, I. Yeah, no, I, I would. Really, if you had um, the ball for that dinner, um, it was a really nice dinner. It was a bunch. Of, it was pretty much the best um, commercial beers you can find um, locally. And he, you know, Mike was, you know, nice enough to let me uh, bring a couple homebrews and uh, serve him with his dinner. So I was really appreciative of that. So yeah, that was really cool. a, a treat. Com- comparing it next to a bunch of. Uh, oh, okay, beers, so you so. were included in the dinner. You weren't one of the people who was like yeah. crashing the party with yeah. your own beer. He didn't crash. No. 
No, 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 no. He he paired my dinner with the uh, or my beer with a salad that he had, okay. and then actually I had the Russian the Russian Imperial um, Stout that's barrel aged, and we use that for the dessert beer. I do remember that. So, one. Wow, great. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. All right, anything else there, Shat? Well, total 13 medals oh. in that competition, Brewer Network. Yeah. 12 to Mike. What a stud. Great job, buddy. Yeah. And the other one the other one for Brewing Network, please give that name again. Steve Kirby. Steve Kirby. Good job, my brother. All right, everybody bringing it strong for the BN, and by everybody, I mean you two guys. Uh, so that was very, very cool. Uh, all right, Mike, so uh, I guess you're coming down here with some beer and some show topics soon. I'm just, we got to figure out a date, and, and then, uh, yeah, I would love to bring some beer down there, and we can uh, talk about uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. All right, good. Are you going to Boonville in a couple weeks? Uh, no, I haven't planned to do any more festivals or any more things locally for a while. All right. it, I can tell you, just buying bottles to ship off the competitions is killing you enough. Right. <laughs> Everything's going up in price, so um, uh, I would love to get up there, but, yeah, I just with everything else going on. Okay. You know, with everything, with all my medals and stuff, I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard <laughs> weighing down the moped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it's kind of hard to get around. I don't yeah. know how Mr. T did it. <laughs> yeah, he's a bigger man than me. I can't move. Uh, all right, Mike Morass, no, Cuda no, in the I, forums. I, I'm, I'm shocked. You know, I got to say that that's that's pretty cool that I got. You know. Twelve medals. Yeah, just say, just say it. Yeah. I'm a badass. It's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, not gonna say it. No, no just, just say it. Say just say, it. hey, Jamil, suck it. Go ahead and say it. Just, just repeat after us. Hey, Jamil, eat it. <laughs> eat it. No. Yeah. Twelve medals. Yeah. Suck it. Unless Jamil got thirteen. Yeah. Say, Jamil, don't blow your back out bending no, over for me, okay? Trouble. Just no, say, hey, we're getting ourselves say, um, in trouble while we're at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're making a run for it. Jamil will be proud of you, too. So uh, good work, my brother. Yeah. All right. We'll Thank see you, you soon. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Good Later. luck and best of show. Bye. Hey, take care. Absolutely. Oh, did you hear that little cryptic uh, what did you say? encouragement from the Tasty? No. Mm, I heard it. Mike, you're son of a... Let's <laughs> keep it moving. Uh, okay, I got some other things going on here that I got to do for you guys before we get out of here. Uh, oh, here's a question for uh, Peter before I, I move on. Um, somebody in the forum, Film Lab Rat, in the uh, chat room. Peter, have you ever considered... This is a good ex- uh, uh, idea if you haven't considered it. Have you ever considered a single hop sampler six-pack? You know, the same beer... Hopped with six different hops. That would be... That's really intriguing. That would be logistically difficult ass, for us. It? We'd have to have six different tanks. tanks exactly. So we'd be... Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, even pack, though I really... Maybe. I think I love the idea because we're homebrewers here. Yeah. Homebrewers would eat that up. We'd all yeah. go buy that six-pack, but maybe not that everybody else. That would be else. a lot of beer because mm-hmm. the smallest batch we can brew is 10 barrels. And where we where our bottling line is, we only have three 15-barrel tanks. Mm. So I'd only be able to brew three at a time, and then three would be... It'd be a tough comparison. Yeah. Um, it's really intriguing, um, but that would be... If uh, you could get the hops. Yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking just like uh, three hops, so three and three. Yeah. Yeah, or just or just one at a time. Just do a, have a vertical you're, you're, like one a, a month half or something. Half a six-pack and half a six-pack. That, that's a 12-pack. <laughs> that's a 12-pack. That's half a 12-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me talk uh, so much, Doc. Do you really you start you start starting to sound kind of like Kit from Napoleon when you yes, like, progress. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm, right, I'm uh, trying to enunciate so I can like. You're just get, trying to be a cage fighter. Crossed. 
<laughs> he did just turn into a cage fighter. <laughs> cage fighter. All right. A couple of things. To, get it. Uh, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> couple of things to play for you uh, that you. I that I found interesting here uh, at the craft brewers conference when we were talking about the uh, I went to this media event where they just kind of. You know, they uh, talk about how great the industry is doing and want us all to know about it so that we can write about it and report about it. But one of the cool things was uh, Julia Hers, who is the marketing director at the Brewers Association. And let me tell you this about Julia, too, in case anybody wants to send her an email and say thanks for the support. She is a huge supporter of the Brewing Network. And whenever uh, the BA starts talking about doing different media events, uh, she goes to bat for us constantly and, and always mentions us and really appreciates what we do. And appreciates you as listeners for responding um, to all of that. So she's just a, a real cool lady. You'll remember her from our Mead show that we did a while back. And we had three different guests on the Mead show. And back then, she was um, running HoneyWine.com. She was doing a, a, a Mead site. And she had since been hired by the BA as her media director. And she's just a real cool lady. And like I said, a good friend of the BN and a good friend of yours. And as she's talking about the craft uh, brewing industry, um, out of the blue, and I didn't have my recorder going, but out of the blue, she starts saying how much impact home brewers have had on the success of the craft brewing industry. And she's throwing out all these numbers about how, how great uh, craft beer's been doing and uh, all of these things. And then she just starts saying, and by the way, I think that home brewers have really uh, given us craft brewers a kick in the ass and kind of made this happen. So I went up to her afterward and asked if she would kind of give that to me again so that you guys could know um, how some of the people at the Brewers Association really feel about your contribution. So here's Julia Hers from the Brewers Association from the Craft Brewers Conference uh, talking about your impact on the craft beer industry. The strength of craft beer, one of the main reasons is directly attributable to the passion behind homebrewers and what I call kind of trickle-up economics, where homebrewers have been that base grassroots efforts behind getting people to understand that flavor and diversity is worth appreciating. And with homebrewers saying hey to their friends, hey to their inner circle and their outer circle of people that they know, try my beers, try this commercial beer, this and that. It, it just, that's what's been going on for 20 years. And I think that's been a big part of what's really happened on the big scale of success now with craft brewers and why they can be successful because people have been educated by their people that have turned them on to flavorful beers. So there you go. Big thanks from uh, Julia Hers just kind of talking about it. And yeah. I think she's right. Don't you think, uh, Peter, as a craft I brewer? totally agree. I love going to uh, NCHF every year. I go around and taste all these different clubs and the funky, crazy stuff that they're doing. And, you know, I get reinvigorated and get you know kind of a new i get new ideas from that all the time for brewing different beers and i was actually talking to sean about you know we were talking about brewing a belgian imperial stout and one of <laughs> one of our local home brewers brewed one of those and brought it into me and i tasted it and i said i'm going to brew that this year and uh-huh. you're going to come make it with me yeah and uh you know it's it really comes back to we all, we've all got friends who are an expert in something You've got your friend who, like, if you know you want to know the newest band, you ask him because he's your music expert. And you got your friend who's your expert in beer. And for most people, it's their you know their friend who homebrews or their guy you know their guy who goes to all the breweries. Yeah. And they're ambassadors for craft brew. Yep. And they happen to make it at home, but in doing so, they have a better understanding about it. And they're they're their respective uh, circle of friends expert on beer. And there are ambassadors that are out there promoting craft beer. So I absolutely agree with Julia. You know, I really like about going to events is a home brewer, <laughs> though. 
They'll give they'll give me a beer and I'll go look at it and I'll go, hmm, okay. And I drink it. Some are better than others. It kind of sounds like Bill Cosby when you talk about <laughs> And you eat the jello pudding yeah. pop. <laughs> Thank you, Doc, for your commentary on uh, that was so Julia's... Bad. Uh... You're welcome. That was so, so, it was, so bad. It was fine. You look at it and go, hmm. <laughs> I'll drink that. <laughs> it was very commentary. I think that JP almost does a doc better than he does the gay prince. Actually. Oh wow! That was oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, they obviously were very different. The gay yeah. prince is so cool. <laughs> All right, so I just thought that was real cool because not only are we kind of pushing the boundaries, uh, you know, with our with our recipes, but uh, Julia kind of pointing out that we're really recommending different craft beers to our friends and stuff. So hey, uh, a round of applause to you homebrewers out there and. Uh, and, yeah. and being Kudos, recognized baby. there. All right, and here's another uh, interview. It's uh, just a little longer, not too much. But this is Ray Daniels talking about the Cicerone program. And the Cicerone program's really cool uh, in, in terms of, of the industry because, Doc, you're going to love the Cicerone program because you're the guy who hates going to the brew pub. And you ask the waitress, hey, w- well, what kind of beer is that? And she goes, well, it's a it's a heifer version. It's, it's a microbrew. It's a micro, it's a micro heifer version for compare. We serve it with a lemon. And can't tell you anything more about <laughs> exactly, the beer. Yeah. Well, the Cicerone program is designed not only to uh, have uh, people in the industry that, that, that know what they're talking about, but to educate servers and bartenders and different people throughout the beer world to really know what brew pubs are doing. So here's Ray Daniels to tell us about what the Cicerone program is and what it does. The Cicerone certification program is, uh, the shorthand is it's a beer sommelier program, but we don't use the S word because, uh, you know, beer people don't want to be taking stuff from wine, so uh, that's why we came up with the word Cicerone, to be a unique uh, word uh, to use in the beer community for people who are uh, expert guides to the beer world. And it's uh, really intended to be a professional certification for people who sell or serve beer. And... uh, uh, launched uh, late uh, 2007, early 2008. Uh, there are three levels. There's a certified beer server, um, which is the first level, very simple, um, basic knowledge. Second level is the certified Cicerone, and uh, that's uh, more involved in terms of knowledge, and it requires tasting skill and ability. And uh, then the third level is the master Cicerone, and that is basically you know everything there is to know about beer and how to serve it and what to serve it with. Um, so those are the, the three levels. The program covers five areas of uh, knowledge about beer. Uh, the first one is um, uh, keeping and serving beer, the whole, uh, you know, getting it from the brewery to the consumer in good shape. Uh, second is uh, beer styles, which obviously is very important. Uh, third is flavor and evaluation, so understanding the theory of taste and where beer flavors come from, and then also the discriminative ability of your palate to be able to tell uh, between uh, styles and, and off beers and things like that. Uh, fourth area is beer process and ingredients, so you understand what it's made of and, and how it's made. And the fifth is beer and food pairing. And uh, so those are the five areas of knowledge. And as you go through the program, uh, you know, you get more and more in-depth, uh, further, deeper into those five areas. So initially it's mostly about the keeping and serving and a little bit about beer styles. Uh, when you get to the master Cicerone level, it's probably going to be a lot about uh, beer and food pairing, assuming you've got all the other stuff nailed and mastered. And how interested are you finding the industry in this? Great, program? great. Yeah, ton, ton of interest. Um, yeah, 
we've got a, a number of uh, breweries that have uh, already signed up to put uh, their sales staffs through the program. Uh, we've got uh, beer distributors, uh, wholesalers that are signing up to do the same thing. And uh, uh, we've had more than 100 people take the online uh, exam already, the certified beer server exam. And I'm giving the first certified Cicerone exam here in San Diego uh, this week. And uh, I've got seven people signed up to do that, which is about what I expected for the first time through. Great. So I'm uh, real happy. We, uh, the website's getting a lot of traffic. We've got uh, 1,600 uh, registered users on the website. What's the website? Uh, uh, Cicerone.org.org. Okay. Yeah, that's C-I-C-E-R-O-N-E, as in Cicero, the old uh, Roman scholar. So there you go. Cicerone.org. You can check it out. And a good program, I think, because yeah. I'm tired of going to brew pubs where the beer's fantastic and the staff sucks. It's <laughs> so. a great program. I like, really, it's what's needed in the industry right now. Yeah. I liked your question in there. So how does how you... It was early. I was hungover <laughs> and early, and I'm trying to do these interviews, and I'm like... Uh, Hey, I, hey, I tried hey. to keep myself off mic entirely so I could just not have a my you know eight a, my eight AM voice on. Yeah, that was bad. So Ray, Ray, so, uh, <laughs> what's so, the web address? I'm stretching Ray. here. I'm stretching. Ray. How do you spell that? Nah, Ray's cool. Ray Down is a good guy. Uh, he he kind of freaks me out sometimes because he's a little standoffish, but when you get him to talk, just a nice dude who's real into this thing. He's serious about what he does. He's my um, hero. And I think that's why he kind of he, he, he puts you off a little bit. But no. he's just he means business about what he does, and he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, responsible for getting together with Jamil for that Brewing Classic Styles book that you love, and he's responsible for, uh, he's solely responsible for Doc's favorite book which is uh, designing great beers oh it's an awesome book yeah i still reference it today do you yeah 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 i'll pull it out yeah. i get away from it sometimes and then it's like i just pulled it out last week because we were getting ready to brew a brown ale and i'm like i haven't brewed a brown ale in years so okay. i gotta see what Ray's there, gotta so say. let's let's do the thing <laughs> He's a good dude. Ray Daniels right there from the uh, Craft Brewers <laughs> Conference talking about uh, the Cicerone program. Okay, and the last bit of audio I have for you. Shat, am I forgetting anything today? I mean, I'm not leaving just yet. Oh, we'll, wait, wait. we'll come back and say goodbye, but I want to play our voicemails for the week. We've got another giveaway, too. Well, what about the listener line? Okay, yeah, the, let's do that. All right, so let me play the listener, li- listener line. Easy for you to say. Yeah, or not Hey, so how about much. that line of beers at the uh, CBC? You are telling that story. Poolside? Oh, I'll do that. Okay, I'll do that when I come back. Let me play you our listener line uh, voicemails, and it will give you time to participate in Stump the Brewer. All right? JP, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for it. You're going to have to work at this. I got a stump for sure. Wait, what? Throw them at you. Oh, Peter's time. So in the chat room, we're going to do Stump the Brewer. So send your questions to JP right now in the chat room. And uh, JP, you can just copy and paste them all into my little message thing there. I'll put them in there. Make it easy. I'll put them in. Stump the Brewer. And what are we giving away for Stump the Brewer, uh, Peter? Well, the the first gift that went out and this this other one that we brought, it's uh, just a little kit. It's a baseball hat. Uh, an Imperial Stout T-shirt and a pint glass, all rolled nice. into one little package. All from Sweet. Sack Brew. All from Sack Brew. All right, and of course you can go to sackbrew.com or just click on our homepage. There's a link right there. It says Sack Brew. Uh, good looking stuff, actually. I like the uh, the hat and the shirt. It's looking nice. Swag. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good swag for stumping the brewer. If you will remember, Peter held out longer than any other guest we've ever had on Stump the Brewer. He did a great job last time. He worked it, and he's back again to take you on. We haven't done Stump. 
Stump Brewing, Stump the Brewing, a long time, and we got a good prize to give away. So let me play you our voicemail for the week, Doc. You're going to enjoy this. And uh, <laughs> while we're doing it, get your Stump the Brewer uh, questions to JP in the chat room. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. Here is our voicemail for the week. Hey, I'm, I'm fucked up, man. But I want to know what makes beer good. I mean, is it is it the malt or is it the hop? You know, I just want to know because it's 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 all good to me. Whatever is good is good. That's what I want. So, just let me know what makes it good. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Peace out. Being for life. Yeah! God damn it, you sons of bitches. How long does it take to drink a bitch for the love of God? I can't believe humanity's gut down. Beverly can drink like a motherfucker. You guys rock. Keep up the good work. Say it with me now. Rat pad. Rat pad. Rat pad. Shh. Mix your 100 gram and the recipe. I'll let them ferment in my gut. Don't talk one turn to talk. Miss me your, your 100 grain recipe. Miss me your 100 grain. Miss me your 100 grain. Damn it. Miss me your hundred brain recipe? A- Amber recipe. Miss me your hamburg brain Amber recipe and put it in your mouth and ferment it in your gut. Miss me your hamburg brain recipe Miss, miss me your hunter brain recipe and ferment in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, 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 well, pressure longer, pressure longer. Hi, 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 well. Ah, this is brewed too much from the forum. Fuck you guys. I got 11 gallons of Lambic boiling right now. Six gallons of IPA boiling right now. It's Tuesday afternoon. Sunny. I'm four beers deep. Fuck yeah. Hey, I just thought I'd call and tell you. Let's say Bernard must be neurotic because he's sitting here chewing on his nails. Is that normal? Does Biscuit do that? Bagel. Uh, guys, we got a problem here. I think I'm addicted to the Brewing Network. Thanks a lot. I heard my bubbler bubble. I want to be the drug of the weekend. Dessert to never come to bed on Never gonna be a good guy. Never gonna be a good guy. And dessert you. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna say goodbye. I'm gonna bless the guy and desert you. Drunk of the weekend, desert you. 
I was walking down the street on a sunny day. Hubba, 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 hubba. I'm feeling on the bones that I had my way. Hubba, 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 hubba. Well, I'm a bag hole boy. Bag hole boy. Ain't it good when beers are going your way? Hey, hey. Poor JP got hit by a car. Hubba, 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 hubba. Put his guts in a box and put them in a drawer. Hubba, 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 hubba. Well, I'm a bag hole boy. Bag hole boy. Ain't it good when beers are going your way? Hey, hey. I forgot all about it for a month and a half. Hubba, 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 hubba. I looked in the drawer and started to laugh. Hubba, 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 hubba. Well, I'm a bag hole boy. Bag hole boy. Ain't it good when beers are going your way? Hey, hey. Hubba, 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 hubba. Hey, this is uh, Bluebird Globby Gleepy Glop has just baptized me. I'm also the um, creepy guy who uh, makes skin suits, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's Matt from Northern Quebec. Uh, I just wanted to thank Doc for his um, effort. Although it was weak. <laughs> but thanks anyways. And I would like, also like to thank all the other contestants who actually uh, reached all their points and and, and all actually uh, Doc's effort. So that was great too. Thanks guys. And uh, uh, you think I do skin suits, right? Well, uh, well, I'm a janitor, but I'm also um, uh, learning uh, my dad's trait. My dad's a taxidermist. So, uh, not too far from uh, Alright, see ya. Hey, Justin, what's going on, man? This is the local brewer from Chicago. Um, it's Friday night. Nice wind by the Sox, 92. Loving it. Coming home, drinking some nice homebrew. And, um, yeah, that's about it, man, man. Uh, I was wondering, um, I'm not too big on the, um, forum or anything like that. You know, phone calls are more my deal, and apologize for that. But I just want to let you know that you guys are doing a great job, and yeah, everything is uh, awesome. And just keep the the home brewing community going on, and and uh, that's about it. And I apologize for this call. Um, it's 3 a.m. I'm much uh, drunk, and um, sorry. I apologize, but just wanted to say thank you for everything that you and your uh, your team is doing, and uh, be an army all the way. Support the be an army. Later, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, how you doing? It's ZZ from San Diego. It was good to uh, finally meet Justin and JP down at the Craft Brewers uh, Conference. Justin is surprisingly uh, a lot taller than I uh, realized, and JP, um, I couldn't believe it. He's a lot gayer than uh, uh, he seems on the show. Anyway. Talk to you guys later. Bye. What's up, Louie Never? This is Jay Brew. Dude, I'm not the sheriff. This is the International Blue Stars getting fucked up. I'm over here pouring for the parents, for the public. I'm pouring for Mad River. I'm pouring for Alan Yasha. Oh my god, there's so many fucking women here, dude. This is racist. I'm telling you right now, this is incredible, bro. I wish you guys were here. I want to wish everybody a happy drug fest. I'm just saying, I wish all y'all was here. I'm gonna give you guys a call later and give you the report. Until then, I'm drinking some beer. I'm having some fun. God bless y'all. I don't even know if you can hear me right now, but I'm just saying, this place is off the road. Take a listen. I swear to God, I'm the biggest blue fest ever I've ever intended in my life. 
What up, Army? This is Thump in the forum. It's 2 p.m., seven beers deep. Looking forward to the show tonight. Fucking feelings. And there you have it. That's your uh, voicemail feedback for the week. It's 888-401-BEER, and it's available to you all week long. So if you want to leave your message just like those, uh, a lot of troopers this week, huh? Even just just Doc. That's not cool. But That's not cool. Well, you he you played uh, Beer Jeopardy for him last episode. That's why oh, this. Did I you. miss Beer Jeopardy? He was Blobber Gleepy Glop. And blah blah blah. And you were his. Uh, you were supposed to <laughs> come through for him, and you bus. didn't. So he just said you brought it weak. He was right. I mean, let's be honest. You brought it weak. Dick. <laughs> he doesn't care if he's right or not. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, a lot of good voicemails in there. I encourage you to you're do the same. You're lucky I represented you. You are oh, lucky. Man. You're privileged yeah. to have my name on your yeah, beer exactly. Jeopardy. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we invented voicemail. Because next time we're going to bring it home. Yeah. All so right. is that all of them, or did you have to like weed out the weak calls? I weeded out a couple. Uh, because a couple? Yeah, because that was already seven minutes long. There was a few in there. that I get a couple of... 10 second emails that they just call in and they're like ah ref you <laughs> like just kind of random uh, uh, screamers I, I, per- I was so close to doing that myself <laughs> were you? yeah oh that'd be great if one Tonight? day especially if I don't even know it's you and one day I just yeah. edit you in there I, I, I was gonna like work it up real good yeah like, yeah, I, like I was on the Columbine <laughs> I don't know what that means but that's funny that's all I have to say. That's going to be our personal voice recorder. Yeah. Note to self. We're yeah. going to call in and use it. Yeah, absolutely. If we have to do show notes, just call the 888-401-BEER number and leave them there. No, we had a lot of good ones, and I had to weed a few out. But, uh, hey, call up. And most likely, you're going to get on the air. So if you have uh, something to say throughout the week, whether it be nice or not nice, uh, drunk or sober, I don't care. Call up 888-401-BEER. We'll put you on the air. Yeah. Drunk and mean is probably better. Nice is not drunk good. Nice like. is not bad. Sing song if you like. There was a couple tunes given out there. Uh, Drunk and Mean, we like. Uh, I didn't like that my, my song. I liked your you song. Hit by a car. You got hit by a car, and all your body parts were put in a drawer. Yeah, that's there you not go. Nice. And I liked. And I also liked that the other guy was like, "Yeah, Jay's tall. JP's gayer than I thought." Yeah, I like that, that too. <laughs> all right, uh, we've got some stump the brewer questions in front of us. Uh, Peter, yep. can you do this? Are you ready? You have a phone call too. Uh, do I got to take that first? Um, yeah, you probably should. Let's see. Is this the last message I'm getting? No, it's no. not. Um, I can tell you who it is before you pick it up, or just pick it up. And anyways. no, tell me who it is. Who it's in there somewhere. It's Paleo Pookie. Boo 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 boo. He lost a bunch of weight on the BN somehow. I don't know. I don't know the story. And his name is Paleo Pookie. Boo 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 boo. It's, it's Paleo. What the hell? Paleo Pookie. Paleo. Yes, that's me. Hey, what's happening? Where are you call? Where are you calling from? I brother? wasn't lying. I'm. I'm in Houston, Texas. Oh, right. hang up on him then. Well, Paleo, shit, shit. Paleo Pookie, shit. and uh, what are you calling about, my friend? Oh, man, because the Bruin Network made me lose 35 pounds. No, we didn't. How'd we do that? No way. He's our own Jared. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> You're our Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Jared made Subway famous. It's the next That's diet. Awesome, Paleo Chad. Pookie, you might be That's our awesome. uh, ticket to stardom. All right, how uh, are we going to market this? Uh, what happened? How did we do that? How did you do this? Because I listened... I listen to you while I run and exercise. Oh, okay. Like while I was offshore and shit, because I've been like exercising every single day, just about. Like for running, you know, about three or four miles, and then you know lifting weights and all that crap. Yeah. 
What do you wear when you work out? Hey, are you are you the BN brother who works on the uh, the oil rigs? Yes, I am. Ah. I'm back. I've been back. I've been meaning to call or, or listen, like live, because I've been gone like. Uh, just got back like two or three weeks ago. Okay. It's, it's been like lifetime and everything. No, I'm glad you called because I read your email and I was actually pretty fascinated, Doc. I don't know if you remember. So this guy, yeah, uh, he works out in the oil rig and, yeah. and he's out there for a long periods of time. And that's got to suck, by the way. And, uh, oh, it does. So what do you do? You like listen to the BN and run around the rig? And hit, hit on the one chick that's there. And hit on the one chick. Oh, no. There was, this time there wasn't even one chick there. No. That's <laughs> oh, no that's good. bad. Uh, so what do you yeah, do? You just, like, that. run around the rig? Yeah, well, yeah, because I run, and then I, we got, like, a shitty exercise room, so I, I ride the bicycle for 45, 50 minutes, and then I lift weights until I get sick of that, and I run. All right. Run for about 30 minutes carrying weight. And yep. you've lost and then, 35 pounds? Yeah, 35 pounds. Wow. January That's a lot of weight. That's You know what? Th- you, 35 pounds is a heap of weight, don't you think? Good job, Jared. Oh. <laughs> uh, how, how many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? What? Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, yeah. on that 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 uh, place where you are, you're, you're, running around, you're running, you're running, you're running to slap you, <laughs> slap you. Why would you run around slapping people? Because they haven't lost as much weight as him. Oh, I see. I can just oh. picture Doc oh, mincing around on the top of an oil rig, going I, I, slapping I, I, people. Yeah. No, I gotta have. A reason to run around this oil rig. Yeah. And slapping people yeah. is it. Challenging the duels. You fat fucker. <laughs> Boom. So are are you oh, now man. are you now the slimmest guy on, on the rig, Jared? Oh hell no. I, I, was, I was kind of a fat sack when I started. Oh. I, mean, I, was, you know, I was kind of muscular, but you know, it's all in the fat. I see. Because <laughs> you, know, you you gain weight sitting around you come to Texas and you gain fifty pounds, it's just like sure. uh, that's just Texas. Oh, yeah. Are you married? Yeah, there's Oh yeah. Did you She's here. When you came back losing all that weight, you got some ass, right? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> she was so <stoked. laughs> are. Wow. Well, yeah, there's like I, was, I mean it was like right from the minute I walked to the door she's like, "Wow, you've lost weight." Uh, and, and she's happy. And then uh well, oh, you, and I got to drink and Then she gave you a steak. Years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you've you lost weight. Oh, I dropped something on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I drank an African beer, and it was weird. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had any. No. What kind of beer was it? Talk about a topic shift. I, yeah. That was, you and Doc oh, should hang oh, out, man. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Did you say African oh, or African? Oh, yeah. Either oh, way. I'm sorry, what? It apparently, has to do with losing weight on an oil rig. <laughs> apparently, way, uh, dentists and oil rig workers both have ADD. <laughs> they just jump. Yes, we do. They just a, jump from topic I'm to topic. I'm a geologist. I'm, I'm not just the oil rig guy, because we were, like, out there... Uh, Going and finding the stuff because we weren't actually drilling at the time. We're just we're finding it because you got to find it first. For you. But you came home. You, gotta, you came home as you were drilling. <laughs> <laughs> you came home with that lost weight and you were drilling. Yeah, multiple targets too. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Oh. Hey, oh, was it a gusher? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it was. Actually. Oh. Good on you, Jared. I like oh, it. Oh yeah. Did I ever tell you that one time I worked at I worked at a Taco Bell once? It was great. <laughs> Hit that mother load. Uh, oh, but yeah, I had the beer down there, and I had this thing called Crock, and it was like well, I mean, it was kind of a crock of shit, but it's it pronounced like Crotch. Bad Heineken. Oh. A, a crock. Okay, sorry. It tasted like bad Heineken. And then I had uh, another beer called Promise, which was like malt liquor. Yeah. They promise you <laughs> something. <laughs> Huh? They promised. <laughs> they promised you what? something. <clears throat> All right. 
Are you... Uh, oh. What, JP, what was this call, phone call about? Just about the weight, right? Yeah, just okay. about the weight. He just lost checking. weight. Just yeah. want to make sure I miss it. All right. I, I think so, it's good. What do you weigh now, Jared? 548 <laughs> pounds. Oh, shit. Now, I'll be like... Yeah, I'll be like 245, I think. Oh, awesome. Can we talk to your wife? Yeah, hey, Jared, that's your wife in the back, right? Yeah, hold on a second. Here's my wife. Yeah, put her on phone. She's on the radio. Hey, why are you on my phone? That's weird. Hello. Hi, sweetheart. What's your name? My name is Lee. Hi, Hi, Lee. Lee. It's nice to talk to you. You're on the air with us right now. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we're curious how you felt about your husband coming back off the oil rig. having lost. uh, Yeah, he lost 35 pounds. He's smoking hot. Oh, he's always been hot, sweetie. Then it wasn't a problem. But yeah, I, I was see. feeling really good because I I've been trying to get get him to start exercising with me again for a long time, and he he began to get uh, what they you know called prehypertensive, and it was you know it was scary. He was a big fat again, load, right? What he was a he was a big fat load. He told us about the exercise with you. Yeah. Did you just take the phone for me? Oh, um, see, Chad, Chad, Chad you offended it. Lee. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, Lee. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear you there. I had an echo or something. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's okay. Fine. Don't we, worry. Yeah, about we it. didn't say anything. The whole sorry thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've got him exercising with you again. Well, he actually, uh, our schedules don't really mix very well, and he does. He hates bicycles, and that's mostly what I do. So we don't really exercise together. Surprisingly enough, I well. was I was a little shocked to find that when I tried to keep up with him the other day, yeah, as Uh-oh. far as running, I, I couldn't quite do it. Really? I think a little yeah. smack to the back of the head <laughs> was slowing get, down. Get him going. Doc's a little violent tonight. You're oh, going to have to forgive him. You know what? Him. You guys got to do this together. Yeah. You got to look at him and say, huh? Okay. <laughs> and then just do it. Do you want to yeah. be a fat load again? <laughs> oh, he sounds like he's on top. So, no, I mean, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's, he's doing, doing it. it. He's doing it with. He's, he's a really determined guy. He's good. He can do just about anything. He gets his mindset to it. You know what? 35 oh, pounds is really healthy. Since that's January. No, that's yeah, pretty it's, good. Yeah. It's, it, it's crazy, and, and you can it just everything about it. You know, it, it begins to complement. You know, it, it sort of a cascade effect. Yeah. It, the, the weight comes off. The, the the muscle is going back up. Like I said, the the, the high blood pressure <laughs> is down. Yeah, it is. He's in a he's in, well. Sex is never down. That's a man. That's a man. But, but maybe a little bit more endurance. I don't know. Uh, see, that's you, what I would think. You get the you muscle know. going back up. That's a male. His heart rate's a little better. You know, yeah. he's able to stay right in there. All right, well, good. I'm I'm happy for oh, yeah. you, too. We're moving I'm in the right direction. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Jared. Hey, I think it's all that platform drilling. So, you got to tell me what you weigh now. Oh, I weigh like 240-something, like 245, And how tall are you? I'm, I'm like six foot one. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're a good 20, 30 pounds over, man. He's got some. Oh, yeah, you know what? He's got some weight to lose. But listen to me. But Thirty-five pounds in four months. Let's give another round of yeah. applause for our brother right here. He's doing well. Smoking. Uh, when are you back Way out on the platform? How long are you home for? Um, till October. Then I go back to Angola for another sixty, ninety, hundred days, maybe. Okay. Can we point out the fact that his wife still wants to do him? Of course she does. Doc. You know what? It's it's just smoking right there. She said he was hot all the way through. He's, he's hot all the way through. Oh. Hey, your wife sounds hot, by the way. I gotta give you that. Oh, uh, I gotta give, gotta give props to the wife. Yeah, props to the wife. Round oh, of I, got one, I got one. Th- I got one thing for you. Yeah, go ahead. Additionally, 
Uh, you know how I heard on the show a couple days ago, well, a couple weeks back, because I'm still making my way through the end of uh, April right now. Yeah. To April. And y'all were talking about hearing somebody uh, smack their wife on the air. Yeah. I could, get, I, could get my, I could hear my wife smack another girl on the air. Oh. <laughs> I like really? to hear that. What? Yeah. Did, did he just allude to this, what I think yeah. he just... Did just let me get this straight. Your wife is going to smack another woman Jeez. on the air. I can, I, we'll see what I can do about it in a week or two. We'll see if I can get one on the air. <laughs> oh. All right, let me give you... planning ahead for you. Let me give you a phone number here. Uh, it's 888-401-BEER. And Chad at com. <laughs> Whatever you got to organize with this, with yeah. this, with what's going on here, you email Chad at com. We'll put this on the air. Yeah. Any pictures? Okay, I'll see what I can do then. All right, you work on that. <laughs> All right, my okay, brother. Hey, thank you. You have a good night. No, right. you too. And congratulations. You're doing a good job. Yeah. And while you're home now, listen, I know you're in Texas. Uh, keep it up. Uh, do some exercise and don't just sit around eating, okay? Yeah, don't be like the rest of oh, Texas. Oh, hell. Don't be a fat lawyer. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I, I, I run every day and I'm... Good. As soon as, we, as, as soon as we get next weekend, we're going to the, to the the microbrewery here in town because they got a big tour and we're going to go down there. Tell your wife to shut Thanks, up. Y'all. <laughs> Say, hey, listen, it's my okay, time right I, now. I really want to hear what she wants to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I'm just effing with you. Hey, I'm proud of you. Good work, my brother. Thanks, man. You All have a right, good night. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. All right, there you go. Bye, How Jared. about that? That's Jared yeah. right there. Awesome. From, uh, yeah. Don't ever yeah. log in as Paleo Pookie Bookie. You're Jared. That's Oil Platform Jared, and uh, good on him. I like to hear that. That's a lot of weight, and that's tough to do. So, uh, good. His wife still wants good, to good, do it. Good, good, good. As much as we uh, talk about that around here, I've never once said or thought that it's an easy thing to do, so I like to hear that, man. You keep it up, my friend. All right, uh, Stump the Brewer. I got some questions going on. You got a here. lot of questions. Boy, oh, boy. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, we'll just start at the top like we do and see. Can he have a shout out? How far Peter can make it, huh? Can, can Peter have a shout out? Did, Peter, do you need to give out a shout out? Uh, apparently, I do. <laughs> oh, no, it's like. Uh, Doc, come... can you ring your beer bell for me? I can. Thank you. Anybody who's got beer near them, I, that I is, don't have I mean. any near me. <laughs> hey, shit, shit. Look at this. That's you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's got beer, it'll it'll be it'll do fine. Chet's still working on Mike Moraz's uh, <clears throat> awards list. Yes. All right, let's yeah. start with these questions here, uh, Peter. Yes. Your first question: Who will win the series, the Sharks or the Stars? The Sharks. That's right, baby. I think he's got that right. Uh, he's right. That's All you right. Texans listening, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. How much poop is in JP's pants right now? Uh, minimal. <laughs> I go minimal. I'm look leaning, his, I'm leaning towards minimal. He's not jumping up. He's uh, he's looking oddly comfortable, actually. Tr- JP, is there poop in your pants? That's a trick question. He says no. All right. Question number two is also right. Awesome. The brewer is not stumped minimal. so far. It's just a man pun. <laughs> That's right. That's a man. (laughs) Now, this is a good question. I wonder if you're going to know this one. And I wonder if I want to count it, too. All right. What amount of money was mentioned as the craft beer revenue at the beginning of the show? Were you paying attention? Well, which one? The right answer or the wrong answer? The right answer. Uh, well, let's say the right answer. What's the right answer that 5. we said? 5.7 billion. That a boy. Uh, billion. He, he said nice. billion. 5.7 billion. And he means billion. Uh, judges? Yes. Billion. Yeah. Okay. 
Come, Peter. Billion. <laughs> Cha. Okay, uh, here we go. Here's a good question. Stump the Brewer. This is for a prize pack from Sacramento Brewing Company. It's a hat, a shirt, and a glass. No, and, uh, not, not all three. The all trifecta? three. You're getting the trifecta of love from Sacramento Brewing Company. What is the name of the groove cut into the top of every barrel stave that the head of the barrel fits into? When we go into anything at Sac Brew, we do it full bore. So we got to know every aspect of it. Yeah. And that combined with the fact that my family has been involved in winemaking. This for, one's right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, that would be called the Crows. Nice. Okay. He's right. <laughs> Bringing it strong. You just got served. <laughs> you got served. Could have said the pigeonhole for all I know. I don't know if that's right or not. Right back at yeah. you. No, what's good? Ohio. Uh, okay. Great. Um, uh, these guys are providing answers, so... Okay, here we go. Here's one. This one I, this one I like. This is complicated. Nevada. <laughs> Which would buy you more cases of beer, Peter? Would it be 40 ounces of silver, 12 ounces of gold, one ounce, or one ounce of platinum, or $10? <laughs> Which would buy you more cases of beer? This might be it. I'm going with platinum. I'm going gold. This might stop you right been on here. the rise. Is that keg pouring right there behind you, Yes, Doc? it is. Will you fill that glass for me, please? Good Are job, Chit Chat. Uh, no, I'm going to have him. Just read. It's okay. right behind you. I'm going to have to it's go. It's so with, far away. I'm going to have to go with $10. You're going to say $10 will buy wait, you more they said cases it was an ounce, of beer. Wait, an ounce of gold? 12 ounces of gold. It was 40 oh, ounces oh, of no, silver, no. 12 ounces of gold, going, one ounce of platinum. I'm changing it. It's got to be one ounce of platinum. Uh I would have said the platinum too. Yeah. I think it's an ounce of platinum. Gold, gold's going way freaking out of control right now. Yeah, gold's like eight hundred dollars a pound. No, so no, like it's, wait, it's well above a thousand. So you guys are saying gold? Gold, gold's above a thousand. Wow, it's gone up. JP, that much. do you have wow. the answer in front of you? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Peter's waiting final, for my final answer. answer. Of course, yeah. of course. This is all just you know. He's thinking it out. Gold. Right was What's like, your final uh, answer? I, I checked on um, on Friday and it was a. Uh, Ten thousand eighty for your for your for an ounce. Ten eighty. Ten eighty for an ounce. Music. Take the deal. I can give you that. And it was. You know can what I? I can you I know ask what the I audience? Have? What? What do you got? I have a it was, techno version of the Beatles. Supposed to from that oh. point. Here's your intense music. <laughs> you have a final answer. I'm going to go with the audience and say gold. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's switching his answer to gold. JP, what's the answer? Gold. Yeah. Oh! oh! Not stumped. <laughs> good, good job. Awesome. All right. Next question. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? So can we play this at Burning Man too? Yeah. Stop. All right, here you go. In the Middle Ages, four in the morning, monks were allowed to drink how many quarts per day? <laughs> oh, there's sweat on his brow. That would be five. That's correct. I know that because wow. he was on Beer Jeopardy last week. Look at Peter. I told you. He kicked ass last time. He's doing it again. Don't He's making do it. you earn your prize pack. Hey, Justin, did, did I give you a beer? 
This is such a ridiculous song. <laughs> we should mix this with Tasty Crack Hands. Oh, Let me see. I can probably do that right can. now. Let me see if it works. Turn the Anagata DeVita down. I can't. It's all in the same fader. Oh. It kind of works in like an acid mix kind of way. All right. Next question. <laughs> Doc needs a beer. There's a, a tap two feet behind him. And he needs a beer. And he wants chit chat to do something. All right. Here we go. The next one from uh, Chuli in the forum. What is the Weizen yeast subspecies? I don't even understand that question is how difficult that is. Weinsteffen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter, thank you. <laughs> the Weizen yeast subspecies. JP, is this a gettable answer? You know the answer. You I, I have it, but I don't know if it's accurate or not. Yeah. I don't know. Let me Google myself. I mean, Google it. Google yourself. You know he. You know that JP spent some time googling himself, right? <laughs> and the cat, especially now that the cat's out name. Now, yeah. In between levels of Google World it. of Warcraft, he googles himself. Make it. It's the breakdown, JP. The breakdown. I always <laughs> thought it was just more expressive bruises. I didn't realize it was its own thing. Oh, researching now. <laughs> Commence, commence research level seven. The banker says. The banker says. Come on, Alex Trebek. <laughs> you can't concentrate with that on. No, <laughs> I can't. It's a glow stick. <laughs> you know what? I think it's a false number. Yeah. Um, so there's. Can I give the answer or? or are we done talking about it? Yeah, because Peter doesn't really have an answer. Yeah, it says Cerevacea del Brucki, but uh, then there was research done on the Homebrewers uh, Digest. Oh, um, a counter uh, Where someone actually put, you know, they looked at the AFRC National Collection of Yeast Cultures. Oh, um, and uh, so, yeah, the, the, exactly. the S. Cerevacea strain number 92 deposited in 1933 by A.C. Chapman. Original deposit name S. del Brucki in TSC 3964. Uh, there was no... So I concluded that the uh, Del Broque was really just a strain of surveys. <laughs> but homebrewers use the term Del Broque as a convenient handle. Oh, by which they could refer to a particular strain or strains. <laughs> yeah! Whatever that meant. So I don't know. Pretty much in the we or? don't care. Is that stumped? Was that a real answer? I don't know. I don't think it's... Uh, this guy truly saying it's the yeast sub commonly used in Whiteson, but... You blah, know, whatever. blah, blah. I give it to him for effort, man. That was pretty mean. Nope. Sorry. Peter, out. it's your out. prize. Out. He's out. Uh, out. It, it's, I, I say we give it to him. Otherwise, we're going to be out. there all night. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, no, no. there are a lot of he questions left for you. So <laughs> there are a lot of questions. I think, it's, I think it's a gray area. I don't think it's... Uh, it's not a properly defined answer. Nope. Out. But maybe out. it is. What do I know? Uh, let's try another couple just for the hell of it. Huh? <laughs> don't make me come across this. What temp is the uh, Maillard reaction peaked? Ooh. Now, now you, that's one you could know, Peter. I know it's really hot. Maillard. 
Mayard. Yeah, you whatever. have to pronounce it first. I got to do yeah. the two L Y thing with exactly s- Spanish. I see. Well, no, it's because it's, it's like uh, the, the two ducks. Yeah, Mayard. <laughs> I thought that was a mallard. Mayard. Is there some wash, or is it going to need to be like how many? Uh, <laughs> is there a range, or is it a specific uh, number? JP, do you have that number in front of you? Uh, 158. Yes, I do. Wait, do I? Where the 158. No, that's no, sacrification. Don't. You don't, don't have it in front of you anyway? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have the real answer in front of us anyway. He didn't give it to me. You guys got to give me your answers. Why do Americans get drunk on so little beer? That's an interesting question. Because we hate Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> that was from an Australian. <laughs> but, uh, hey, good answer, Doc. What the hell, Our beer is twice as strong as It yours. works for me. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. We'll give it to... Uh, uh, yeast subcategory, dude. How about that? Truly. You down with that, Peter? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right. There's a couple Show. good ones in there, though. No, there are some good ones, but come on. Uh, I gotta go. All right. <laughs> what are you All saying? Right. I gotta take a leak. Peter's got a baby at home. There's food to be eaten. And, uh, Cha-cha-cha. I'm sick of looking at Chad over there. Sick. What? Wait, 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 wait. You still have beer in your mug. I'm sick of the fact that Doc's got beer in his mug, a kegerator a foot behind him, and he's still ringing the bell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a full beer. Yeah. I spent five hours of not ringing that damn bell. <laughs> All right. Fine. Justin and Bo Vistu. <laughs> you did need a sit on. All right, I agree. Roof and me. Right. Juice. <laughs> All right. Um, it's 310. Just 310 degrees okay, what is the value of reaction. All right. Justin, what does I would that say, say 300, but yeah. Yeah. It's not like you said roofie me. No, it said Justin. All right. I'm calling uh, you. Why aren't you calling me back? <laughs> okay. Call still, me. I never would have known what it meant. Yeah, I know. Chet, what's next week? We've got Ben Brewing's Tanya Cornette, oh, gold God. medal winner. Yeah. Small brew pub champion brewer. From where? Right, yep. One uh, small brew Oregon. pub of the year at the ben World Beer That's right. Yep. Ben, right. Oregon. Ben, Oregon. Right on the Deschutes River. Uh, on the phone the or in the studio? On the phone. He said bend. All right. All right. So we got uh, he said Oregon. Ben Brewing he said on, ben. The, on the show next week. That'll be fun. We're off the week after that, I'll let you know, because we're at the Boonville Beer Festival. Weren't you supposed to be doing something else? No? Guess not, right? Not. Right. I don't think so. I think that's no. that. Uh, so tune in for that. Books, podcasts, t-shirts, uh, American Homebrewers Association memberships and donations, all available through the website and the BN store. You should go there and check it out and uh, help us out. You can also buy Brew Your Own Magazine through the homepage. Just click on the banner. It will appear on the homepage. Just refresh it if you don't see it. You get a great magazine and you help us out while you're at it. You can also click those ads that rhyme with frugal. It doesn't cost you a dime and it helps us out quite a bit. And then, of course, you need to visit and shop. From our sponsors. You heard them throughout the program, and they kick ass. They keep this show coming to you. I promise you right now, I'm telling you. Listen to me as I say it. This show would cease to exist without those sponsors that you hear on the program. Okay. Done. Gone. We're out of here. So please uh, patronize them if you would. Please. Um, you have a phone call. Drunk of the week. Can we have one of those? Yeah. Yeah, that's how to duck. Whoa. Whoa. Caller, who are we talking to? I'm still here. I'm totally beer geek from the forum. Turn your radio down for me, would you? Oh, yeah, there you go. Single I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, because I, um, I can't drunk hear you. <laughs> Doc can't drunk I, hear I, you. He can't drunk hear you either. No. What have you been drinking? Oh, God. Um, uh, 
Uh, my own homebrewed uh, Saison winter beer, and then uh, Omegang with beer, Omegang Hennepin, and then I don't remember how many of uh, Brasserie Vapois touching that. You've had a few. Yeah. At least six. Where are you located? Uh, right above Philadelphia, Quakertown, Pennsylvania. So it's kind of late. You're kind of drunk. I get it. So far, you're our only uh, drunk of the week caller, aside from you know Doc. But if he's here, and I am, it's from Quakertown. I don't know who's drunker yet, guys. Doc or this dude, <laughs> Peter. I out on my keyboard twice already, and every time I, I call you guys, I wander into my woods because I don't wake up my roommates, and I have lost my way back here. It, it takes me like twice as much to get back. <laughs> walk out there. It's, drunk of the week. What's he's he's doing that? Uh, it could be just a connection, though. It could be. You Wait. know, I'm on a cell phone. I could, uh, I could it could be. Okay, I, why are you on a cell phone? <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's trying to not wake up his roommates. But he's getting lost in his house? No, he's, tra- <laughs> he's trying to not wake up his roommates. Right. You want to... Doc's making a backstory for this guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> what's this guy's name? Phil. Uh, he, uh Phil. I, Phil. I, I, no, I was the barrel brewer. But, Fucking from Lehigh Valley Home Brewery. God damn it! Went down. Went down Lehigh to Lehigh Valley. Bought some pl- the the par- <laughs> disqualification. I feel like I'm ordering bad. a Jack in the Box. <laughs> bad cell phone. <laughs> I was going to have a you- large uh, with a small. <laughs> okay, so that's work with a X cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want you to close the show for us. I just wonder if your connection is going to be good enough. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, hello. I, I walked outside. I, I got a full power signal now. Oh, All hello. right, good. All right, know. close the show. You have to say things like uh, support our sponsors. We'll see you next week. Uh, I'm going to hurl. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, a bunch of that. I'm going to give you the last see word. You forever. All right, I'm going to shut everybody up. It's all yours. You're closing the show, my brother. Go for it. And you're drunk of the week. Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Are you doing a good job so far, except that you got to say things? All right, tell me one. All right, go. All right. Well, I love the Brewing Network. I'm falling down my hill right now, but, uh, um, yeah, more beer, Beer 3, Northern Brewer, and uh, the Brewing Network are great. White left. And, yeah, they're good. Valley Brew. Oh, what, Valley Brew? What? You're good. Keep going. I'm just helping. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, oh, God. The woods are hurting. Um, yeah, Lehigh Valley Homebrewers. Great stuff. And uh, the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, uh, the Jamil Show, the Lunch Meet, which sucks ass, but it's funny at the same time. And uh, they're always good. Sunday session, yes, great. Oh, I can't. I gotta pass out, guys.